From Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody to the Pulp MX show coming at you! Presented by motorsport.com, fly racing and decal works. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, man. It's Monday, September 5th, 5.01 Pacific time. Happy Labor Day for everybody. Lots to talk about tonight. We had an epic Paula 2 raceway. Final round of Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Eli Tomac getting the win in a couple of amazing motos. Chase Sexton pushed him hard. Both motos and had an amazing season also. So we'll get into that. Jet Lawrence clinches his second consecutive 250 motocross title. The MXGP series wrapped up in Turkey, and that was a barn burner for the MX2 guys. Uh, we will talk to Lewis Phillips tonight about that from MX Vice. We have uh, Mitch Payton on from Pro Circuit. Josh Ellingson as well, Eli Tomac's mechanic. He's a double championship mechanic this year. Supercross and motocross. Good job to Josh. We have a couple of uh, Worth Connection Pro Launch start devices to give away as well in honor of them winning a couple championships. 702-586-7857. If you want to call in, talk some Paula, talk some MXGP, talk some straight rhythm, talk some MXDN, whatever it is on your mind, man. Let's uh, let's hear it. Thanks for watching and listening. Appreciate it. Thank you, Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, X-Brand Goggles, Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Acherbys, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, Skosh, ORW, OGO Power Sports, Atlas Neck Brace, Guts Racing, FMF, Works Connection, MotorcycleEnergyJobs.com, Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Manscape, Suspension Direct, Intense Cycles, Weisco Pistons, Twisted T, all on board with us, as are you people, and uh, really a great guy in studio as well to help me break all this down. Don't forget, go to the Amazon widget on PulpMX.com to help us out. It takes you to Amazon and you make a purchase and... You know, I can afford to get guys like Callum Brower here. Uh, motorsport banner as well on pulpamex.com. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com. Takes you to motorsport. Make a purchase. Great guys. And uh, it helps us out as well do, to do that. An affiliate program. Uh, anything over 79 bucks is free shipping. And, uh, yeah, really, really good company. Good prices. OEM and aftermarket parts there at motorsport.com. Speaking of that, we have the motorsport.com tweet at Pete segment. Race Tech Rant. X-Brand Goggle Tariffs. We have the voicemails. We have a social media comment of the week. Uh, and yeah, more coming up here on the show tonight. Again, thank you for watching. Thanks to Mav TV. We have uh, four episodes left on Mav TV. Two Wheel Tuesdays, and uh, man, it's been fun. It's been really good to see the the uh, response from you people. It's been fun to have it on the uh, 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 semis in the in the races. The semis on the TVs. It's it's been on there. So yeah, it's been cool, man. Thanks again for uh, for all the support for the Mav TV guys and Pulp MX Show on Mav TV and. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks again. So uh, with me here in studio to uh, talk about Paula 2, talk about MXGP. We'll talk some silly season stuff. We may touch on the motocross donations. It's Callum Brower. What's up, man? How are you? I'm great, Steve. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. 
Lots to talk about. Uh, a lot. Uh, lots to talk about. A lot. Um, we, you were at Paula, obviously. Uh, congratulations to Tomac Star Yamaha for the second consecutive title. The first time since 2015 that a 450 guy has swept indoors and out. Uh, we'll talk about some comparison seasons for that as well later on. I just thought that first moto by Tomac was... And he told me afterwards he had to win the first moto. He was really gunning for the first moto with the one point up. He needed that one. To, and in second moto, we could lay back. I thought that first moto was just perfect. Just follow Chase Sexton. Neither one making a mistake. Neither guy, you know, uh, uh, putting a wheel wrong. And then follow him, follow him. Use the lappers. Catch up to him. And then Chase made a mistake in the rollers. Eli squirts by. And then, look, Sexton's just as fast as Eli, if not faster. And uh, Eli just totally put pulled away like a second and a half or whatever and maintained it and took the moto win. A perfect motor. Moto, Kellen, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, mean, other than a start and run away. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I, I asked him earlier this year if like 24 0 is better or having like a close title fight like this is better. Um, but yeah, that first moto was, uh, I think it was a culmination of everything that he's learned this year watching Sexton in front of him because they've raced each other so much that like, I think by the end of the year, they knew each other's tendencies to a degree. Uh -huh. And with him, like, uh, you know, you go back to Iron Man, and, and he watched him in front of him for a long time, and then the second he hit lap traffic, he would, you know, yeah. catch up to him and then go as, as fast as he can for, like, two or three laps and try to, like, break away from him. He did the exact same thing at Paula, yeah, right? Like it he, was real similar. Exactly the same situation where as soon as Sexton started getting a little bit messed up with lappers, maybe he was getting flustered and lost, that's when Tomac is like, I'm pouncing. Yeah. Like, this is a perfect opportunity yep. to start running my hot laps. I figured out all my lines. I've watched what he's doing. I know what I'm doing. And then just go. And that's exactly what he did. You almost, like, look, nothing nothing uh, beats whole shot and pull away for the win. Nothing beats that. But you almost wonder if, because, again, being the chaser is easy. You can see where the guy's going. You can adjust to his lines. You can use the lappers. They don't know what's coming until cha the leader gets them. There's a, there's a few advantages to being in this position that Eli was. And you would almost wonder, hey, Eli, would you rather uh, take the lead and have Sexton on you? Or would you want to do it? have Chex Sexton lead and you can watch and learn and pounce. I, I think he's taking the ladder. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, like James even said it on the broadcast. He said that he likes the position that Tomac's in to be able to follow, read the lines. And like Sexton was doing some stuff that Eli wasn't doing or probably going to do like that triple thing in the rollers. For example, mm -hmm. I think Eli was fine just kind of like pounding yep. through it. But for Eli, like, you can just take the best of what Sexton's doing and combine it with what you already yeah. know is working. Because Sexton can't look back and see where Tomac is gaining time or losing time. Uh, so you get to read the entire situation and play it out in front of you. I think uh, Eli tried a few outsides early on, yeah. too, and was like, oh, okay, not really working, you know? Uh, um it was pretty yeah. one line, but he, I, I do think that he found like the two or three spots that worked specifically for him. Yeah, and and knew that those were the spots that like if Sexton is held up a little bit or makes a mistake here yeah. and there, that that's my opportunity to pounce. Because I felt like in two fifties, with Schmoda, first moto outsides were working. Yeah, uh, there was a few sections. Maybe it was Jet. Maybe Schmoda. Outsides were working. Jet, I think, more Jet than anything. Mm -hmm. They were good. And then I think Eli was trying them and was like, no, not really. The Paula, it was so hot, and it was hot. Kellen, I was – I'm going to name <laughs> drop right now. But I was talking to James and Chad on the starting line before – during practice. And I'm not moving. And sweat is beating up on my arm and dripping off. And I'm yeah. not moving. It was hot. Uh, so having said that, they watered the shit out of it in practice – 
because they kind of had to. Yeah. And then what what happened? There was no middle. There was an no. inside and an outside, and that was it. And it was just slosh in yeah. the middle. Yeah. Like if you yeah. went offline even a little bit, you're losing like two or three seconds yeah. because yeah. you're going to get stuck for a little bit. And I get the watering the shit out of it was yeah. 110 degrees. So again. what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was I go- it, at some point it was going to get dry, yeah. hard. Yeah. You know, they were trying to not let it get blue grooved. Yeah. Really, is what they were trying to do, and it created, in my opinion, some sketchy situations with how long and notchy the ruts were, right. like down straightaways and stuff, but. That's such a hard uh, track to get right when it's that hot. No one liked the track. <laughs> Did anybody like the track? I I talked to nobody that liked. Did Grant the track. Harlan maybe like it? Grant Harlan hey, crushed yeah, it. Well, maybe Grant Harlan liked it. The Kiefer setup worked. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> nobody liked the place. Look, we're not going back next year for two races, and that's a good thing. Yeah, it, it really. There needs to be a national in Southern California. I wish it was at Glen Helen. They can't make it work. Yeah, this is the next best alternative. But just one race, please. I, I did hear <laughs> a, a lot of, well, at least it's not Elsinore this weekend. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. No, no, <laughs> Many no. people saying, thank God this, we're not back this there. This place is like um, Redbud compared to Elsinore. <laughs> um, Redbud compared to Elsinore. It, it wasn't a lot of fun. There, no. There, the give-a-shit meter for many riders was not there, um, and that's understandable. Well, I think that was the first time in a long time that I've just, just sat in the media tent for a lot of it. Like It was yeah. so brutal to stand yeah. outside, like you're saying. like Even at like 9 a.m., I'm just like standing out there like on the bleachers watching some yeah. some of the qualifying. Yeah. And I'm like this isn't yeah. even fun standing here. Like I said, I was talking to those guys and I'm lo- and I'm feeling this drip down my arm <laughs> and I'm looking and it's yeah, like I'm like oh my god, right? So yeah, it's um Did you bring a, a change of clothes? I didn't. I did because I was like, I, I've, I might sweat through. I might just pour water down me all day long or something. I had a black you know? shirt on too. Not the not the not the greatest move. Not well. You weren't John Tomac level. No, yeah, <laughs> John John Tomac, long sleeve black shirt, jeans. Yeah, just classic. Yeah, right. I mean, have you seen him not wear that to yeah, any race? Yeah, like, good point. Yeah, that's just the look. He, he's twice the man. I, I am. Uh, <laughs> so Tomac, look, he leaves his long time home at Cowie where he could have stayed. He takes a pay cut for a base salary he signs up for Yamaha for one year and an option but basically yeah. one year to try this thing out and he maybe rides better than he ever has before at 29 years old and wins both titles well he had the best season that he's ever had like statistically maybe there was better actual supercross or actual motocross seasons over yeah. his career but uh the one whole year combined like it, it, yep. it's been perfect for him I mean it, you, you can't do it any better you look to there was times where he appeared to get flustered mm-hmm. at the end of seasons uh, supercross seasons specifically never happened never never you know well I, he said he had the most fun this year too that was another yep. thing that he drove home a lot and i mean you know you and i both talked to him a lot in interviews and stuff like to me he's uh, a much he, different yeah. person too yeah, like he, he's so much happier and, and freer i feel he like he came on the show a bunch he was yeah. he uh, some of those tough losses mm-hmm. he was at the the media corral yeah you know talking uh, and lots of praise for Chase too. Yep, like, yeah. wasn't about himself. It was very no. much like, dude, Chase he, is ripping as well. He was a different dude, yeah, for sure. And and Sexton pushed him harder than anybody else has mm-hmm. uh, in his in his in his title. So, uh, what a season and what a just a picture perfect moto. Now, JT was uh, disputing this on the uh, on the race review, but second moto, Anderson got the start and was mm-hmm. leading. And look, Anderson's the one guy that has beaten those two guys this year. Right. You know, not always straight up, but sometimes. And um, I was like, oh, shit. Like, Sexton's going faster than Tomac. Sexton's going to go by Eli. Eli's going to let him go. Like, no, not even going to battle him. And then if Sexton gets Anderson and An- Eli can't get Anderson, 
holy shit, I did think that for a few laps because Anderson was ripping. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought the same thing. And, and Well, JT's going to call you an idiot. Uh, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, but, I yeah. mean, you know, we talked to Eli after the race. You talked yeah. to Eli. Uh, same exact story that he said to both of us was I, f I had flashbacks <laughs> to Buds. Yeah. I got yeah. stuck behind those guys, and I couldn't, like, yep. pick up the pace right. to go around and them. And he That's said he was, thing. quote, unquote, panicked. Yeah, He panicked. was panicked. So right. even he was thinking it yes. as well. And, look, I mean, I know it's kind of in the rearview mirror now, but there was a time where we saw very weirdo moments for Eli Tomac where it's like yeah. why is he just riding yeah. around in 10th right. and that could have happened then yep. too like it, it wasn't like this is an entirely different Eli Tomac yep. there, it still exists somewhere in there no absolutely and, and again like on that kind of dirt on that day Anderson can haul ass now mm -hmm. obviously he dropped way back and it didn't work and whatever but yeah he could do it and I was thinking to myself what do we got here because I had no doubt Sexton was going to catch Eli I knew that was going to mm -hmm. happen. Uh, and then I was like, Anderson could play a big role in this. Now, it didn't happen that way. And Sexton crashed three times in the second moto. So um, he was hauling ass, too. <laughs> Do you, I, I was trying to think back. Like, when's the last time someone even crashed twice and still won a moto? And Sexton almost crashed three times and had a chance to win the yeah, moto. Like, that, yeah. I was... Yeah. But, I mean, he was sending it. Like, what else are you going to do? It's right. the same thing Tomac has said the last couple of weeks. Like, it's you have to go at this point in time because it's so close. There's there's no more give and take. Yeah. You have to go for the win every single moto. And Eli actually said the same thing to us, that he was happy that it was a one-point gap coming in instead of, like, a 10 or, or, you know, something bigger where you think about it yeah. more and you're like, well, yeah. should I ride to a third or whatever? The the fact that he had to win probably made him, like, ride better and more within himself all day long. It was great. It, he he was uh, – it was amazing in both motos. And so that's – most likely his last uh, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship. I don't see him coming back. He's left the door open, but I don't see yeah, him. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, um, and then he won his first one, and he won his last one. That's really cool. Yeah. I didn't really put that together until they did it in the broadcast. But Yeah, yeah. crazy bookend to the careers, right? that's for I mean, sure. nobody wins their first one, like what James <laughs> did and Eli did. And what, I mean, what, not uh, necessarily yeah. everybody wins their last one either. Like It's, it's mm -hmm. pretty rare that we see guys oh, go yeah. out on top to begin with, but then, yeah. you know, uh, to win their yep. last moto too, like yep. oftentimes, like with Ricky or, or whoever yep. leaves, yep. Uh, you know, Dungeon his last Supercross race until he retired uh, or unretired, I should say. You know, what did he got fourth in that Supercross race or third or whatever? Like he mm -hmm. he didn't win it, like yep. he didn't go out on top, but yep. Eli does, so yeah. it's pretty cool. Great season, uh, congrats to the Star guys and Eli for that. Again, it's a gamble. It, it, you know, we sat here in December, talked about Supercross, and we're like, I don't know, you know, and then he hurts his knee. And uh, for outdoors, I was one of the guys saying, like, dude, I, I don't know about that knee. Mm -hmm. If he just puts it down in the wrong spot, all his rest of healing is gone, and he's back to square one. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't he didn't ride that much coming into yeah. Paula because of the knee. Paula went, Not okay, great, yeah. yeah, whatever, <laughs> right? Uh, and then that was it. And then we never heard about the knee again, and he just started crushing it. He won nine motos in a row in the middle of the season at one point. And, um, and Sexton rode amazing, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh that I think I saw that it was the highest uh, points and runner-up points ever in an, in the twelve-round yeah, series I or something. It. Yeah, um, but yeah, props to props to Tomac for sure. Uh, um, what 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 a day! What a what a ride! And um, two in a row for Star with Dylan Ferrandis last year too. You know? Yeah, suddenly yeah. Blue Crew, man, yeah. they they've come on strong these uh, last couple of years. It's uh, the 20, quite the turnaround. The twenty twenty three was there too. <laughs> yeah. It was at the, it was at Paula. Yep. God, it looks good. It's so skinny. <laughs> it's so skinny. Do you sit on it? I haven't sat on it yet, but I did like get closer Dude, to it. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like Honda ish. It's gonna be nimble. Oh, throw that thing around. Oh, 
you think Tomac's going to do, you know, I think he did well this year. Just wait. <laughs> uh, Kellen Brower brought to you by Decal Works. Over 30 years in the industry, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics around. Officially licensed with all the brands. Your expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Quality, service, and knowledge. Proud sponsor of the Red Bull KTM team. Rockstar Energy Husqvarna team as well. Off-road team. DecalMX.com. Promo code PulpMX at decalmx.com to save. Great company. They'll do anything they want, anything you want for graphics and have a quick turnaround as well. Kellen Brower brought to you by Decal Works and uh, PulpMX code at decalmx.com. We will have the uh, uh, um, decal guys on here uh, later in this offseason. Um, all right. So uh, speaking of KTM, decal does their, their stickers. Ryan Dungey, like I thought he was going. Uh, I didn't talk to him after the race. I saw people interview, and then I saw on Vital mm-hmm. uh, a quote that he said he's done. And, and so he's hanging it back up. You know what? I didn't even introduce these guys. Yeah, I was like, about I, to say, are I, you going to introduce them? But I, 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 it's your show, so I'm like, I mean, honestly, I, I was just going to move on with my life. But, <laughs> uh, directing the show over there, holding things down, deciding the camera work. The Travis Marks. What's up, Marks? Feeling underappreciated. I know. I apologize. I just we got you know it's the final. Honestly, you could have just gone forward, and I it whatever. Okay, like well, nobody cares about me. Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's that's true. Yeah. Uh, Marks, for... we are going to give away the Yamaha YZ450 for Pulp Mix Fantasy tonight. Yes, we, we are, are doing the draw. Yes, we are. So if you paid before Anaheim one, you get three entries. Nope. Okay. Nope. nope. You want me? To, you want to spill this out? <laughs> so if you pay before Anaheim one, you get two entries. You get one. And a bonus. If you if you do Supercross and then you later buy Motocross, you only get one. And then you get one extra entry if you were top 99 for Supercross and Motocross combined, which you obviously have to compete in both in the championship series uh, to be eligible for that. So, Kellen here, how many how many entries you got, Kellen? Uh, if I'm doing the math right, three. He's got three <laughs> because you have national number 52. 52. Yeah, yeah. there are 99 people out there with. Well, potentially 99 people out there with uh, 50 uh, with three entries in this. So. Okay. So you got Pretty two sweet. entries if you paid before Anaheim won. I did. And then if you're really good at the game, you get a third entry. Yep. Which I, I guess I am. Yeah, which you are. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do that later, later after commercial. Yes, we are. Thank you to Yamaha for that. We'll do a randomizer on this. And, Marks, please load the people that are actually eligible no this prom- time. No promises. Um, speaking of Ryan Dungey, he's back on a holiday Monday answering the calls. I- again, you, just, you talk about teamwork. You talk about cohesion on the pulp world and it's this that that's this man's middle name cohesion and teamwork <laughs> uh, uh producer pete what's up so i'm feeling appropriately appreciated um but not happy to be here uh you're welcome talent and yard yard uh dunge what about dunge hanging it up uh, that's just makes this tonight even worse the fact that he's not going to be uh racing next year it's it's not a good day for me stuff <laughs> from stuff. here all i can see are his eyes yeah. and they just look very yeah. sad but very the good news is solemn you uh-huh. you you bought a bike from yamaha uh for your son uh that may or may not be a secret so uh wow, if someone's listening the then mm, uh, i don't know but either way uh moving along that was my no. son <laughs> you, you missed you, you oh that was, your kid? That was my okay. son it was yeah. your so son I, I don't think yeah. he's actually listening and he won't get okay. to him so yes we did Thank you to Yamaha for the YZ125, the deal on very, it. Very, very big thank you to Yamaha. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, he doesn't know about it yet, but he will know maybe now, maybe tomorrow morning. We'll see. But yeah, we're yeah. very excited to get back in the dirt biking game and uh, yeah. getting to have a childhood that he deserves. Wow. Wow. First yeah. he said he didn't want to be here, and then I know. he gets all lovey he, well, <laughs> I, I have to give Yamaha the appropriate amount of uh, thanks. So Great work, Pete. Yep. 
Uh, okay, um, so Dunge, yeah, I was surprised to see that. I I asked him a few weeks ago because I'd heard from somebody at KTM that he's mm-hmm. coming back. I couldn't nail down whether it was Supercross or Motocross or both, um, but I heard he was coming back. And then he was real smiley when I asked him about it. Like, you know, yeah. he's, he's made a decision on it. And it seemed like it was all a go. And then this weekend, he's just like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. He, I, I'm shocked, too. Um, yeah, I think I first asked him back at round seven if he was going to be done at the end of the year. And, and like you said, he was very much like, well, I've got some things to think about. Yeah. And usually when they have some things to think about, it, it means that they're pretty much trying to finalize stuff yeah. at that point. It's yeah. not about thinking about it anymore. They've made the decision. So I'm really surprised to see he's done because I thought like yeah. everything was trending in the direction that yep. at worst he would be back to do 23 outdoors. And maybe even Supercross. Yeah, or the SMX thing or whatever, Or something, too. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no podiums this year for him. Came close. <sighs> so close. Should have had a few. Uh, honestly, the last couple of weeks haven't been good for him. He dropped back a little no. bit more than what you're used to. I still say it was a successful comeback to racing oh, for Ryan Dungeon. A 100%. Yeah. I, I mean, from five years of retirement, you tell him he's going to get top tens, I think that's a, a success. But ran top five all year. Mm-hmm. Um, gets pipped by, I think, Craig in the points just at the end there. But um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. Like, for someone that has not, like, seriously considered racing, I mean, you know, he's tried to, I think, maybe dabble at a couple comebacks, but never, like, went full training hardcore yeah. mode. And even coming into the season, he was like, yeah, I'm just doing a little bit of workout in Minnesota, like, not putting too much effort into it yet, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And, and, and then he ends up sixth in points. It was cool to see him back, and he was good. And yeah. I wish he was coming back again, but, yeah. I thought the yeah. fans, like, dug it too this year oh like, they were into it, it. gathered yep. around ktm a bunch yep. and like yep. leaning over the fence and cheering like it, I, I what i what i like about it is that like he you know the 17 title chase with him and tomac was a little bit you know it had some let's say not good moments in it and then the fans kind of turned against dungeon ktm at that point as well so like he he wins the fourth title and gets booed out of the stadium and i, I feel like it's not an appropriate goodbye for someone of Dunge's stature in the sport and the things that he's done. So I thought it was cool that this summer he got to come back. He got to, you know, feel the fans uh, cheering for him again and, and actually be happy to be out there and, um, you know, get, I think, more of a proper send-off than what he got the first time through. You know, that's a good point. It didn't go well the last time. No. <laughs> right. Because of, because of some team tactics. Yep. Yeah. Right. I never thought of that. Good. I mean, he yeah. like he was getting his uh, you know championship interview in seventeen after yeah. winning the title, and it was loud booze yeah. in the stadium. Yeah. No, so. you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was cool to see him there for sure, and it was awesome to see him back. I I I, I think he was racing. I have a theory. I don't know if it's right or right. We're, we're going to get Ryan on here next week or the week after. Uh, I have a theory, and again, I don't know if it's true. I haven't dug around in it. The way he. The way I heard he was coming back and the way he was acting like he was coming back, that seemed all new or, or all good and, and, and going to happen. And then all this sudden decision to me, this reeks of KTM saying, hey, man, we went through the budget and we can't support you. Yeah. Like, th- that, that's what it reeks of to me. And then that was just a sudden like, oh, I'm done. You yeah. know, because, look, we, we, have, we remember the interview with Roger at Paula where he's running – fourth and, and, and we need to do better we need to do better like what <laughs> yeah like that's how their mentality is they took a kick. yeah they want to win ktm took a kick in the ass this year it's i mean if it wasn't for tom vial winning this mx2 title they yeah. have no titles yeah. this year yeah. i mean it, it really didn't go well for the the new bike and three new race wins in america like yeah. It, yeah yeah i mean it, right. the the dungy thing was i think maybe a little bit of a saving grace because he definitely brought a little bit better publicity to that team and that bike this year than it was getting because it was 
you know, it wasn't getting very positive reviews throughout the Supercross season. It ha- it, it, and, no. Yeah, and, and, you know, obviously Cooper Webb didn't win a race in his uh, title defense, which is only, what, the third time that's ever happened um, without an injury involved. So uh, it didn't go well up until that point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like I said, I'm just really surprised to not hear that Dungey's ha- has something lined up. Even, like I said, if it's just a couple more races next year or something to have, like, a, another proper re-retirement or something like that, it's just you- it's weird. Are you, are you with me on my theory or no? I'm not. I okay. personally am not. I mean, okay. I, I I get it. I understand where you're coming from with yep. it. But the way that he's performed this year, I am I would be surprised that they wouldn't try to figure it out. Some way, some shape or form, uh-huh. some number to get him there, whatever it takes. Because, um, like I said, on publicity alone, it's been great. Yeah. But his results have actually given them, you know, a little bit more of a glimmer than they had before. Yeah. It seems like he's been able to maybe develop that bike a little bit better than it was before as well. Um, I, I just, I, I feel like there's too many positives as opposed to the negative of how much money they have to spend to get him okay. to stay, right. in my opinion. All right. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I have nothing to base my theory on other than KTM being like sort of ruthless. You know what I mean? That's that's all. I mean, like it it could just be as simple as that. Like you know, like he says, he he kind of scratched the itch or whatever, right? Right. But it could be as simple as like you know, he's got a family now. He, he's yeah. a family man. He's got to, yeah. you know, stay at home with the wife and and you know, be a dad and stuff okay. like that. And traveling twenty nine weeks a year isn't exactly the ideal dad, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, count me as a, a bummed, a little bummed. He didn't end up on a podium. The laps he led, the crowds went nuts. He yeah. led at High Point. He led uh, somewhere else, Washugo. He didn't lead Washugo, but. Before he went out, he was second. People were yeah. He that. got so, yeah. Uh, a couple hole shots this year yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was uh, it was good to see him uh, out there for sure. And if it's done, it's done. He gets to go out with at least being like, I gave it one more shot. You know, so, yeah, pretty good shot. Uh, Jet Lawrence uh, wins his second. 250 motocross title. Dennis Rodman's there. <laughs> the worm. Is Are we there. sure about that? I mean, it was so pretty hot on Saturday. Are we sure Dennis Rodman was there? Could have been a figment of our Are we sure it was Stu Rodman and Weege in the booth? Is, is that, that I'm not sure about either. Right. I mean, it's totally out to um, at that point. So, yeah, Mertz, Lucas Murdo has been on the show, uh, reached out to Rodman because Jet loves Dennis Rodman, I guess, <laughs> despite Rodman ending his playing career way before Jet was probably born. <laughs> Um, and, and he loves Dennis Rodman, and you could rent a Dennis, I guess. <laughs> and Mertz made it happen and surprised Jet with this, and they got him in the booth. Rodman knew James O'Neill McGrath, you know, like he he knew the sport of Supercross yeah. or something, yeah. right? Uh, and then, uh, yeah, there he was. Uh, I, I did hear that yeah. he was maybe prepped just a little bit about the history of the sport. Though. Oh, so, okay. I mean, I okay. think he probably does know the names yeah. um, a little yeah. bit because, yeah. you know, like McGrath was a big deal in the right. 90s no, when Rodman yeah. was yeah. there. So, yeah. like, of course, he probably knows the name. Maybe right. he doesn't know the exact history behind it. No, I was impressed he even brought up McGrath. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. But uh, I only heard about him being there maybe 20 minutes before he was on TV. Oh, I so heard like he, I heard he, hour, I heard in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to me yeah. he kind of flew under the radar until that point though, which is pretty hard to do for a whatever 6 foot 8 NBA <laughs> player walking through the pits. It was pretty wild. Now, were you you went uh you went over to the uh to the truck, uh Honda truck. Was he there when you went to, afterwards or was Not he, after no, okay. the race. No. Yeah. I heard he was uh out partying with some people later on though, so I think he stayed at least in town to yeah. go out to some of the after party the stuff, monster which I mean, party, of course. Right? Yeah. Dennis Rodman going after parties. I mean, on brand. Yeah, two peas in a pod right, right there. On brand. Uh, two in a row for Jet uh, and just rub my hands together for next year's 450 motocross title. Yeah. I, I don't mean, even want to watch 250 supercross with Jet. I don't care. <laughs> just get me to 450 motocross. Are you uh, Are you in on the, the, the thought of at least maybe starting him 450 West or no? Uh, n- sure. That We used to do that all yeah. the time. 
I think he rides 250 West, though. I oh, think okay. they want him to win on the West Coast, Coast at Anaheim's. And, yeah, you know what I mean? Got like, it. I I don't – I expect that barring injury, he, I think he rides West because yeah. it's the more higher-profile series of the two. And, uh, yeah, so I expect him to do that. Well, but well, if he wasn't, yeah. yes, that would be great. Let's yeah. do a little bit of uh, thinking ahead then. Let's, uh, let's, I don't like thinking. Okay, let's <laughs> let's take Jet in his current form, the yeah. way that he rode this year, yeah. plop him on a 450 in this 450 class right now where you put him. Uh, yeah, he's third, fourth, fifth. You right? think? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, right he's, in he's the an, Jason yeah, Anderson yeah, area? Yeah, Anderson, Roxon. Okay. Yeah. Area. Roxon had a terrible ball. It crashes twice. But well, yeah, okay, yeah. so he also alluded to if he had wrapped up the title at Ironman, he yeah. was going to jump yeah, up to a 450 at the last round. That was Do real. Do you think he, he slots right in there as well or not enough time on the 450? No, I think he slots there. right in there. Really? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, don't you? Or yeah, but I don't, to go that? I, I don't know if like he would need more time to feel it out a little bit. I, I could totally see him if he did race uh, Paulo too after clinching yeah, at Ironman. <laughs> yeah, we'll raise him yeah, his time. Right. Uh, I could see him hole shotting or starting up there and mm -hmm. running with them a little bit, but yeah. then getting like maybe a little bit exhausted by the pace and the power and all that stuff. So it was a, it was a, hotter than the face of the sun <laughs> uh, out there. So um, uh, yeah, maybe maybe so. Uh, Lewis Phillips coming up here right away on the show. Uh, MXGP talk. Oh yeah, yeah. Talk about rubbing your hands together. Poor Yago. Yeah, that, that's a bummer. And, man, dude, uh, he had that thing wrapped with five motos, I think it was. Yeah, he had a big lead, right? And 24s or, or I think it was 26 with was five it? to go okay, and yeah. then lost some more points in the following motos. And yeah, then yeah. Uh, seventh in the second moto at France really cost him a lot. And stuff, I think so. on this show I was like, well, hey, it doesn't look like Vial's going to win. You know, could they keep him another year because he's not going to win? Like sort of what we're, whatever we're bench racing because right. we know he's coming to race Supercross. Mm -hmm next year because i didn't think he was going to win at that point yeah whatever whatever the gap was yeah no he was committed to coming so yeah it was either all or nothing at that point which honestly probably put him in a little bit of like a looser situation mm -hmm. down the stretch to be like I, right. i'm signed for next year i either win or i don't right. no big deal i can just go do my best it, it, it go looking ahead to 2023 though and we don't we don't need to spoil the racer x preview supercross shows but is eli tomac your favorite for the title to defend? oh yeah he is. like i would say it, like on his own favorite right now, not like one A one B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm with you. Even though Sexton looks amazing, and yeah, he, he never, does. And you know, you can never write off Kenny. And but Coop, here's Coop's the thing: going to be hungry, right? So here's the thing: I I, I talked to Weege about this a lot. I, I'm done with you know. Uh, taking these outdoor results as like the gospel for what's going to happen oh, with Supercross because you're we've telling seen with me, Zacco, dude. we've seen with Dylan. I'm now, the like... one that was chanting Zacco <laughs> and going on and on about it. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, Ferrandis is a long way to go for, for this thing to... Now, I do think know? Sexton will be different than those guys because we've already seen he can yeah. he can win yes. indoors, but I don't necessarily think this no. means like he's no. going to be, it's you know, 1B with Tomac. Too big of a gap. Well, Mr. Side picked Ferrandis for Supercross <laughs> yeah. title. You it know? did not work out well then for Mr. Side, but it's working out pretty well now for Mr. Yeah, Side. Yeah, no, Mr. Side is is it's amazing. Uh, I want to thank the folks at a Cherby's, a Cherby's industry leader in aftermarket dirt bike plastics and accessories. Love these guys. Frame guards, chain blocks, slider kits, replica plastic kits. Check out the latest products by visiting them at CherbysUSA.com or follow along on the social media pages as well at a Cherby's USA. Uh, again, uh, Factory Kawasaki, Gas Gas Guys, uh, uh, KTM as well. A Cherby's fine-tune their products or offer you the finest level, uh, highest level performance and protection industry. Thanks to the folks at the Cherbies. If you want a discount from those guys on some plastic, email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com. We'll pass it on. Got an interesting uh, tweet at Pete. I think it's tweet at Pete, or maybe it's my Instagram, or maybe it was Twitter. Right now, who would you sign? Speaking of a Cherbies. Okay. Max Voland or Nate Thrasher? Same price range. Same, same thing. 
Thrasher's won. Man, that's good. Max Maximus hasn't won anything. Younger. As of this Thrasher's second, more up and down. <laughs> I know. I think as of this second, I would say Voland because he's kind of been continuing to go on an upward trajectory. It's been slow, but it's been upward. I feel like you're saying Thrasher's like a roller coaster. It's like he wins and then he gets like four sevenths in a row and then wins again, and it's like yes. hard to predict. If he can Thrasher, rub that out, of course he's a he's a great you yeah. know future rider. But I don't Thrasher know. has the weirdest Racer X Vault maybe <laughs> maybe ever. It is. You know weird. that at Ironman. Yeah, that was his first ever lap sled outdoors and his first ever top five outdoors. Wow. He had never gotten a top five until Ironman. Earliest Supercross-only contract ever? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> but anyways, that was a question we had. I, I don't forget what That's it was. That's a good but one, It's a, not a bad question. Yeah. I still think Max Voland, uh, speaking of a Cherubis, is young and learning. I still think it's yeah. not... But I, I do think Thrasher's still learning. I think, yeah. like, his, his you know, surprise rides, if that's what you want to call it, um, are not lucky, but I think it, it just comes with, like, when he's feeling the track, when he gets a good start, it all kind of rolls into a higher level of confidence for him. Whereas if he starts in mid-pack, he might get stuck there a little bit more often. And he hasn't, like, learned how to, to you know, iron yeah. that side of it out yet. Right. Uh, we got a note from Lucy and Reed. He's sitting in the hospital. He's about to have his second child. Thank God for Pulp Mex. Wow. Yeah. His wife is going to be so mad. Yeah, <laughs> uh, thank you to the folks at Skosh. Skosh Industries, innovators of award-winning consumer technology, power sports, car, audio products, and accessories. Uh, Kellen Brower, besides drinking a Twisted Tea right now, yeah. shout out Billy Grotto, uh, I'm going to give you some Skosh stuff. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's what we do. Awesome. Uh, celebrating over 40 years in business, Skosh.com to get a 20% discount on a lineup of phone mounts, chargers, and cables. Use the code PULP2022 at Skosh. S-C-O-S-C-H-E, Skosh.com. Unlock your discounts on accessories for life. Uh, Pulp 2022, code at Skosh to save uh, there. And uh, let's get Lewis Phillips on the phone, brought to you by Skosh. Uh, Pete, I'm going to do the FaceTime thing over here. So, remember? That's how we do it. So, will LP be able to hear me, or is this the one where he can't hear? He can't hear the callers. Oh, that's right. But he can, yes. Yes, he, Got yes. it. Yeah. Don't worry. I made sure that, okay. that right. you know, he can hear you. Scosh.com bringing you Lewis Phillips. Lewis! Hello, how's it going? Good day, mate. <laughs> Good day. Cheerio, all of that good stuff. Uh, top of the morning. The top of the morning. Yeah, that one's well. We'll cover every nation if you like. Okay. Yeah. Good day. Which, hey, which one is Wales then? Yeah. Uh, they've got their own strange language that we wouldn't even be able to attempt to <laughs> say. Uh, I got a lot of questions for you, Lewis. Thank you for staying up uh, in, uh, in England there. Uh, you just got back from Turkey. Right? Yes. Yeah. Got back from Turkey four hours ago or so. So okay. not too bad. So uh, we'll start with Ferrato off the top here. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, fifth in Moto1, I believe. Charging up. Yeah. Nine passes more than anyone else. on The, the most passes on the day. Unbelievable. Important That's a very fact. Lewis Phillips stat to know yeah. how many passes he has in a he, He's peaking right as the series ends. I can't believe it. It's just a disgrace that Italy aren't taking him to Redbud. So is that happening or not? Did you ask around? Yeah, no, it's, uh, Ferrato isn't on the team. It's Guardanini, definitely. Okay, and to be fair, Guardanini stepped it up as well. So. He did. He did. Now, I had a pretty good source that Ferrato was going to be asked. Yeah, I. Uh, where were we before Turkey? In France, every single Italian uh, mechanic, rider, media person was saying, like, Ferrato's in, like, this is happening. But... I believe now it is definitely Mattia. Unbelief, so. Unbelievable. But, um, yeah, I know, I know why you got me on the phone. Because Ferrato pipped Watson in the standings by five points. 
in a last round showdown. Yes. And, um, I was expecting your call. Yeah, no, absolutely. The Watson wagon was taking on some water this year. <laughs> punches. We, we, we made it through. We got to the end of the season, but we had punches. And- uh, yeah, not, not a great year for, for the Englishman, that's for sure. Um, but Ferrado's, so is Ferrado's team not around? What do we hear? What yeah, we- that's what, from what I make out, Ferrato's team isn't going to continue, and Ferrato has nothing. That's sad. As of as of Sunday, other riders were telling me, "Yeah, Ferrato's walking around asking for anything." Come on, Steve, bring him <laughs> yeah, over. Bring him over. You tell Alberto, we'll we'll start a team here. He is in shape now. He, I said yeah. that. To you. How he's is he made, in Supercross? He's made a step. Maybe this is two fifty Supercross time. Yeah, no, we're we're not ready for Soupy. <laughs> we're not. We're <laughs> no, not I'm, doing Soupy. Line him up in futures. Yeah, futures. Put Ferrado in futures. <laughs> I feel like Ferrado's a little old for futures. <laughs> uh, With his big stash. And <laughs> yeah. What? A, are you talking to him more? Does he? I mean, I know there was a little. There was a low key feud going on. Well, do you want to know what was a, what was the most special moment of my season? Uh huh. Please on do. Friday, yeah. Yeah. On Friday in Turkey, he stopped me to say hello and ask how I was doing. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I can only think it's because of you. <laughs> yeah. He sees me as, as a mutual friend. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. We're all Frato Nation here. Yeah, the, the, I think everywhere, even if you're not a Frato fan, you are deep down. The fun house is a good time. Um, all right. Tom Vial, we were, Lewis and, or Lewis, uh, Kellen and I were talking he had a 26-point lead at one point here, not that long ago. Uh, Yago Geats did. Yeah. Yeah, good. Uh, well, that was with three... That was with five motos to go. Dude. He yeah. blew it. He, it, it. Like, I, I said this going into Turkey. Like, if he, was, if he was going to blow it, which obviously he did, there was no bike problems. Uh, there were no injuries. Like, it might be the worst blowing of a title ever because there's no excuse. He literally just... <laughs> blew it like yeah there's nothing else to say having a moto lead with five motos to go and being you know that much better than everybody else is a tough a tough way to go for sure yeah like and and he had he had the momentum it's not like it's not like he was losing points regular it's not like he was 50 points up at the halfway mark and this was just coming down coming down like everything was on his side he he blew it well i think honestly i think everyone is now questioning whether he'll ever get it done because yeah that was that was bad three times runner up right yeah yeah but actually when i saw that i even that surprised me because i didn't realize he'd been that consistently up there right well um yeah I i don't know if he ever like cures his problems I think you should embrace him because your your number one rider he he's runner up again too. So maybe that's just your thing, Lewis. Runner ups. Well, maybe it's a Yamaha thing. Easy, bro. Whoa. Easy. You, you poked a bear. Did did you not just see a certain Eli Tomac? Did you not just see that? We don't get well, maybe, maybe it's a Euro Blue Crew thing. Maybe, maybe it is. There's definitely a problem with that Yamaha front end on the MX2 bike because it seems <laughs> to wash a lot. <laughs> what was the what was the pit lane like when Vial fell and then uh, Yago hit him? What was that well, like? I, I'll tell I'll tell you what. Like, obviously, we were in Turkey, so um, not many industry, uh, not right. many fans. Obviously, right. like, but there, it was loud. Like pit lane was kind of oh, going crazy. And some some extra people came just for that like to be fair like uh, Vial and Gertz aren't the most interesting or exciting riders in the world like mm-hmm. it's not comparable to Tomac versus Sexton no, but no. 
when it came time for race day, like it was actually quite good, quite exciting. And that second moto was probably like the dream scenario for a title fight being winner takes all. Yeah, yeah, it looked pretty pretty awesome. And and honestly, uh, we were talking about Vial on this show, I don't know, a month ago, and I'm like, well, he's, he's you know, does is, maybe it was before it was announced that he was coming, because I think DV told me first that he was coming. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think before DV told me that, I'm like, hey, does he come to America when he doesn't win this? Like, does he have to win this? Because it's not looking good yeah. to come to America. Like, maybe KTM says, hey, if you win, you can go to the U.S. You know, I don't remember what it was. That's how unlikely I thought he would, this title would be for him, for Vial. But... There was, there was a time, like, uh, what, um... July when he was like deciding whether to go to America and stuff it was around that same time that he was really sucking like he was not the hour at all mm-hmm. and I even said to KTM like is his mind already in America like because it it looks like he had already kind of checked out a GPs but apparently he was just kind of freaking out about what way to go with his career so much that that was that essentially put him in a points hole and then once he made the decision he mm-hmm. then picked it up, got back to his best level, and obviously it resulted in a championship. So all is good in the end. <laughs> well, you tell Yago, Blue Crew, we'll get it done next year. I feel like you and Yago would go together very well. Like, you should get him on the show. I like Yago's social media. I like <laughs> oh, Yago's social media. It's great. All day. It's great. You, you should get him on the show, dedicate a full two minutes to the interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Lewis, were you a little bit surprised uh, how well Yago rode, I guess, in both motos? Like, he was genuinely, I think, the pace of Vial when last year at Turkey, Vial was, was a step above everybody. Yeah, well, I, I've um, last year before Turkey last year he had arm pump surgery, so that was why he sucked last year. But no, this year I was genuine. I was genuinely surprised how fast he was. Like I think he was faster than Bial. Um Definitely in that second motor he was, and he was definitely close enough in the first race. Did- um, yeah, I, I thought it, I thought it was going to be a walk in the park for Bial, Honestly, like I thought he'd go to Turkey. Go one one quite easily, and then yeah, happy days. But it was it was harder than I thought it was going to be for him. And and then he was closing in like rapidly late after they both got her from the crash. Were you thinking in the pit lane like, man, he might actually get to him again, and we're gonna have more fireworks? Yeah, I I, I think he would have if he hadn't crashed by himself. I think he would have. But in a way, it's kind of a good thing he crashed by himself because the irony of Gertz losing the title because of a crash that actually wasn't his fault <laughs> after all of these crashes that were just the dumbest mistakes ever would have been like, I, there would have been a lot of jokes about that. But in the end, he did screw himself as well. So there is that. Um, but no, that, uh, that was what everyone was expecting going in. Every, like On Friday in the paddock, everyone was saying, like, well, is Gertz going to be able to stay up? Like That, that right. was the only question. It wasn't who's the better rider. Who It was literally can Gertz handle it. So, do, you, do you think Vial is an instant title guy over here next summer? Not indoors, but next summer? See, I was thinking about this at the weekend. I I don't think he's got Hunter Shimoda the first year. Uh-huh. But three to five with maybe one or two wins, yeah. Okay. I don't think he'll I don't think he'll go for the title first year, but I think that's a safe bet. And like he should be he'll be capable indoors as well. Like he's not gonna win, I don't think, first year, but mm-hmm. he'll be yep. he'll be there. Like he's a very tidy rider. Like every photo of him, every video of him, he's, he's that's the best way to put it. He's just very tidy. So there's I doubt there's gonna be any like massive mistakes, big crashes, any of that sort of normal supercross stuff. What? Um obviously easy to say going in, but Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Isn't the elephant in the room a little bit, though, with that? Like, how much is Supercross going to kind of mess that up for him outdoors? Like, he's not going to roll into outdoors comfortable on the bike because he's not going to be able to test as much like he normally would. And he's not a great Supercross guy. Like, a lot of French guys grow up yeah. with that. They, he didn't, I guess. Like, so he's he going to have to yeah. learn, a, like, a whole new sport, basically, and test and develop and get the bike ready for that sport, race it, hopefully not get hurt, and then only have a few weeks to test outdoors and get ready to go again. I think that that's like the biggest hurdle he's going to have to get over. It's not that he's not that pace, but if he rolled straight into outdoors next year, he could win, but he's not going to because he's got to get through the hurdle of Supercross first. Yeah, he's um he's not got much Supercross experience at all. Between uh between Indonesia and Lockett this year in July, he rode a US spec bike on a French Supercross track, but it wasn't any like it was nothing compared to um, American Supercross tracks obviously. And yeah. however that test went gave him enough confidence to kind of pull the pin on the deal. So mm. obviously he believes he can do it, obviously. Right. right. Um but yeah, he has no, he has little to no experience. Like he's, he is starting from scratch completely. Uh, what do you think, uh, Kellen? Ch- title guy or multiple race winner? Like Lewis is kind of saying that. Like when a couple yeah, races. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, I think I'm in the ballpark of like it's the first few rounds are going to be rough outdoors for uh-huh. him next year because he's going to still be like trying to test and feel things out, mm-hmm. and then the change of how the American tracks develop versus GP tracks, they're going to be faster. They're not going to be as ruddy and choppy and deep. Right. And I think by the time we get to midseason, I could see him starting to find his old form a little bit. But by that point, he's not going to be a title threat. So it's yeah. really just going out for moto wins. A little bit like Mars first year. Yeah. If you look about Mars first year before he broke his hand, he was uh, in the mix or right. something. Uh, by the way, Lewis, um, you watched Paula, right? Of course. It was a highlight of my weekend. What did you think of Rodman there? I know you're a big Dennis Rodman <laughs> guy. Well, I so... Um, when I got to the track the next day in Turkey, Speechless. everyone in the pits was talking about Rodman. And I, every person, I was like, well, I don't know who that is. And every, of course you don't. every yes. person in MXGP was like shocked that I didn't know that. But I kind of thought that no one else would know either. But no, apparently just everyone yeah. in the world just, is well aware. Yeah, everyone knows who Dennis Rodman is, but Lewis Phillips. And that's not <laughs> a surprise to anyone who listens to the Pulp Show. That's for sure. I'm still not really clear. Not, like, he played basketball, <laughs> but I guess it was a while ago. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all good, all power to him. Okay. He likes motocross, so he's okay in my book. Right. What was it like watching it with, with James Burfield, though? Uh, he was what? He was in there for... He was with me for the first two motos. He and, didn't make it he, to the second motos. He went to bed, really? Yeah, there was um, special observations, put it that way. Oh, my goodness. Some special insights that no one else would come out with or try <laughs> would to ever explain. say ever again. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so let me ask you, Kellen. In 2023 MXGP, the 84 is back, mm-hmm. we assume. Hopefully. Is he – is Geyser your favorite, though? Like, is he – do you think Jeffrey can – I'm, I'm, I'm going to come around on Tim Geyser. I'm always kind of like, ah, Jeffrey got hurt. You know, Antonio was near the end. Geyser, good, all, good on him. Right. You know, a little bit like Dunge, right? Villapoto was faster, but Dunge got a lot of titles. Villapoto got hurt, and we were in trans- transitions year. And, you know, Dungey's an all-timer, but yet you're kind of like, ah. Yeah. Right? I was kind of <laughs> like that with Geyser. I right. think I'm – I think I'm on Geyser's bandwagon now. Like, I think he can beat Jeffrey. A year off is a year off, and, and mm. Jeffrey's going to have to step up. I'll go a little bit off the wall. Okay. I will pick Geyser as my title pick already for next yeah. year, 
But I will say, I think Hurlings is going to come back and be faster than him. I just worry that he's going to be consistent okay. and okay. not crash. Yeah, and yeah, da, da, yeah. Da, 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 See, and Geyser I, will be fine. I think Geyser is going to be on Jeffrey's level. I don't know if I'm okay. fully there. All right. Okay, fair enough. Lewis, what, what say you? The most interesting thing about Jeffrey next year is he's lost his um, man friend slash <laughs> guy who did literally everything for him, was with him on practice days, um, helped spot lines, helped, helped with everything, basically his entire program. So... The most interesting thing in the paddock at the moment, and a question everyone's asking, is whether that actually has an impact on, I don't know, his focus, his well, attitude, his, like any, like who know, like this is. What, it doesn't sound like a major change, but it's massive for. What him. happened to Ruben? What what happened? Why did he quit or whatever? He's um, uh, they couldn't uh, KTM couldn't get a deal done with him and now he's gone to uh, or he's going to another team in MX2. I think. hold on, hold on, um, hold on, KTM. Couldn't make a deal with Hurling's man friend? Yeah, he was being paid by KTM. But Jeffrey makes millions. He can't yeah, pay um, his man friend? What? If the man friend yeah, is from... so important <laughs> to scout lines and do, like you said, Lewis, do everything for him, Jeffrey can't break off a hundred k here for Ruben? The man is trying to manage 59 houses. He's, he's got his money tied up. Are you doing a podcast with him at any point here? Who? You, Jeffrey, you, Lewis. Yeah, I probably should at some point. Can you ask him? Like, if if Ruben's so important, you can't break off and pay the guy? KTM's got to pay the guy? Oh, my. I can't believe. What? KTM pays the man friend? Should, should we get some um, some of his bank statements and really break this thing down? Well, okay. I, I've been around the sport a long time. I've seen a lot of man friends. I've never seen the man friend get paid by the team. Like, Chad, James, Ricky. They all had him. They never got paid by the teams. That's incredible. <laughs> That's well, a, he was he was his um he was his practice mechanic at KTM beforehand, so I guess it kind of just transitioned. Okay, that's a little different. Is Ruben Dutch? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But even practice bike guys aren't paid by the teams. I'm they so are in Europe. I'm so confused. Okay, but look, if this guy's that important, Lewis, he must not be that important because Jeffrey can easily afford him. He could use the tax write off. Yeah, maybe we are just making something out of nothing. Now. You are. But You're yeah, making he's, something he's out of nothing. One, he is 100% not with Jeffrey next year. So okay. that is going to be interesting because he's been with Jeffrey since year one. So yeah. um, whatever way you spin it, that is going to be a change in something that he's going to have to adjust to. But back to the question, um, I think Jeffrey comes out and wins. I think Jeffrey is still the best rider oh, in the wow. championship. Look at, look at Lewis um, just dropping it. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, but, no, but honestly... Lewis, are you going to lose your access to him if you say what I said? Or, like, <laughs> how scared are you? No, no. <laughs> no, we're good. Everyone, everyone knows how I roll in MXGP now. They know that I say some stuff, and it's fine and just to ignore what I say and move on. <laughs> Dude, he's been hurt um, so much, and you take a year off? I don't know, man. Tim, I mean, Tim has been on cruise control. Did you say this? Okay, I hate not making this comparison. Did you say the same thing about Stu when he got hurt in uh, seven? In seven, that's a knee. Yeah. When he no, he came back and won every outdoor moto. I know. So did you when he got hurt in seven and then had to miss Supercross in eight, and and took all that time off and then came back outdoors? Were you guys like, we don't know, we don't know? No, hold on. He he got hurt. He missed Supercross in 07, Then he won no, the outdoors. No, no, no. He. Oh, that was 08. Yeah. Okay, so he, when he came back for 08 after injury, no one was he, – he still rode half the year. Well, what I'm saying is he got hurt at the end of seven, and it was a question mark all the way into eight because of yeah. his knee. Then he raced the first two rounds on his bum knee. Oh, seven was to, Langston year. Yeah. Right. Decided to pull out, yeah. get surgery on right, his knee, right. missed all of yeah. Supercross, and then came back outdoors, and none of you guys were no. like, hmm? 
No, that's because, the point, though. But that's half a year. It, but it, it's he, what it's a he, he missed round eight months period where there's like question marks. No, about it. no, this is different. And also, Jeffrey has been hurt a lot. Well, yeah, and this is a big injury. But uh, okay, listen, you guys are the MXGP experts. <laughs> we'll, in, um, we'll roll with that. We, we do have some data on this because Jeffrey in 2019, Jeffrey raced uh, three GPs, I think. So it's basically a year off, like aside from the odd race. And then mm-hmm. 2020, he came out and had a 50-point lead by round six and then got hurt again. But that's not let's ignore that part and okay. just focus on the 50-point lead well, after six rounds. If, if the 84 comes back and starts working Tim, I poor Tim, because <laughs> this is just going to haunt him, right? Like he's going to have the money and the titles on the mantle. Isn't that your theory, though, Lewis, is that Tim is a little different when Jeffrey's on the track? Yeah, uh, not just my theory, everyone's. Again, the <laughs> riders, um, everyone in the paddock. Like, if you look, it's weird. If you look at it, the last three 450 titles that Tim's had, Sewer has been the man in second. And I think that does mean something. Like, it's not been Caroli in second. It's right. not been Prado in second. It's been Sewer. Like, I don't know. I feel like you can't ignore that. That has to mean something. Whatever it means, I don't know. But, right. that is, but it like, means something. Valid. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, it's not like, oh, guys have won the title right. and Caroli was nipping at his heels. I, it's always been... I, I'll pray no. tonight. I'll pray tonight that Jeffrey Hurlings can withstand the loss of his man friend. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll pray to the motocross gods tonight. I hope he can well, get through this this terrible this, time. It's kind of similar to how Ferrato would feel if he lost your support. Do we so. need to get Road to Recovery involved in this? Anything for Jeffrey? <laughs> I mean, anything at all? Uh, hey, Lewis, uh, Weege was saying he doesn't think Ferrandis is making the French team for MXDN, and Kellen here threw out Febra and then threw out would Febra even do it if he was asked because some of these guys have a bit of an ego. What yeah. do, what do we hear? Um yesterday I got told that Febra's attitude is if you didn't want me on the original team then mm. you can't have it. Okay, me. there we go. All right, perfect. And then I was theorizing with people yesterday who the hell else there is that's French and there I, really isn't another good option. I think that's such a um, brutal I think that's brutal. Like okay, okay, man. okay let's like, say that last round, like, you know, Tomac or Saxon went down or yeah. not hurt or whatever. Is Craig just going to Craig's be like, in 100%. Good. 100%. Yeah. yeah. He, okay. he, he told me that. He's like, I, right. I, you know, if something happens, I'm ready. Because there's some sour grapes though, there. Is, from what I can make out, Kawasaki want like 20,000 euros to send their riders to the Well, nations. okay. That's, yeah. That, that's a different story than February. Yeah, they want that yeah. from the National Federation. So. so who do they send for reals? <sighs> well, like Rubini. But that's not going to get the job done. But maybe you put Rubini on a 250, then bump Marv back to a 450. Um, Do we... Like, honestly, there isn't another... Like, you'd think that France would have another three top-tier guys that you yeah, could just draft you would. in. Yeah, you would. But there isn't. But like, you have to yeah, search I mean, quite hard. Yeah, Tixier, Rubini, any yeah. of those guys are like, meh, maybe? Yeah. Bring Charlier well, back? Tixier's all in on Cardiff, so oh. he is... um Out deep into Wales prep. I, I mean, I, I've, I'm done, like, doubting France's yeah. ability, though. Yeah. That, I mean, they could bring Yves de Marier he, out of retirement he, and maybe win Kellen said, what about Paul in? <laughs> What's Gauthier doing? Uh, no, <laughs> honestly, that, that is that has been thrown around the paddock as well. That was thrown around the paddock before the team was picked. Oh, okay. All right. Well, fair enough. But this is, but this is also where everyone's mental, because if you look at the results, Paul in didn't actually do that well on at the nations there was a couple there was twice when he killed it yes he did kill it a couple times the other times he was not yep yeah but like the last three or four years he was the worst guy on the team consistently he just so happened to be on the winning team though but everyone goes oh Gautier's carrying france no 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 
Uh, the truth hurts, but no, no, no. Where is Patrell right now? Oh, yeah. I don't know. He's been in, out, in, out. At one point, <laughs> he had long, long COVID and was in hospital. Um, Jeez. And so maybe not a good pick. Come... Yeah. yeah, no. Uh, yeah, there isn't, there isn't Who, really anyone. Who's your... Uh... Outside of Canada, Lewis, who's your sleeper country for MXDN? We, we, we know French will be good. Obviously, Aussie and USA are favorites, co-favorites probably. Who's your sleeper country? Um, Spain could do – Spain could be in the Netherlands-France uh, mix for okay. third. Yep, yep. Um, Norway could be in the mix for a top six or so. Um Canada? Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, you told me to exclude Canada. Otherwise, yeah. I would have given them the respect that they deserve. Thank you, sir. Yep, yeah. thank you. <laughs> um, but no, no, I'd say that Norway is the one that ab- like no one's thinking of. No one would even notice them, and then they'll be seventh or something. Right, right. Because right. they, they, they are coming on strong. Like Norway... Yeah. Norway in the next five years, Norway will be on a nation's podium. So Horgma will be good, but what I've never heard of Tondal. He um he was in EMX two fifty this year and finished second, I think. Yeah, second. In the championship? We might have actually lost second at the last round. Um and then uh Hacken Osterhagen. Yeah, he's alright. Um he's been in EMX two fifty, but he's quite like tipped to be great. Um and then obviously they've got uh Hacken Fredrickson as well, who's injured, but like in a in next year and in years to come, he'll be in the mix. So like Norway are going to be coming on here shortly. Like Norway will beat Britain, I think. Really? Yeah. Average yeah. age of the team Britain was forty four. So. Well, that was another question I was asked yeah. Lewis. Like, what's his realistic expectation of GB? Uh seventh. Yeah, I think five five to seven, five to seven. is fair. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say sixth or seventh. Like, I can't like it's right. It's not going to be um, a podium year. It's, I think the Nations is quite clear-cut. Top two, USA and Australia in some order. Third and fourth, France and the Netherlands in some order. And then the rest. Like, I feel like it's quite an yeah. easy one to map out this year. Yeah. I really I, do. I was telling uh, these guys that with no Roxen or guy, Roxen on, the, on his level, guys are not – like, we don't have – we're going to have a lot of predictability to the Des Nations because we don't even have the guys that don't have strong teammates – Stepping yeah. up and coming through with it and getting in the yeah, mix like and taking other teams, yeah, and, t- and, and taking stuff. points away. You know what I mean? Like that, that kind of stuff used happened here and there, but we're not going to see that very much. You know? Yeah. So. No, like I honestly think that this will be the least wild nations in a while. Like I, I think, it, like I say, I think it will be quite clear cut. Where- Obviously, it's still going to be crazy and it's still going to be amazing. Right. But I think we can all make realistic picks. So this EMX guy, Rick, the guy that torpedoed my Publix fantasy <laughs> team. He got a he got a factory Yamaha ride for next year, EMX champion. Yeah, it was in his yeah, it was in his Yamaha contract, but oh. if he won the title, he um he uh, automatically gets a factory ride. Um, I, okay, well, good for him. I, I have a, okay, go ahead. I wouldn't put him on a factory team myself. Um, I think others share my opinion, but contracts are contracts. So also, I had to I had to clarify with Kellen today because I saw the press release. That's Jose Butron that won EMX Open, like the Jose Butron. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I'm like, is this another guy named Jose Butron? <laughs> no, the, the class is such a joke that just people just slot in there because they're like, well, what else am I going to do? How old is he? I may he? as well just go there and grab a medal. <laughs> How old is um, Butron? 30 He's not that old. No? Okay. No. No, he's, he's definitely, like, he's not that old. He's I over 30, he's, though. He maybe maybe just. Oh, really? Oh, well, okay. he was in MX2 until 
15 or so, 14, 15, somewhere there. Okay, so that's that's 24, 7, that's 31 if you... Yeah, so you know, yeah, he's yeah, right yeah. on the edge there. Well, good for... But, um, is he making any money winning an EMX Open? Like, does that make money? Yeah, I think... Well, he's, he's on a proper team, so he's not doing okay. it as a privateer. But it's, it's not... The fact that we're even discussing EMX open the class is a joke and i think it's going away for next year it was like uh remember uh, by the end of the 500s uh mx3 remember those guys <laughs> that were winning those titles sven bogelman yeah, i don't even dude yeah who? <laughs> I, right like no it, um yeah i think it's going away because i've been yelling about this all year it's basic a who cares like if you're not good enough to be an mxgp you do not deserve to race on the same weekend as these guys like i'm sorry but we don't need a 450b class like we just don't yeah um, yeah i mean two, the idea behind the mx riders is... on the line in mxgp and we've got 40 in the in the amateur class yeah <laughs> again what are we doing yeah let's get our priorities straight and let's just put all of our effort into the riders who are actually worthy of it you sound like me doing that you sound like me at uh 250 supercross rules what are we doing why I have, I, why are we making these guys out to be like you know year, i'd like to think what's that I've um I've driven change in the rules this year. I'd oh. like to think. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, see if you want. BMX two fifty is going down to a twenty one age limit. Yeah. That is again a Lewis Phillips suggestion. Uh -huh. So. I thought you wanted nineteen. Don't you can't I claim it, it was the wrong number. I to go away completely, well. but I'll accept twenty-one. <laughs> Steve, you wanted a B final though at triple crowns, and Lewis is saying we don't need a four fifty B class in GPS. So yeah, you but, guys are contradictory. But, yeah, but, no, because a B final at a triple crown is for guys who didn't qualify. Yeah. But EMX Open class in GPs is literally guys who are going, I could enter Guys who I don't, I'm not good enough to ride that class, so I'm going to yeah. go in my in this class. But, okay. I could go in MXGP and finish 22nd, or I could go in this class and finish third. Uh, yeah, let's have an easy weekend. Yep. yep. <laughs> no, listen, I'm with you, man. Uh, uh, some some of these promoters and some of these series, Lewis, it's, 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 yeah. Uh, Skosh, we're making positive steps. Skosh bringing you Lewis Phillips from MX Vice. Skosh Pulp 2022 is a code to save with uh, Skosh.com. And um, all right, before we let you go, Lewis, what is up? Mertz has these brothers from Belgium. They're twin brothers. He's got these guys. He built them a whoop pad. <laughs> Where are we at with these dudes? They are Europe's next big thing. Um, they're not Prado, Hurlings, Roxon like level of hype and lawrence, everything lawrence or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. but they are the next they are the next guys coming through um and they're going to be on that diga pro cross team uh, uh -huh. next year in mx2 the one that liam everts rode for this year mm -hmm. and then yeah from ev everything i've heard is they're going to america at the end of next year and i believe mertz is hammering that hard in the pits at the moment of course of course mertz has them represents yes. them of course yes this is, this is the He's conan brothers by yeah. the way what so you didn't know you didn't say who they were nobody knows but yeah <laughs> all right they're belgian so like not a good track record of going to america Belgium <laughs> not a lot of belgium supercross champs that i know my, of but... my most interesting thing about this is obviously they're brothers and they're like coming from the gp series so there's a lot of similarities to the lawrence brothers however the personality isn't there so Lewis I don't know what Mertz Belgium. is going to do with that part. I, I don't, Belgians are cool, but they're not. Yeah. There's no, I've never, yeah. they're all like very stodgy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like I don't think, a, I don't think a Conan Mertz drop is going right. to like break anyone's <laughs> bank account. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, well, Lewis, anything else to talk about or announce or anything else, anything else to put out for the world? Um, Cool. That's a question. Mm. Um, 
Do we have any no, news? I'm, I'm, any sort I think, of news? I don't think I'm going to the nations. What? What? For um, reasons out of my control, because I'm working on something, which means I will not be go be able to go to Redbud. Potentially, oh. most likely, but it's worth it. It's a worthy decision. But I'm okay. currently licking my wounds. Yeah. Um, and really, yes. really not going to be the same without you. I'm devastated. No, you, like yeah, no Ferrato and no me. You may yeah. as well stay home yeah, as well. I think I might cancel my ticket. I so. think Seward's <laughs> going to ride horrible. Will, will I see you uh, in England for the uh, the uh, Wales Supercross? Yes, yes, I will be in. Uh, I'll okay. be in Wales. I wouldn't miss that one, of course. Right. right. Um, Okay. Guys like well, I'm gonna need and... you, I'm gonna need you if you're there. I need you to pick me up at Heathrow and take me to Cardiff. Thanks. Appreciate that. Okay. I might I might be able to make that happen. Do you have a car? Do you have a car? No, I actually don't at the moment. But <laughs> nice. I can make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I don't want to take this train. You told me this train. I couldn't sit down on this train. Yeah. No, it's not going to be what like whatever you've got in your head about what taking an English train is like. Yeah. I, um, I picture it. Will it be I, miserable. I picture it. I got, I'm in a I'm in a little four-man cart i got a pipe i got the window open <laughs> uh, i got the newspaper and my feet are up and i'm enjoying the english countryside no that's a photo yeah, right no. um you'll most likely be stood up with someone's back directly in your face um if you're lucky you'll get a seat but you'll have to probably fight for it oh boy put it this way if you said to me right now hey let's get the train from heathrow to cardiff i would say Absolutely not. Okay, well, I'll give you my time. I'll see you at the side of the curb. All right. Okay. Well, I, I um, yeah, I'll be in Cardiff, and then um, okay. Yeah, maybe I'll come to America after Cardiff. So maybe. Maybe. I'll, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you will. Uh, before maybe we let you go, Lewis. Show or something. Before we let you go, who's winning Disney Nations? America, because I'm absolutely adamant that Sexton and Tomac are going to kill it. They will win the individual motos. Sewer would like to win individually, but I believe that Tomac and Sexton will get it done. Um, and then if they get it done, Cooper literally just needs to do whatever. 15-15, uh, 14-17, doesn't really matter. Just right. be there, yeah. and that's fine. Okay. Um, well, similar to last time we were at Redbud, uh, Netherlands almost won with two riders, didn't they? Because Coldenoff and Hurlings yeah, killed what's it. His nuts? Yeah. So if USA follows that, and has an MX2 rider that literally shows up. Mm -hmm. They're good. Yeah, Vlander got, got a rock in the eye or whatever, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I look forward so, to Koldenhoff going 1-1 and Tanel Leok finishing fourth somehow. Yeah, yeah, Leok. Chaos well, again. Yeah, that Nothing Tal would touch my heart like my friend Koldenhoff going 1-1 again. Because <laughs> my friend Koldenhoff. Your buddy. Well, my <laughs> buddy. I will be there. My buddy you. Jason Anderson almost won the second moto so, <laughs> this weekend. Well. You've got a jersey, I hear, so... Yeah, I do. Uh, thanks, Lewis. Thanks for staying up. Appreciate the insight. Um, relax and uh, enjoy the off-season. And uh, real shame about destinations. Real shame. Well, may maybe a miracle will happen, but I'm sure I'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good, Lewis. See you, man. Right. See you, Lewis. Cheers. Uh, see ya. That's Lewis Phillips from MX Vice. Always good to uh, talk, talk to uh, to Lewis. Weisco, by the way. Do you know Weisco has been manufacturing pistons right here in the USA? Did you know that? I Kellen? did. Yeah. Uh, SGB Honda team, Club MX guys, factory Honda. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weiss goes a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. They've expanded that line for the USA-made Racer Elite connecting rods developed through work with the Supercross and Motocross race teams. There's a code to save with Weisco on pulpamexshow.com under the Weisco logo. If you want to save uh, with Weisco, two-stroke or four-stroke pistons, use the code and save. Uh, Weisco bringing you our next guest here.
on the show tonight. This man is a two-time championship-winning mechanic now with Eli Tomac this year. What a year. Star Racing Yamaha's Josh Ellingson. What's up, Josh? How are you, man? Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? We're good. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Congratulations, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, it's been a pretty crazy season. <laughs> Dude, right? Is this the, full, 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 the first time you've done the full year, 29? Uh, no, I did it. I did East-West. 250 and then outdoors i think my first year was star who were you so th- who were the two guys you worked for in supercross that year was mitchell harrison and then dan reardon and then oh. harrison outdoors outdoors okay so yeah you've done all 29 uh w- listen you you know you you've been through this drill you know how it goes but any extra nerves at a final round like that with a one point lead like anything anything extra nerves for you uh yeah i mean it's I would be lying if I said I wasn't going into it with a little bit more, but it's just another race. So we try not to do anything different because that's kind of when you put yourself in a little bit of trouble, but going down the line for that first moto was, I mean, I think the first moto was probably the most crucial. And uh, then those two go one, two off the start. And like, that was pretty crazy. It was a great race by Eli. It was just – Kellen and I were talking about the strategy, waiting for the lappers like he did in Ironman and striking and then, you know, putting the afterburners on. I mean, the, like, obviously, the best thing to do, Jelly, would be to grab the whole shot and take off with the moto win. But if you're not going to do that, what Eli did was sure impressive, man. Yeah, it really was. And that just shows the experience that Eli has. Um, and he knew he was at the pace with Chase, so – to just kind of see how the race was playing out and have that confidence that you have a little bit more in the tank to go after him is just a veteran move and pretty impressive. Yeah, it really was. Was he any different on race day from normally? Like, he's a pretty stoic guy. He doesn't say a lot. Um, You know, he's got his circle that he keeps pretty tight. Was he any different at Paula than normal? Um, No, not really. It was actually, I mean... For what was on the line, it was just a pretty pretty normal race day. And mm-hmm. even in practice one, practice two, like he came out firing. And I feel like he wanted to set the tone for the, the day starting off. So, honestly, it was, just, it was pretty much a normal race day. Nice. Yeah, Josh, I was going to ask, like, you know, you said that the, the last round feels a little bit business as usual and you've done the 29 before in a 250, but this is the first full year on a 450. Was it? Um, you know, like, I guess harder or difficult than you expected it to be to get through 29 with the pressure of a championship all year on, you know, dealing with Tomac and, uh, you know, making sure that the bike was buttoned up and tuned perfect every time. Yeah. I mean, from start to finish from a one to now, like it was in the title fight, even in Supercross with Jason and Eli, we were always battling someone. So for the whole, to do the whole season and then be going for the title in both series is everything needs to be perfect to win a title and i mean the pressure is pretty high and then coming into an outdoor title fight with one point it's i mean it's amazing to be a part of and it's also a lot of stress but oh yeah i bet yeah it's just good thing that it worked out but that's good Righty tighty, lefty loose, <laughs> jelly. That's, that's all you really got to know, right? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, what was a lower? I don't want to say a lower point, but maybe what was uh, the team and Eli and you more frustrated at? Let's let's go the opening round at Paula or Unadilla. What was it like? A I don't even want to say low point isn't the right word, but like a, a, a you know a bit of adversity 
either one of those? Um, it's hard to say. Like, obviously, we wanted to be better at Unadilla, but coming into Paula, like, obviously, there was a little bit of stress with, like, the knee, and it was his basically his first, not basically, it was his first outdoor race on a Yamaha, mm-hmm. and from Supercross to outdoors, we only had, what, three weeks, and we really didn't even ride a whole lot in that time. Um, but, and then, like, to just have Chase go 1-1 at the opening round, and then we kind of struggled a little bit, yep. but it, it's a long series, and I wouldn't say really at any point we were down. We just had, knew what we had to go work on, really. Right, yeah. I uh, I can understand that for sure. Uh, we've had Gilmore, Ricky Gilmore, on the show. He is such a huge part of the Tomax program, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Ricky, Ricky and the Tomax, like, they've been friends for a long time and Gilly knows how Eli ticks and what to ask him, how to talk to him and how to get the feedback out of him for the whole team to adjust to make him happy and comfortable on the track. Cause when he's comfortable, as you guys have seen, like he's yeah. one of the fastest in the world. And Ricky is a big part on relaying the information and helping us figure out how to get him to that point. Must've been nice to not have Alex around to bug you. Talk to you, right? Like that probably was really he nice. Just comes in and out, in and out. Yeah, on yeah. Maybe he'll be there. Maybe he won't. Part time, part time guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you were alone a lot of the year, right? With Ferranda's supercross injury and motocross injury. Yeah, you know, and it was yeah, a, I, a different different time for you. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly when uh, Dylan went out, but yeah. um, I, we did miss Alex. So, especially, it's a bummer for him coming to run the number one plate for outdoors. Yeah, and. Uh, it was over before it started, which nobody ever wants to see. Um, but he did come and help us out yeah. a couple of times on the weekends, and that was nice. Uh, Christian was really good, too, uh, in that class, on that bike. Uh, he was certainly impressive for your guys. Yeah, Christian was great. and I mean, he didn't get a whole lot of credit for how his season actually went, and he actually had a really awesome 450 outdoor season. Obviously, 250 title is awesome, and then right. he transferred it over pretty good on the 450. 702-586-PULP. You got a question for uh, Josh Ellingson, the uh, mechanic for Eli Tomac, brought to you by Weisco Pistons. Uh, Weisco.com, motorsport.com, or your local dealer. Check it out, please. Uh, we, we didn't run a scoop at Paula, did we? <laughs> There's no way. No, no yep. scoop. And no scoop at Ironman either, from what I understand. No scoop at Ironman either. Nope. So, <laughs> look, the season's over. Jelly, you can be honest with us. That Bud's, He ran a scoop at Bud's Creek. I had a rider tell me that he was a hero for running a scoop at Bud's Creek. Like, this guy was like, what? And then we saw what happened in the second moto. He couldn't get it done. He kind of... He wasn't very Eli-like, enabled, not able to get by those guys. And after the race, Eli was very adamant to the media. The scoop was not the reason. But it was the reason, wasn't it, Jelly? <laughs> it was not the reason. Oh, come oh, on. Come. The scoop is great all-around tire. You can't knock it. He ran it at Millville. Yeah. And that was an unreal race between him and Chase with the scoop on. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. And at Millville was harder conditions than what Bud's was. Well, since the scoop wasn't the reason of Bud's Creek, why wouldn't you run it on Ironman? That's a good point. (laughs) Thank you. I just, I feel like Ironman. At Ironman had deep ruts, and then in the ruts was hard base. So 
Yeah, I was. It looked loamy, but once the ruts got deeper and deeper, they were just hard on the bottom. So it was hilarious. Though. It, it was there. hilarious, Jelly. Just scoop or not scoop for who and for what and right. Like it was, it was Scoopgate by the, the end. Yeah. Of the town. <laughs> it was Scoopgate. <laughs> Scoopgate. It really was. I'm like, literally walking behind the line at Fox. You know, this past weekend, yeah. looking underneath the the banner, like does anybody got a scoop? Like I'm nobody ran to... one. Nobody <laughs> did. But I, like yeah. I, I just felt but, like okay. I had to look to figure it out. But guess there what? Were people... people who had it on in practice was there. But guess what? People were saying to me viney won the combine he had a scoop all day viney, life. you know what i mean and i'm just like yeah but that, i think that's different you can't go on the combine <laughs> for your tire choice for you know the 450 motocross championship you know what i mean so that's just me it turned into like people coming up to the um coming up to the truck just at, oh what tire you got on today like fans like fans just really into it <laughs> oh no scoop today really scoop life. yeah yeah <laughs> And then uh, Glover, who works for Dunlop, is like, the scoop doesn't give up anything to a regular tire. It's a great tire. Yeah, yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, Brock, I think it does because everyone, <laughs> everyone would run that. If it didn't, everyone would run the scoop because on the start, that's what they want, you know? So the straight line for a scoop is, is fantastic. So. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I want to go all the way back to, you know, when Eli signs his deal with Star, Josh, and, and then you find out you're going to be his mechanic. Uh, you know, what kind of goes, like, through your mind and, and how you kind of prepare to, you know, meet him and, and kind of understand his tendencies and get to know what he is as a person and, and you know, obviously be there for him as a, a, sport, a support system all year. Like, how do you get to know someone that you're going to work with uh, that intimately all year? Um, it's, I mean, I was honestly, I was pretty nervous, like, to show up day one at his house with a brand new Yamaha and uh, obviously, like, a lot of people were there photos and all that stuff so i mean it's a pretty big moment and you obviously want to start off on the right foot and make a good impression with the new guy and keep the confidence going and um so from there it was just uh, i went out to colorado a couple times and just basically because you want to have a good relationship with your rider who you're with every weekend and then just got to know him and the whole tomac family and uh it was good no they're great people and have uh, treated me really well and just the pressure like Eli's a veteran guy and every every series he goes to race he wants to win and then win the title so you also got to have that mentality with him that you have to be perfect if, or damn near perfect to fulfill the duty for him to go out and win especially with how good Chase was too everything had to everything had to be spot on to win right right was there anything uh that you know maybe coming into working with him that you you thought about him that you i i guess realized it's totally different now like is there anything that surprised you about working with him this year um i would have to say uh maybe expected to make a lot more changes but that goes back to the team and gilly and relaying information that i mean once we got comfortable and you could see in supercross like we just each round we showed up to we got a little bit better a little bit better and then that was just us keep improving the bike because first year on the bike and off of a kawasaki that he was on there for what five or six years that you're not going to be you're not going to nail it right away so it takes a little bit of time but it actually turned into where i mean the weekends were pretty smooth just a little bit tweaks here and there 
but I was, uh, yeah, I was expecting to make a lot more changes. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I, I would think that you would be throwing the kitchen sink at it some weekends, but no, not really, not really. Um, yeah. No. Um, so I think he felt like he was in a bit of a box at Cowie with changes. They had ways that the engineers told them the bike was going to work, and this is what we can do, and that's it because the bike works in this range. And he mentioned Eli did, you know, how refreshing it was for. Uh, Jeremy Coker, the manager, and Gilmore, and you, and everybody being willing to pretty much throw anything at the bike. Um, did he? Did, did is that true? Do you think that was a huge part of his happiness slash success? Is that really no ideas were off the table for improvements? Yeah, I think I think that was a huge part of it. Basically, anything he wanted to try, yep. whether it worked out or not, mm-hmm. and we allowed him to basically try. And I think that's a confidence thing. Whereas if you're like. Uh, no, and say no to certain things, yeah. it keeps him wondering, well, what if it was good? Mm-hmm. But at least there was no stones unturned, and we basically did everything that we could on our end to uh, give him the best options. Uh, that's, uh, that's what a year. God, I, yeah. listen, Jelly, I won one national as a mechanic, <laughs> and I don't shut up about it for 25 years you know what i mean like i want a summer cross race and i and i just i don't stop talking about it. i couldn't imagine taking two championships home in the 450 yeah class. i mean that's, like yeah. that's another thing too like how how does this feel like this whole year has been incredible i'm sure it's got to feel like such a huge like personal achievement ticked off on on your your list of things you wanted to do as a mechanic oh yeah i mean it's it's everyone's dream it's it's the it's the goal when you do this job because I mean, it takes up so much of your time. So that's what you shoot for is to win a title. And I mean, I've had, I'm, I'm very grateful for the last two years I've had last year, won the Supercross title with Justin and then to move in with Eli this year. And we go for the first year, go in out or Supercross and outdoors. Like, I mean, you literally can't ask for anything more. No, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I can now I can now finally enjoy it. Where the whole outdoor season, it was every time we went down to the gate, it was so close, and it, it was just such a battle every time that you just you just had to take it race by race. Listen, you're a better mechanic than I was, but one time on a starting line, what, what Red Dog was Red Ferry was revving his bike. I looked down, and my seatbelt was moving, <laughs> like it was coming out, you know. And I just reached over there with a small T handle jelly, and like uh, you know, real stealthily tightened it up. Do we have Boom. any? Mo- do we have any moments of that? Like of that? Do, uh, how were we? Do we have I any honestly, close calls? I checked my seatbelts at least four to five times <laughs> for okay. that reason, because okay. if that if that comes off, the world is watching, and right. it's uh, it's embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> So we, so we didn't have any close calls with anything, Jelly, this year? Or you're not going to admit Honestly, it? Okay. No. I mean, it, the year went really smooth, and, it, I, yeah, I couldn't. Okay. You just can't ask for a better year. All right. and how's the bonus money? How's the bonus? <laughs> Is it, was it good? The Tomax are good? Or, like, how does that work? Does the whole team get bonused? Or just you? Or how does that work? Um, I, I'm not 100% sure on what they did with the whole team. Like, it, okay. you just don't walk into the shop and – talk about it to everyone but oh, I, I mean the Tomac <laughs> family is amazing and okay, well. they take you they help the people that uh, help them alright well one year when Reed won the t- Supercross title he bonused everybody on the team but me Jelly just FYI why so, did he leave you out uh, he, we weren't getting along at that point we were yelling at each other a lot mm. so yeah was have that the greatest you brought mechanic? it up now that you're no. friends 
Yeah, we're okay now. We're fine now. He never bonused me back out, though. I should ask him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, also, too, uh, with him probably not doing outdoors next year, Jelly, you get all outdoor season off, all summer off. Just hanging out. You gonna go to the beach or what, what's your plan? Oh uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll just be a, <laughs> just a couple months break and right. go travel and just catch up on everything. Yeah, but. yeah. No, Bobby, Bobby will let you do that. It won't start. No, more likely you'll be driving the water truck or uh, fixing dozers. <laughs> yeah. Right? Probably. I'll be there. Right. I'll be at the shop. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Eli Tomac winning a championship with the Works Connection Pro Launch Start Device, and the guys at Works Connection want to give one away. We're gonna make Pete over there in the corner work uh, hard. If you want a Works Connection start device, same one Eli Tomac and Jet Lawrence use. Uh, fifth caller gets a, uh, a pro uh, launch start device and Works Connection. Fifth caller, get the year-making model if you can there, Pete. And uh, Pulpomex20 is the code to save with Works Connection as well. So uh, check that out. And, uh, yeah, start device. Uh, worked flawlessly all summer long, clearly, for Jelly and Eli. No yeah. problem there. Uh um, I was going to actually ask another question about, uh, you know, like the ins and outs of being a mechanic. And, you know, this is something that the public light doesn't always get to see. Is there like any details that you could give us about something that you do on like a really regular basis that maybe you don't like doing that the public doesn't know about? But it's like, man, I got to I got to cl- change these clutch plates again or something like that, that every single time you're like, ah, um, well, this year I've actually been spoiled pretty well because with Eli training in Colorado, uh, he has a practice guy, Kyle Lawler, and he did a phenomenal job this year. And but when I worked for Justin, and I was he was uh, we practiced and race. I would have to say, man, it's it's torn between washing a bike or changing the oil. I'd probably have to go washing a bike, especially in the heat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude, I bet. What what is the bigger pain in the ass, Jelly? This goes back to my days as a mechanic what's the biggest pain in the ass taking the tent down or seriously having kids just be the rudest little shits asking for stuff like what's the what's what's the worst thing that's a big toss-up i honestly would have to go with the kids because especially with eli and potentially the last outdoor season it is out of control and they can be ruthless dude brutal downright mean at some point <laughs> they're just like and and they don't care they don't say please they no, just no they're manners. just yelling oh, at no. you yeah. you know you owe them right and they walk up with like 14 other plastics yes. already and yep. they're like oh can yep. i get that 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 yep. just like, yep. come on dude mm-hmm. sometimes i like, didn't get one but there's a fender behind their shirt like <laughs> yeah. like when you start taking your plastic off your bike to, to, at the end of the day because you're washing it and the plastic's you're just dreading it you're just dreading it you're like oh my god these little shits are gonna be here <laughs> and they're just gonna start For yelling me- at you <laughs> For me, I I just left it all on. Did I wouldn't you? take anything yeah. off the bike because, I mean, it would just it was just a swarm, and obviously you don't have enough for everyone. So yeah. if we, if we did have any leftover plastic at the next race, we would do like a trivia with like some nice kids that would come by yeah. and yep. just see what they know and how how deep they follow it or follow Eli. Yeah, cool. I asked the kid one time. I'm like, I'll give you this uh, fender or something, but can you name? any of these riders on this team and the kid couldn't and this just was reed villaman and ferry oh no yeah so i'm like you're, you're out dude you're out you're out you know it's just and like you said too they have an armful of plastic yeah. like dude you're good mm-hmm. i don't know it's always yeah. a pet. i hate i mean i hate to talk crap on little kids asking for stuff but dude jelly can back me up it's unbelievable yeah like it, it's you want to 
Yeah, I mean, you want to help, like, you see those sweet little kids, like, you want to hook them up. Yep. And some of them, though, just, and you can always tell. Yeah. They're right there, like, ready to rip your head off. Have you ever traded parade lap goggles for, like, a snow cone? I did that a few times. <laughs> no, but I would have this weekend coming back from Dude, each moto. Right. I didn't even see a, see a snow cone cart. Yeah, Bud's Creek I did it, and I think Washougal I did it. I Just, yeah. Both times a snow cone, or yeah, snow cone. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was great. Oh, that's a good choice. Yeah, because I mean, pray, what do I? I don't need prey lap goggles. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what do I need these? Here, here's for? a jacket. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. The jacket. God, jelly the jacket too. Hey, hold my jacket while I go out and practice. You're like, beat it, bro. Like, beat it. If you if you're cold, you take take your mom. Give your mom the jacket. Give your dad the jacket. Are you with me on that or no? It's a, it, it's amazing how much stuff you need to bring down the road. No, line. you guys are pack mules. Yeah, you guys are pack mules these days. You got you got umbrellas and backpacks. You look like Sherpas going to Everest. Like that's what you guys look like. And you got boots and tire racks and umbrellas and jackets and iPhones and headphones. It's like, bro, I'm just the mechanic here, man. Hire someone else. You know, get Ruben. Hire Ruben and, and he can carry your shit for you. I don't know. Yeah. I would have a hard time now being a mechanic. <laughs> I'd just start yelling, Jelly. I just That's what I'd be like. Uh, I'm hey, just ready for the greats, honestly, so we can ditch the boots. Yeah, I know, right? Really. What? Uh, when do you start MXDN prep? Is Eli going to take a week off or you? or Like not a, a week uh, off, but you know what I mean? Like when do you start that? Well, uh, we'll start building bikes on Tuesday. Oh, okay. The truck left Saturday and – we flew back today, kind of hung out in California a little bit, mm-hmm. and then uh, tomorrow we'll start getting everything ready. Oh wow! There we turn go. around. Yeah, yeah. Not much yeah, time. You no got to break. Fuel, fuel's fine, right? They waived the fuel rule, but you got to do sound. You got to put a counter shaft guard on, right? A couple other small stuff. Yeah, and I think like axles and everything have to be steel, or yeah. pivots have to be steel. Just little, right? Uh, little FMAM rules and stuff. Right. Right. Uh, hey, at the Yamaha shop, we, we already already talked to Alex, and he works in my old bay in Cyprus when you guys are there. Um, where, do, where do you work? Where do you work? I'm with? straight next to him to the left. Who was there? Oh, that was Villeman. <laughs> no, uh, sorry, that was Chad. Right. No, that was Reed. Yeah. Villeman was all the way against so the list. Go- yeah. The Goose. Yeah, Goose would have been there. Rookie Sorensen, my buddy Rookie, Dave Dye, uh, Alan Olson. Remember Alan Olson filled in for a little bit there? Um, yeah, so I was I, I was right up against the door, and then you were in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, all right. Well, a legendary spot. I think my spot is more legendary, to be <laughs> honest. It's full of oil. You got the best spot, though, because you got the wall. Yeah, I got the wall, exactly. Yep, I could always do you know lean up against it and fall asleep, <laughs> probably. Um <laughs> Wisco Pistons bringing you Josh Ellingson on the Pulp and Mix show. Uh, check out Wisco.com, two-stroke, four-stroke Pistons. There's a code to save uh, with the uh, Pulp and Mix show, uh, com and uh, go to the Wisco logo. Anything else for Josh, uh, Kellen? I'm good. I'm just, uh, you know, congrats on a great year, man. It, it was uh, obviously great for Eli, but it's it's you're just as big a part of his team. At, you know, he said on the podium that, you guys don't get the credit you guys deserve, really. Damn straight. So damn straight. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you, that bike has to hold up for you know whatever it is. Uh, yeah, twenty-four motos and, and seventeen supercrosses. And, and look, look, not to take away from Jelly's supercross title, but the outdoors is a whole shit ton harder. Yeah, on everything, mechanic, bike, parts, everything. 
Yeah. Supercross is a gentleman's sport. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Well said. Uh, well, congratulations, man. Good job. Uh, stoked for you guys. Uh, and uh, keep it up, man. We'll see you at those nations. Thanks for the time tonight, man. Yep. I appreciate it, guys. Have a good show. And uh, hopefully I'm back on. Yeah. We'll get it done. Let's do it again. Let's bring home three titles this year, Jelly. It'll be pretty good. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. All right. See you guys. Uh, thank See you. Uh, congratulations to Brian uh, for winning the Works Connection Start Device, uh, Pulpamex 20. If, you, if you're not Brian, then use the code Pulpamex 20 to save with uh, WorksConnection.com. Jelly's a good dude. He is. I haven't had him on for – I don't know if I've ever had him on the show. but yeah. I, I, see, I feel like a lot of times when I would see him working on the bike or just hanging out or whatever, yeah. he, he smiles a lot. Like he's yeah. just having a good time. There's a lot of mechanics that – not a lot, but there's some mechanics that think they're the reason the riders win and, and you know, they're, the, they're it and, you know, yeah. I'm a fucking factory guy. And like, egos get big. Mm-hmm. He's not one of them. Were you, were you the ego big guy? I was. I was a super, <laughs> super big ego guy. God, it, dude, it seems like – 2006 was my last year, and so what is that? 15 years yeah, ago, 15, 16 years. It seems like another life. It just seems yeah. like another, like another. That wasn't me. That was another guy doing all that. I did it for 11 years. Do you feel it in a, a little way? Like you're a factory mechanic. You kind of made it at that point in the I sport did. as a mechanic. Yeah. When you stopped and then you went and did your other jobs and then got into the media, do you feel like you started over? You already had like a base of your career established that you didn't have to go to the bottom again. My media career was made easier by the base I had of friends and and contacts and everything else, right? Like you got into it not knowing anybody or Weege was a flagger, right? (laughs) Or was he? Or was he? (laughs) Uh, I I felt like that gave me a huge step up in my media career to be able to walk up to Eric Kehoe or whoever. And get the scoop on what I, I forgot to, to ask Jelly who the fastest mechanic is right now. Oh yeah, uh, we did oh, well. forget. I'm gonna text Lars. Okay, I'm gonna text Lars because he might be. He'll the probably best. just say himself though. No, because he's not a mechanic. That that's he'll that's, still say himself. Come yeah. On. Uh, <clears throat> all right, Firepower Parts, FirepowerParts.com. Uh, you know who uses Firepower? Chiz. Chiz. That's all you need. Chiz. Just needing Jerry Robin to finish some motos. Chiz. Well, oh, no, his cousin did. Yeah, right? but I'm saying, like, tweeting at Jerry between the motos, like, we need a second moto. Did he really? He, he tweeted did. Jerry? <laughs> Hold on. Like, well, we'll get JT on the line here because I want to – this, this, I need to talk to JT about this. Firepowerparts.com. Uh, featherweight lithium batteries. Uh, chains made in Japan. Featherfirepowerparts.com at uh, Firepowerparts as well. Firepowerparts Honda. Uh, big guys, uh, Dean Wilson, Max Anstey, and more riding for Firepower uh, Parts Honda. Uh, and they're a substitute. Substi- oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Fly Racing's Jason Thomas. What's up, man? How are you? Nothing. What, what were you? Substitute? What were we saying there? Uh, a subsidy. Subsidy of WPS <laughs> oh, okay. Fly Racing. I, okay. I just, so, Chiz, did you hear what we were talking about? Chiz, uh, uh, Chiz picked Jerry and then was tweeting him? Yes. <laughs> In between motos, <laughs> but you can't you can't pick Jerry at that race. You can't, <laughs> you cannot. And Chiz's cousin did too. And and so, look, I like Jerry. He's a good guy. Of course, yeah. He, this isn't a, this isn't a personal no, attack. No, it's a hundred and ten degrees. Well, and Jerry yeah. leading into it was like, "Don't pick me. Look at my shoulder, like falling off." Yeah, Jerry posted a photo of his shoulder that looked like an alien. <laughs> but seriously. I'm sure someone could scrape the data. Uh, Mark's has. Mark's, Mark's did, I right. think. Scraping he has data? You have the highest DNF rate of anybody that's ever raced. Maybe it was three laps down. Somebody it had Jerry's DNFs. Me. Yeah, and he has to be the highest ever. Was there a caller on Moto 60? I think 60? it was a caller on Moto 60 or something. He's 24 
DNFs and 28 finishes or something uh, in his no, career. He more than that. No, no, no. I meant like in the last two years, whatever the oh, time frame was. No, I, okay. I want a career. I want a career like synapse. Like I, I, I want a, the whole picture. I, I can't believe you just tweeted him. We. Why would you ever pick Jerry? Oh my goodness. 105 degrees with his shoulder like that. Like I get it. If you're just if you're if you're marks at the end of the year and you're just swinging for the fences. And you want to be counter trend, but you know what you're signing up for. Well, but that you guy just know it. That guy Juice uh, is his name. He was up there, wasn't? Wasn't like top six, seven already? Yep. Like he's yep. he's trying to hail Mary to get, I don't know, like right to where he already is. I don't understand. Like if it's if it's pass fail, and you got to win, and everything else is yeah unacceptable. I get it. I get it. But. The the risk there is it's, so high. I love Chiz, so high. a racer tweeting Jerry like we. Just, <laughs> come on, buddy! Just. When I saw it, I was like, "Really? <laughs> like that's where we're at?" Uh, oh, by the way, Lars got back to me. Tony Archer works for PC. Yes, okay. By far, good Tony call. would be the fastest yep. mechanic right now. That is a good call. And then Lars said, I may be the fastest team manager, but probably not because Nathan Ramsey's the manager now. <laughs> so I don't know if Nate rides yeah. anymore, but he's still. Nathan would still beat Lars. Yeah, I'd probably still beat him. You're probably, yeah, you're right. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. I didn't. I had to get to the bottom of that Chiz <laughs> tweet. Uh, Jason Thomas on the show, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Uh, please check it out. All right, JT, uh, your TV season is over. Debut season, pit well, reporter for. Oh. I'll do. I'm doing motocross nations. Oh, you are. So. Oh no, I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. but that's for that's what that's MXGP guys. I meant this yeah, this job. Yeah. yeah. Um, Correct. I was against you taking this job. I didn't think it was a good idea. Uh, I offered you a lot of career advice you didn't take. Uh, but but just but you, but you thought it was like too hot and it, well, it was hot this weekend. <laughs> long days, which were it well, actually we got very lucky. It wasn't very hot this year. Just uh, kind of the finale was the only brutal one. But so, I, I I don't want people to I don't want anyone to think you told me not to do this because like hey you're going to be terrible hey you're going to suck don't no. do it you're going to say yourself I I just I'm clarifying the people your intent. the people who are like you did a great job and you did do a great job but honestly. You're so smart and knowledgeable about the sport. Uh, it's not a surprise at all to me that you ask good questions, uh, you know, interviewed good people. Like, like it's honestly, I, I remember I was telling you, like, yeah, of course you're going to be good. It's just, I just wouldn't do the job because it's so much damn work. It's really a lot I mean, of work. I, pre- I appreciate that. That's out of character for you to be nice to me. But um, <laughs> the last time. It was, it, was, it was such a huge learning experience for me. And uh, from where I started, I, I can remember sitting – I stayed at Paul Parabinos' house for both of the Fox Raceway rounds. And the feeling I had on Friday night, you know, from round one to round 12, was as far on the opposite ends of the spectrum as you could possibly ever get. And that was just a, that was just a result of learning and, and experience and feeling more comfortable. And I hope that that feeling and that experience came across on screen because in my personal reflection on it what i was doing at the beginning versus what i was doing at the end felt way different like the calmness and uh mm-hmm. being able to actually give any sort of insight and I, like in the in the first round i was just hoping to not be a catastrophe like i, I wasn't even <laughs> really trying to expand on anything it was just like just don't be the reason the show is terrible that's right. it so are you and by the end i was like i was i was willing to like you know like kind of take some risks and right um, go off on my own a little bit at the end because I felt comfortable with what the dynamic was and I knew what we could get away with and not. Are you like bummed that it's over then? Like, do you, you, you are you wish you could like do Supercross now doing that same thing? 
Well, I, I hope that there are opportunities in the future. That's for sure. Um, I, am I bummed that it's over? Yes and no. I, I hope that it's not over forever, but I think everybody that's been going to all these races is ready for a break. Well, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that, so it's two different things there. Do right. I am I am I bummed that it's over on a I need to not be at the races for a minute? Of course, I think everybody that's around this series is that way. But like that role and being involved with the television production, all that, like I, I really hope there's opportunities for me down the future for a really long time. Like that's that's my goal and hope anyway. Okay, uh, Mav TV pit reporter Jason Thomas on the show Fly Racing USA. Best part of the job and worst part of the job. Oh, that's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Best part of the job, I would say, was getting to know better some of these legends guys. Um, like Stu, I would say, would probably be the top of the list. Like, we really had, like, no relationship at all. Um, if there was one, it was very negative. Like, we just had had mm-hmm. run-ins in the past and the Chad relationship. And there were all these negative catalysts in he and I's interaction over the years and it's not like we hated each other it was just like there if you had to describe it it wouldn't have been a positive one right now yeah now after two rounds of working together and and being around each other like that's completely changed like i've got to know him on a personal level and on a professional level and i think we have developed a level of respect for each other that wasn't really there Mm -hmm. um so that that would be my favorite part is just establishing those relationships whether it was mc and you know you know all these guys along the way um, worst part, you know, the worst part probably for me was just my own vulnerability. Um, I really was so nervous and I wish I could just get past the fact where I just need to be myself. And I was getting there like this weekend was as close to it as I've gotten. So that was really only the, the only negative for me was just exposing my own vulnerability and not feeling super comfortable. Cause I don't get that way very often. Like it's, 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 rare for me to be super uncomfortable and i was that way at the beginning man i just i had no experience with it i didn't know what was coming at me we had audio issues yeah then you had issues yeah technical issues. yeah so everything was coming at me really fast and i and i felt like i was going to be the reason that the first round was a a failure and uh, i I didn't like that feeling so that would be the only real negative was just that overall like sense of like Mm -hmm. doom that was like incoming doom like that's what i felt like like (laughs) you're gonna screw this up and everybody's going to hate you because you ruined the series. That's what I, I, that's what I, I mean, that like would have been awesome, like for me in the show, but no. yeah, it didn't happen. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to expose myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that it was a, obviously a much different role than what you do working with Paul, but like how, how much different from what you've been able to see is the direction and the, the flow and the pacing of the GP side uh, you know, with their directors and their, their program versus what you guys are doing with Bondo and, and those guys? It's very different. Um, you know, for MXGP, Paul and I, I don't want to say we're, we're doing our own thing. Um, there obviously is, they're telling us that they're going to give us replays. They're telling us when we need to get out for commercials and all those things. But as far as like content input, there's really none. Um, they try, and that's really more their trust of Paul. Like Paul is the expert, so they're they've really given Paul complete control of direction and feel and how we're going to talk about things and all that, which he he deserves that right. Like that's earned, that's been earned by him. Where this side, um, you know, Bondo Chris Bond is he's very involved, and he's. If, if he's not talking to me, he's talking to Weege, or he's talking to the camera crew, or he's talking to the production side or the graphics. Um, I think it's he takes a lot of heat from people, 
and I, I've seen it on message boards, I've seen it on the internet, I've seen it on Twitter. I don't think they fully understand what he's going through on race day. And I, I know it's not perfect. I get it. It's never going to be perfect. It's live television. But, man, there's a lot of stuff happening. And he is orchestrating this circus with so many moving parts that can't really be controlled. And there's a lot of things getting thrown at us last second um, that we don't know they're going to happen. Like, yeah, everybody complains that we miss passes on television. Well, we don't know when people are going to get passed, right? Like, yeah, you got to go to commercial Bondo, at some point. Right. Yes. Right. To give Bondo credit, like he moved heaven and earth to allow the 450 motos to be commercial free this weekend. Right. Like he had to change everything, all the layouts, all the, cause there are, there are portions of the show that have to go because they're paid for They're sponsored segments and they're going in the show. No matter what doesn't like, come hell or high water. Those are going in. Otherwise television doesn't happen. So he's got to find a way to make all that stuff work. And he was able to give us commercial free action this weekend. So like stuff like that, no one on, on the message boards are going to give him credit for, but he did that, right? Like that, that was on him to be able to navigate and pull off. So that's given me a lot of insight. It's like, okay, yes, it's super easy to be a critic. And it's even easier to be a critic when you're anonymous and you just have some handle you made up. But when you're there and you're watching it all go down in the moment, there's a lot there. It could go a lot worse, I Uh guess, is my point. It could be so much worse than what's happening, like in the worst moment. And, yeah, it's it's a collection of people that are bringing this, you know, in front of it. Like, they're bringing this product out. And I, I... I just learned a lot about what it takes to pull that off. I can't imagine, like, I haven't even seen Supercross really from that angle yet. So maybe one day I get that opportunity. But, um, yeah, like I said, from the beginning, it's been this gigantic learning experience for me. And win, lose, or draw, if I never get this opportunity again, I will be better off for it because I learned kind of what has to happen to to pull off a production like that. Yeah, I mean, look at uh, motorsport.com whole shot replay has to get in. The track preview has to get in. This is stuff that makes GoPro. Go, yep. This is what, uh, a battle box, Thor battle box. Yep. The, the, this stuff has to get in because they're sponsors, and certainly me and the Pulp of Mech Show can understand sponsors and paying and mm-hmm. be able to make a profitable you know, TV show slash internet radio show. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's definitely, and it's American television too. Like that's, that's how the American TV system has been built. It's based off of advertising. It's based off of commercials. It's, it's how it works. So like, yeah, I will say I think that they should go to an MXGP pay series for it. Sure. Indoors and out. Yeah, you know what there's I mean? but that's more a whole and more of that thing. coming right. down the road yeah. for sure. But that's this coming. is the model we've had because we're, we are years, all basically. like even 50 year old men, who control the sport understand now what streaming is mm-hmm. five yeah. years ago, I, an app what, streaming, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. all of that. Yeah. I would venture a guess that five years from now. So let's say 2027, I would say we will be very lucky if we're on live television, but I don't think that's going to be, that's going to matter. I don't think people are going to care. Well, like five years ago, if you said like, Hey, yeah, it's not going to be on TV anymore. It's just going to be on this app. Sponsors would lose their mind, right? You, yeah. you would see lawsuits and canceled contracts and everything else in the world. Five years from now, I think everybody's just, yeah. just going to shrug their shoulders and say, okay, well, you know, show us, show us the analytics. Make sure that we're getting eyeballs. Yeah. We don't care how we're getting those eyeballs, but that's fine. And let's face it, Race Day Live is mostly Blair's fault. <laughs> so, you know, let's, let's face that. <laughs> Blair, is, Blair is on his way to really, um, really good things. Best analyst, and I don't want to say worst analyst, but... Worst analyst, best analyst. Uh, I'm going to go best 
have, I, have, I have some personal bias here, but I'll go Stu and MC tied. Mm. Worst analyst. Ah, that's kind of mean to say. I thought they were. I seriously thought they were all good. Nobody was bad. Yeah. Uh, J Mart was surprisingly good. I had low yep. expectations for J Mart. He was solid. Um, Ricky was. You know what? Honestly, worst is a bad way to say it, but Ricky was the most um, plain because he but had you knew what you were getting. Yes, because you, you, you already knew what you were getting. He knew TV. Yeah. He knows TV. He knows getting in and out. I, I thought the same of Fro, to be fair. Yeah. Like, I, I've heard it. Yeah. We've seen the mannerisms. I was surprised that, by Fro. I mean, he I, was so I was good. I was pleasantly surprised. They were, they were both still very good. But, yes, like when you get into this rhythm of hearing a new voice every week and, and some analysis that you hadn't heard before, going back to the familiar was a, like I hate to yeah. say like a punch in the face, but kind of like oh, we've I been didn't here learn anything from Fro. I really? guess to me. See, for me, for me, at the end of Fro's run when he was doing Supercross and he was the guy, mm-hmm. I really felt like his effort level dropped to like zero. I think he got very complacent. Mm-hmm. I don't think he cared anymore, and I think that was reflective in his performance. Yeah. When he was at Unadilla, I didn't get that at all. Um, he was really engaging in every meeting. He had stats ready. He he shot stuff before the show to have like things to inject into the show. Um, so it, okay. I think there was a distinct difference between what the fro we got at the end of his Supercross run and the fro we got at Unadilla. If he had sustained that, I think he'd still be doing it. I really do. And I, I would be curious to ask him that. I'm like, hey, can you be honest with yourself? Yeah. And the way you were at Unadilla, that energetic, that into it, can you honestly say you were that at the end? Because I would, I don't believe that. Yeah. I would be curious to see what his perspective is on so that. What do you think was the best one? Kellen, what do you think? Or, let's start with Kellen. What do you, what do you think? Uh, man, that, that's so tough. Um, I mean, it was really good to hear from Stu again, yeah. and I, I felt like he did have some um, really interesting takes on some things, too, that uh, I didn't expect Stu to be as analytical mm-hmm. as he was, which was really cool. Um, Glover was surprising to me. Glover was good, yeah. Um, but I think I, I think MC was still the best to me, personally. Okay. All right. JT? I think Stu at Bud's Creek was the best. Um, Fox Raceway was okay. It, I, I thought he was better at Bud's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just liked how into the bike setup and some of the things he got explaining why certain bikes will work better at certain tracks and why this guy might be struggling on a particular day. Um, you don't find that all that often because most guys aren't qualified to even know why that yep. would be. Yep. Um, and, and obviously Stu has a really unique perspective with Chase because he worked with him, you know, privately and they had very personal conversations about Chase's racecraft and all those things that, I have never had those conversations, so that was insightful to me. Um, so I would say best was Stu at Buds, and, and it was surprising to me because we all know Stu and his personality, or what we thought we knew. Yeah, what we thought we knew. Right? Very reclusive. Um, I don't want to standoffish isn't the right word, but reclusive. He doesn't want to be in the perfect in the public eye, right? Like, yeah, reclusive would be the right word. Like he just was in a he was in his own world. And he didn't want anybody around. He hides from people. I think he has. This is my personal opinion. I think he struggled from some social anxiety issues that I think he's gotten a lot better about, um, which is crazy to me because if anybody on this planet should have confidence being around the public, it would be him. 
because everybody loves him and everybody wants some of his time and everybody idolized his ability on a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. But I do think he had some social anxiety. Like, I think it made him uncomfortable to be around people privately. Like, on a stage, on the track where they can't get to him, that's a different deal. Like, he can get out there and do the sprinkler and all that because they're not engaging with him. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's from, you know, it's like a thousand-yard stare type deal. But when he has to actually engage with those people in person, I think that made him nervous. And I think he's grown out of that. Um, so that was, that was, I thought it was really cool to see and him opening up and giving us all the personality and all the insight that he has to offer. He's really never given that before. Also seems to love RD coffee. (laughs) He does. Mr. Coffee. Yes. He's really like that. Uh, fly racing, flyracing.com. The 2023 stuff is out. JT, what, um, um, what's the biggest surprise from the 2023 stuff that you're hearing from dealers and reps? as far as uh, what they like or what's moving or, or, or anything unexpectedly like that? You know, it's, it's interesting because for me, I see in our team, we see this stuff so early, right? So we build our own preconceived notions and we develop our own opinions and really strong ones because not only have we gone through the design process, we were there for every step of that. Then we signed off on the final product. Then we watch the catalog being built. We pre-booked this to all of our key deal, you know, the, the largest dealers we have worldwide that went on at the beginning of this year, like February of this year, we've gotten feedback. We've seen it. Like, so we have all this, all these data points to really draw from. So we think we know what to expect. And then stuff will catch us off guard. Like I'll hear from dealers like, Oh, we really love this. We really like that. And I'll be like, Oh man, I, I felt completely the opposite. So just some of the colorways and graphics um, have been much better received than I thought they would be. And, and I always, that's a kind of an every year thing. I'll find, I'll have my favorites and I'll have the ones that I don't like. And you, you really need that. You need to have some of both. There needs to be things in the line that you don't like because otherwise you just kind of pigeonhole yourself into this little bubble, which is really dangerous for a brand as, as large as ours. Um, so getting that feedback, hearing from different people and walks of life and personalities, like, oh, wow, okay, well, you love that stuff. I personally yeah. hate it, but right. that's great. We need somebody to buy it. We made it for a reason. But um, and, and honestly, for me, I think that my favorite part of this whole process is when I see all this stuff get made. I see it come in. I see the samples, whatever. But when I see, like, you know, let's say RJ Hampshire so, show up at Unadilla and his stuff's all, like, kitted out graphics on it the logos on it like the mm-hmm. his numbers and name yeah. match yep. the color like i'm like wow like okay now i'm in because before i was like eh, i like this i don't like that i don't know i'm nervous but then i see it on the track and i'm like damn that looks really really good um so that's that's really reassuring to me and, and kind of puts a smile on my face is to see that end product hit the racetrack and be on tv and then you know, thankfully, RJ got a podium in that first moto. So mm-hmm. that's my favorite part is that, like, payoff. Uh, all right, X-Brand goggle tear-off segment. Let's do this. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire q Rapid-fire. Freddie Norin crushing it in X-Brand right now. Yeah. Chiz all year long. X-Brand rider. Uh, Josh Strang winning GNCCs with X-Brand, EKSBrand.com. The uh, the Lucid Goggle is out. I got a pair on this helmet here. They're amazing. I got some over there. Lucid Goggles. Uh, Pulp Show 22 is a code to save with XBrand.com. If you don't wear X-Brand, you're not going to win, Kellen. Nope. That's a fact. Yep. You know who used to wear X-Brand? I don't know if he still does. 
but Jose Butron <laughs> was an X-Man rider, and now he's an EMX champion. Coincidence? Maybe, maybe he still does. Maybe, maybe he maybe still he's does. he's taking you guys right to the top. 41-year-old Jose Butron. He <laughs> was also a fly rider, Butron, JT, yeah. was as well. Yeah, he, he, there was a, a span where I don't think he ever wore anything but fly, like yeah. his entire career. Now he's an EMX champion. I, I had to ask Kellen and Lewis if that was the same who, Jose Butron that used to race GPs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, all right. Many, these, many, many, many times Spanish champion. Yes. Uh, these questions are submitted by uh, Swisscore. Are we familiar? Wow. Yeah. I am a little familiar with yeah, him. Yeah, him I know. That's a surprise. Yeah, well, the other guy was it's a holiday, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, God Day knows. Off. He's probably in jail. Uh, 30 seconds on the is just creating a, a whole family of future NFL players over there. Yeah. Just a, just a hive of them. It's unbelievable. All right. Uh, these questions are submitted, uh, or sorry, I already said that. Marks, go ahead. Let's do this. Steve. Yep. How did JT do progression wise in his TV role this series? Well, he, the first round was sketchy because he couldn't hear when they were throwing to him and everything. Uh, so he got better from that first round, but he was good all year long. I like the variety of people interviewed. JT, near the end of the year, you kind of stuck to mechanics, but, you know, we had a Mertz in there. I, yeah, we, I, I ran out of, like, I'm, I am subject to the people that are around. Yeah. And, like, at Bud's Creek, no one was in the mechanics tower. They were all out on the racetrack yeah, or yeah. in the tower that you were in. So. I was really subject to that. Yeah, I, I I knew, and people were like, "Can we get anybody but Lars and Coker?" I'm like, "Yeah, if I yep. can find them." Right. Like I'm, I can only go so far with my remote mic. Sure, sure. Yep. And you didn't get Rodman, although you said you tried. They, they were there was talk of it. At uh, I, he was he was protected by like, imagine Scott Sepkovic was the Secret Service. This is what I was up against. Like yep. I was there, I was talking while he was on camera, but I don't I. I felt like I was going to get tackled by someone, maybe even Rodman, if I tried to get near him with mm-hmm. that microphone. Right. Fair enough. JT, did you enjoy the TV job as much as more or less than you anticipated? Um, at the end, I enjoyed it. At the beginning, I was so stressed and nervous that there wasn't a lot of fun involved. I, was, I, I wanted to do it. Like It's been a dream of mine since I was a little kid. So there was never like, I don't want to do this. That was never a thought, but it, it wasn't fun because I was so stressed. At the end, the stress faded and the fun kind of came back. All right. 25 seconds. Good job, JT. Yeah, really he's good. On, he's on it. Yeah, he is. Yep. Bringing the heat. Yep. Kellen, um, JT or Jamie Little? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I Is Kellen a Jamie Little fan? Do we know? Mm, is that the, I mean. That's something. Like that's a random. Yeah, it is random. I'm I'm personally a bigger fan of of you know real, kind of like in depth analysis and getting real answers from mechanics or whoever it is that they're interviewing. So I would pick JT. Like for example, me asking Jelly twenty seconds. Me asking Jelly about bonus money. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we get an answer on that? Nah, we did not. Oh. That's okay. Oh. <laughs> Snuck around it. Yeah. That's always a touchy one with riders and mechanics, man. You yeah, know. but yeah, you throw it out there, and then you just see what you yeah, get. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the question. Right. It's just I know it's very touch and go. Like the yep. difference between one rider to the other can be drastic. Yep. Steve. Yep. Name one athlete that would surprise you more to see than the worm at a dusty ass motocross race. <laughs> um. Andre Agassi. He doesn't seem like a moto guy to me. I, I, I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, honestly, yeah. 
I know hockey guys are into moto and they ride some guys. So I can see hockey guy doing it. Mm. Uh, rough and tumble Canadian dudes, right? Uh, NFL guys. We saw James Harrison at Steel City. I would go Tom Brady. Okay, yeah. Can you imagine Tom Brady at Paula? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. JT, what's the Yeti going to do in the offseason? Uh, the Yeti is my kind of like motocross cooler. So I am, uh, I'm in uh, Nashville this week. A bunch of my friends, uh, Dan Truman and Paul Pyramidos from Pulp Max Fantasy fame, are flying in tomorrow. We're kind of having like a guys week. What? So I have my Hydro Flask, uh, which is like my kind of walk about town cooler and then my yeti is my get down to business motocross cooler so uh it will it'll have some enjoy it'll enjoy some time off i'll probably take it to redbud bring it back to the racetrack um but it it's it needs a break this is a kind of you know it'll go into boot camp mode november december i'll put it in and out of the, the freezer just to kind of get it warmed up you know get it temperature up all and right, down okay and we're good 44 set it outside we're good yeah. we're good all right that's enough thanks um, for the invite jt that's nice yeah really right oh yeah who knew marks we, we weren't allowed to nashville no i yep. i died uh was a couple weeks ago when uh, Marx just started ripping tear-offs when JT was yeah. going along, and yeah. then that was, they played the end. Uh, I end, can't take the outro. That. That, that was Mr. Legendary. That was, that oh, it was. It was Mr. Tea. Legendary. Well, yeah. I like to give kudos where it's due, but that was much really kudos. Better recognize, fool. Right. <laughs> um, Kellen, you attend a wedding. In and Out has catered. Are you stoked or disappointed? Uh, I, I stoked. I guess I don't know. I, I don't really think too much about the food at the wedding personally no jack-in-the-box yeah it's definitely not a jack-in-the-box honestly that that that's the most disappointing part really unbelievable his love of jack-in-the-box is next oh, level y'all are sleeping on on jack dude i'm not sleeping on it I, I, <laughs> if i ate it i probably wouldn't be sleeping at all yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm pooping it is what i'm doing you just don't understand are you jacking are you jack guy i mean i don't go often but jack slaps Agreed. Jack not slap. Jack slaps. <laughs> not slap. <laughs> I can literally think of ten places better that I would go to if you know. I've been a bunch of times because it was like one of the only places open. Yeah. Late night, but it's every time I'm like, this is such a poor decision. Mm-hmm. Reliable. Every time. Old Burger reliable. places or fast food because there fast is food. a there's yeah, a fast difference. Food. Yeah. Fast food. Fast food. So Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, Carl's, nah, all man. better. You tried them egg rolls? You know? Mm. <laughs> egg rolls. Like Jack in the Box. Egg rolls. You what? What? I, I knew I'd get JT with that one, too. <laughs> all right, let's go. All right. Steve, yep. who gets fired if the USA fails at Redbud again? Nobody gets fired. There's no consequences. You can just keep working. It's fine. Nothing happens. JT maybe fires himself. I, I don't know. <laughs> he maybe fires himself into the sun. I don't know. JT, if the USA loses again, do you skip the MXDN in 23 just to see? You know, no. Is it JT's no, attendance? No, I will Paul? be in France. I'll be in France come hell or high water. Is that where it is? Yeah. 23? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Good track. All right, last one. Kellen, was there a moment when a bidding war for Vital Jamie, a.k.a. Ponypod, a.k.a. Darkside, was a possibility with Racer X? Oh, n- no. I don't think so. I mean, we we liked working with Jamie for sure, but um, yeah, I don't know if it's quite in the budget. Well, I think you also have to look at at Vital. There were a bunch of openings, right? Yeah. Like that was a uh, people left, people departed, people were like, oh, whatever the situation was, they needed to fill spots. Yeah. So that was a good opportunity for for uh, both 
uh, I don't know what the other if the other has been announced yet, but no, we'll just say Jamie, Jamie for now. Jamie. Okay. Yep, vital Jamie, and he met Rodman too. So, <laughs> yep. He did he? No yeah, way. He met Rodman. Yeah. That's he, awesome. They caught him with Rodman. Caught. Uh, all right. Is that it? <laughs> Next round goggles, choice of champions everywhere. Uh, Ben's been on hold for a while. Uh, ben has a question about Yamaha Troy. Ben, what's up, man? Yeah, hey, uh, I'm building a restoring a 2004 YZ125, and I want to do some kind of replica bike of some sort out of it. But my question is, Yamaha of Troy in 2003, they had guys on 125s, and I know Metcalf was on one in 05, but was anybody on one in 04, a 125? Tedesco was 04 or no? Was Tedesco already done? That was 03. 03? Okay. Metcalf Outdoors was 03 or 04? I, I don't know. Medi stayed on at the latest, but yeah. he got paid extra to ride it. Right. I think that was 04, um, Ben. I, I know he was on that aluminum frame one in 05. He was the only oh, guy. Oh, that's on it. right. You're a good, good call. So, yeah, you know more than us. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about that, but I, I just didn't know about 04. I didn't know if they were all on four strokes or not. Uh, yeah, I can't. I, JT, Kellen, anybody? I can tell you in 01, Nick uh, Way chose to ride the 125, and Nate Nathan Ramsey rode the 250F, and Nick complained the entire year. Yeah. Because he was just you know, it was like a knife at a gunfight. You know, but like you just. They're no all the shot. same until the aluminum frame, though, Ben. So you could just make it literally any year you want. Like it could, yeah. You could just make it anybody's bike. Like you could make it a Nick Way 01 bike. They, they look the same, right? So. I got you. Yeah, it doesn't. Hey, uh, w- yeah. one more thing. Yeah. Um, I started a small jersey collection. So uh, what are my chances of please getting a four-time Manitoba champ jersey signed? Mm, I don't <laughs> know. Uh, you don't want that. You don't. You Seriously, Why not? You, you don't want that. I don't even have my name in, on the back of them. Fly doesn't do that I, for me. I'm not cool enough. I figured you had one somewhere with no, your name on I, it. No, I don't. Fly, cool my wall. Fly doesn't do that for me. I, I want supplementation. Do you if have you any jerseys done, from like, way, way back then? What? Do you have any old jerseys from way back when you were racing? Oh, maybe in Canada. Yeah, I don't know. No, uh, I don't have anything down here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean, even like a recent one or something. Yeah. But no, I, I, I don't think I even have one with my name on the back. I'm I'm incognito guy. Maybe I'll get Fly guys to <laughs> JC, can I get supplemented? Yeah. Uh, oh, he said yes. He said yes. No takes these backsies. Well, yeah. I would say I would say yes. It's not a problem. I just don't know. Like it, it's been problem problematic with supply chain stuff. Yeah. Not that we wouldn't do it for oh, you. Oh, okay. I just don't know what. Right. But yeah, I'm down. Like right. I don't. It's not like we wouldn't do it for you. I just don't know what the process is right now. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe it's, it's Ben. More if of like a time frame. Ben, if I get some jerseys, you can have one down the road. But I don't have anything right now. But keep an eye open for. Hey, thanks, boys. Appreciate right. it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, before we let JT go, uh, Nash. Gentlemen, gentlemen. You got a question for JT? An excellent year which we all got to experience. And it's still going to continue. Motocross, greatest sport in the world, goes from January till November. I'll tell you what. I looked at my schedule the other day. I got to go to Paris. I got to go to this fucking Wales thing. I got a straight rhythm coming up. I got uh, Motocross the Nations coming up. Uh, What about Geneva? Do I go to Geneva again? I don't even know if they're having Geneva. Uh, So I'm busy. Yeah. Steve, you grinding. You do. I know that. I'm a fan. Digesting the, the content for many years. Thank you. Uh, big big kudos to JT for rising up. It was cool to hear him reflect back on what he experienced and all that other good stuff. But the real question Thanks, that man. shot in my mind when you said the name Sepkovic, JT, uh, I'm going to put on the scales and you have to tell us which one more intense. Okay. The most Are we talking intense- grams here? I think we could talk grams. We're talking on the scale. Uh, yeah, especially especially if you're talking Seth Uh it, it, 
uh, the most rowdy Des Nations Euro Bonanza party or J Law's title winning party? Go. There's never been anything in the history of parties that can ever touch J Law's championship party. <laughs> there you go. Period. Yeah. There you go. Can you can you bring listeners through? I remember you reflecting on this years ago. We don't want to beat a dead horse. Tell the same stories over and over again. They got to go back and dig for these. Is there anything from that night that you care to share on air that is relevant? And again, keep it clean, PG, please. Um, I mean, that night had it had everything. It had the stars <laughs> of the sport. Um, it had stars of the sport throwing beer bottles. Off a, we're on the 40th floor, throwing them into the parking lot, and I'm talking like dozens of beer bottles into the, into the parking lot, and they're just Mm -hmm. smashing and exploding onto cars, like just every car in the parking lot. Like, you know, they're just throwing beer bottle after beer bottle into the parking lot. From the 40th floor, right? They could have killed somebody. That's That's what got the party shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Debauchery is high I watched uh, a factory rider pour an entire drink on another factory rider's wife on her head. Um, oh, my God. That, and that, this was all pretty mellow. And then once I was, I was left in this room, I had no business still being in this room when the party mm-hmm. shut down, and that's when it really went off the rails, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The number of escorts, and I don't know what they were there to do. I don't, I'm not, I don't want to speculate on their intent. Mm-hmm. But there were, I'm going to say, probably upwards of like 15 um, scantily clad females that entered the hotel suite, and mm-hmm. there was a large amount of narcotic uh, mm-hmm. emptied onto the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know where it went from there. Thank God we can, he, only, thank, we can only suspect where it went from there. Thank God he pulled off early in that in that race to conserve energy for for the party. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, I've never picture. seen anything like that party in my life, ever. I mean, ever. Uh, okay, uh, and that really does quantify it and put it into like a realistic viewpoint for people. Including myself, that I have no idea what anything is like, and I'm okay. I mean, this is uh, thankfully we're past the statute of limitations. Yeah, I think you're fine. So yeah. we're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. So. You're good. What was the craziest Euro since you've been bouncing around to the events uh, all the years? Whether you're a rider, I mean, or honestly, motorcycle nations isn't that crazy. All they do is just get hammered. Like they don't, <laughs> they don't necessarily do anything raucous other than they just drink and all the team guys like dance and yell and like sing songs like and, hanging. And, and on no, each other. and they have techno blaring. They blast techno. That's what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, they just, yeah. They just <laughs> dance with each other. And they're beyond and you're just like drunk. right on, man. Like, yeah, not even. They can't even see drunk from where they're yeah, at. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, JT, I hope that I hope that you get to fully relish in. A USA victory. Uh, we all do. I, I do. Anybody loves. I hope team. so too. But part of me, Nash, wants him to come in on Monday after another loss in on USA no. soil, and just watch him maybe have no soul, just wither away. Like, no, what's can't hurt what's, me anymore? Yeah. What's a higher rate of JT? What's the higher rate of JT gnashing his teeth? Like a massive blow to his fantasy team or destinations? I say destinations. Destinations, yeah, destinations. Destinations. No, I, honestly, man, I've I've uh, I've been through so much tragedy and so much trauma i have suffered so badly for so long my heart is just a, a black 
useless mm-hmm. organ inside my body. Like mm-hmm. I feel nothing. Yeah. I, I really feel nothing. You're numb. We can get, You're numb to the pain. Yeah, we can we can get tense. And I would just stare blanklessly at the screen, like I feel <laughs> just, nothing anymore. Just like Homer, just Homer, just blinking. Yeah. Well, with, yeah, with Parabinos, with Parabinos and others rallying this one, you got these two dominant guys. I mean, everybody knows the scoop. I, uh, yeah. you know, Lewis. And thanks to Barsha for stepping up and maybe knocking Ferrandis out of this thing. So thanks to that too. <laughs> His oh colors don't run. Yeah, yeah. He not the American not, way, buddy. Not on the team, but still doing what he can. Uh, thanks, Nash. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Cheers, guys. Go get them. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Thank you. Uh, Fly Racing, JT. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have fun in Nashville, man. Thank you. Bye, guys. All see right. See you. See you, JT. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. We're going to go commercial break here. Come right back. Mitch Payton on the line. Kellen Brower here in studio. And uh, Chris Betts. We are going to call Whoa. Betts. We're calling Betts. Cold call. You can bet on Betts. Yes. Uh, we'll be right back after this, everybody. Fuck you. You're fired. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal. And I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards. And I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine is super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that plush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Race Tech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Race Tech because of their convenience of having Race Tech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Race Tech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension and obviously it's great people around and uh, been there for a long time and they're awesome visit racetech.com and use code pulp 22 to save
Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX-proven USA-made connecting rods. Now adding to the Garage Buddy build kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single-stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Max Superfan Dylan here. 
The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. 
Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. It's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I, too, have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions, with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design, with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones, with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. 
to learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com slash motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like the Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PULPAMX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGB suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. 
Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX-proven USA-made connecting rods. Now, adding to the Garage Buddy Re- build kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single-stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or motorsport and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Welcome back, everybody. The Paul Beck Show presented by Motorsport.com. Decal Works, Fly Racing. Thanks to uh, 
Josh Ellingson, uh, and of course Lewis Phillips for coming in or calling in. Mitch Payton is coming right up here as well. We're going to do the Pulpamex Fantasy Yamaha YZ450 bike draw coming up as well. Kellen Nation is in studio. Kellen Brower from Racer X Online. Yeah. Uh, Michelin. Design to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range featuring Michelin adaptive design offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. Thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides more durability than the previous generation. Six versions of this thing as well. Michelinman.com forward slash motorcycle to learn more. The Starcross 6 new for these guys and Chris Kiefer rode with it. Google Pulpamex, Chris Kiefer, Michelin. You can read the latest review of what he thinks of these tires. Uh, they're doing very well. There is a tire. There's a team in the World Supercross, Kellen, that uses Michelin Starcross 6. French team. French company. Bud? No. The other Yamaha team. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Mind, uh, mind blown. Yeah. Who knew? You said France. I go Bud. Yeah, I know. But this <laughs> is a Yamaha team, and they're using uh, Michelins as well. So we'll see their performance in World Supercross. And, of course, MotorcycleEnergyJobs.com. Uh, upload your resume for free today. It's the first and only job board built specifically for the motorcycle industry. Check it out. Uh, the number one source for power sports companies looking for employees and candidates, looking for employment opportunities. We normally have a job of the week. Uh, this week, uh, job of the week is uh, .com, uh Phone producer phone producer pulpmex.com show is looking for a phone producer so you know we'll see clippy 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 over there it was nice working for you while it lasted yeah it's yep. <laughs> gonna be super sad Goodbye. i'm sure yep. uh pulpmex uh, uh phone guy looking for it uh motorcycleindustryjobs.com thank you to those guys for coming on board the social media comment of the week it's easy to get these marks from youtube it's like well, it's just shooting it's, fish in a barrel. It's like yeah, there. it's it's absolutely the easiest thing ever. This is a a video of uh, who beats who, Hymas or Deegan, which by the way, many people said we were, you know, high and drunk that uh, Hymas would beat Deegan, and he came damn close to Pretty it. Close. Yep. Didn't end up doing it, but uh, he did. Uh, social media comment of the week. Uh, I just scrolled and I missed it. Here we are. Uh, Riders are way too temperamental these days. Just get on the bike and show your talents, like pre-1990. Who knew what happened in, you know, before 1990? <laughs> Why is Weimer a coach? He was a horrible pro. Supercross champion. Wow. Right? Uh, national winner. Hot take. Right? Uh, yeah, national winner. <clears throat> Motocross of Nations champion. Yeah, he was a horrible pro. Uh, anyway, would be a better coach, which I think is also a horrible take. Anyone is that they say? A Ray. Oh, A Ray. A Ray would be a better coach. Whoa. And Mathis wants Deegan to fail in the worst way. <laughs> there we go. A I've social heard, media comment of the week. I have heard the blank wants Deegan to fail so many times yeah. in the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, if you don't literally praise the kid, yeah. you're a hater. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's not that way at all. Like, yeah. we're trying to play it, you know, the same way anybody Just that's cover, debuting. Cover him yeah, like cover Romano. It. Cover him like LeBlanc. Exactly. Just cover him like one of those dudes. Yep. And absolutely. he's doing very well, to his credit. But yep. calm down. Uh, thanks to the folks at Twisted Tea, of course. Kellen Brower enjoying a Twisted Tea. Outdoor day drinking with the crew. That's what it's all about. Outdoor fun versus outdoor exercise. This is a holiday, uh, of course, uh, today and Monday, and nothing would be better than a Twisted Tea. Check them out. Uh, original half and half, peach, raspberry, all of that stuff. Uh, thank you to uh, uh, Twisted Tea for coming on board the show. Non-carbonated, 5% alcohol. It tastes like real brewed tea, Kellen, because it is made with real brewed tea. <laughs> thank you, Twisted Tea. I, uh... 
I brought a twisted tea back from the track yesterday. Oh yeah. And my wife tried it for the first time and she said, Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I could have these. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh let's get a lane on one. Lane, what's up, man? How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you guys. I, I just wanted to call and honestly give Paul Parabinus a huge shout out for throwing on this golf tournament for Razor for USA. It was absolutely fantastic. The entire crew did a great job. Oh, cool. It looked like fun. I, I was uh, too bad I couldn't make it. Uh, I tried to, but uh, in the end, I did. I did buy a foursome to support the Raise It for USA, and the X Brand guys took it. Rich Taylor and Zach Taylor and yep. Rich Taylor Jr. took it. Uh, so yeah, I had a foursome out there representing Pulp Mex out there at the course. Yeah, I actually got to talk to Rich. It was really cool. And also on your changing dark side, you guys changed dark side's life so much. I didn't recognize him. Really? Yeah, yeah. Jamie <laughs> I had is no a, idea who he was. He is a new man, and he's hanging with Rodman now. And God knows what else is going to happen to Jamie these days. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So thanks, Lane. Glad you enjoyed it, man. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Good, good job, Paul Parabinos, of course, from Renthal for Let's doing that. Fingers, but. Uh, hey, by the way, uh, my buddy Steve Bauer, he's doing the Big Air Kids Fair again. Uh, he has put on this event at Loma Linda University Children's Hospital. Uh, he invites a handful of Supercross and Motocross guys on a Freestyle MX show as well. The hospital staff brings all the kids who are not immune deficient outside for a close-up view of the action. And the rest are pressed against the glass watching the freestyle show. And again, motocross riders, supercross riders are there. And uh, the kids visit, the kids get to visit with the riders and everything else. Uh, this has been going on for a long time. Uh, seven year hiatus, though, caused by new hospital construction and COVID stuff. But it's back. The event is free and open to the public. Uh, Andy Bell will be there. Fitz's army will be backflipping bikes. Uh, so please check it out. Uh, Big Air Kids fair.com big air kids fair.com for more information you can donate over there if you want you can email bauer directly at big air kids fair at gmail.com um 100 of donated funds go towards paying for the freestyle show or getting a wish list of uh, the hospital provides them for the kids it's a big feel-good event of the year and this is happening when is this happening september 14th 11 a.m Loma Linda University Children's Hospital, uh, September 14th. So you got nine days from now, 11 a.m. freestyle show, supercross guys, motocross guys, all for a good cause. Uh, so thanks to Steve for doing that. Again, seven years it hadn't been going on. I didn't realize it was that. That's damn, cool. Can you say long. that three times fast, though? BigAirKidsFair.com. Yeah, but three times fast. BigAirKidsFair.com. BigAirKidsFair.com. BigAirKidsFair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good job, Kellen. Can we get Mitch Payton on the line, or are we still eating pizza over there? We all right? But he's, no, no answer. He's just, plowing just, hey, down hey, the How much pizza did he take in that commercial? Oh. Dude, I took a picture of his plate. Can I you put it on Twitter? I, I thought about it. My tweet is drafted and ready to go, and I, I was second-guessing it. No, 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 no. Send it. I'm not scared. Send it. I, I, I should have known. Do what you freaking got to do. My time here is limited anyway. Clearly, you're already <laughs> looking for a placement. I should have known because like, if it were him... He would 100% send Oh, it he would. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that's what he would do. All right, it's come. Look on uh, Next Show on Twitter. Thank you to Renthal, the winning brand in manufacturing design for the last half century. Renthal has more championship titles than all the convenient brands combined. Uh, Renthal.com, a fraction of a second, a few grams, a couple of millimeters. It all counts. Welcome to the winning world of Renthal. Uh, bars, grips, sprockets, chains, Renthal.com. For more information, they got a really cool, informative website as well. Speaking of Renthal, this gentleman's race team, I don't think, has used anything other than Renthal way back in 1991, and they continue to do it today. Uh, Mitch Payton. What's up, Mitch? How are you, man? I'm good. How about you guys? We're good. Hey, you've never used anything other than Renthal, right? Never. No. We've uh, we've been Renthal since the uh, first 
first team, the peak team in 91. And I just like, I liked the product. I liked it before we had a team and they're just, they're great people. They have a great product and they support us really well. So I don't see a reason to ever switch. Renthal Dunlop. What what else is the oldest guys you got? Well, actually we were Bridgestone in the beginning, but we've been with Dunlop a long time now too. Um, I guess some of our originals are probably Maxima. Yep. Maxima has been with us a long time. Um, RK, Excel Rims. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, like we, Knowles, we try not to switch around. Knowles will say that you've been with Scott the whole time, and when I point out that you guys wore Spy for a few years, he says, yeah, but Scott made the Spy goggle. So Knowles still yeah, counts we, as Scott. <laughs> we were – well, it was a, it was a Spy – uh, band one year um, it was back when No Fear was around and part of that was tied to the 1-800 collect sponsorship so like we did that and then we went back and like this same thing like Knowles is probably the best goggle guy in the pits if you have a mud race and uh, the product's great mm-hmm. like we never really have problems and there's probably a little more money if you shop it around but like I just I like the service better than yep. anything Absolutely, super important to uh, to have that. Uh, Mitch, where do you stand on the shortened motos this past weekend at Paula? From what I understand, a lot of the teams were were consulted and everybody sort of agreed with it. It was damn hot. Uh, wh- where were you at with the twenty five plus two? Um, well, Carrie Joe called me. I don't know if it was. I think Thursday or something like that. She called me Thursday morning, really early, and. I wanted to get my input on it or whatever. And I said, look, I'm, I'm okay with it either way. Uh, I, my position was, as we've ridden in that before, but she said, basically, yeah, we have. And then some guys got pretty toasted and mm-hmm. we want to try to do better at it. And some of the other teams had really kind of wanted it shortened. And I said, I, I'm okay either way. Like, if you do it, that's fine. You know, we used to be 45. Now we're yeah. 30 plus two. And I, I, the only thing that scared me a little bit was both championships. You know, I didn't want it to be something where if a guy went down on the first turn, you know, like, God, you might beg for those last five minutes to make up the difference, right? Yep, yep. Um, but – like the other thing I always say is it's the same for everybody. So if it's the same for everybody, I can deal with it. Right, right. Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> I understood it. I don't. I'm not passionate either way. If they kept it, great. If they shortened it, I understand that. Right. I think I'm with you. I see it both sides, and and we move on. Some motocross mm-hmm. legends weren't happy with it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. So um, it is what it is. Um, hey, uh, Joe Schmoda. What a story. What uh, uh, Moto wins, two overalls, second overall in the points. I mean, uh, you know, you, you signed him back up after you signed him for a tryout ride. Then he did another deal with you. So you did you see this coming? Well, we obviously I felt like we needed a, a backup guy with four guys if somebody was hurt. I really wanted to have another guy, you know, and and – we kind of did like a little tryout and I really thought for a one day deal, never riding the bike. I felt like he was the best guy mm-hmm. and I was, you know, I was happy that we did it and he's done nothing but improve. So I don't think it was, you know, I don't think anybody could say it was a bad idea. I think 
I think it was a great idea. Mm-hmm. And I think he's pr- he's proved now, like, I feel like he's, like, like one of the best guys in the class by far. What happened in Supercross? With just no Nick Way? God, it wasn't a great – he podiumed one race, and I went to interview him, and, and, and I said, you know, this has been a tough year, but – Mitch is, you know, probably happy for this podium. He said, Mitch is still not happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know. Well, he won a race last year, you know, so your expectations, yeah, yep. it goes like if, if we, we've always had a lot of guys throughout the years, like you try to get them to win that first race. And I always think that's the, the, the deal, right? Mm-hmm. If they win one, they're going to have it in their heart and they're going to want that, that feeling and all that stuff. So I feel like if they get that first one done, then they're easier to come by. And I thought this year would be better. And it started off pretty good. And there was some rough spots, you know, like Mm -hmm. along the way. And then he got hurt at Anaheim and kind of tweaked his ankle pretty bad. Um, But still, it was like there was just some teething issues. It was mostly just the whoops, you know, like we needed to be better in the whoops, truthfully. Um, And, you know, he was racing against, you know, Craig was, was, the class of the field in the whoops. So when you could look at the rest of the track, we could match his times everywhere. It was just the whoops. We need mm-hmm. to be better there, and we need to work on that for this year, and I'm sure he will. And he's, yeah. I'm sure with, with what he's done this year, he'll have more confidence, um, and I think he'll be a contender indoor and out. Yeah, I think next year he's going to be one of the guys <laughs> with a lot of race wins and maybe titles, you know, indoors and out. He's, yep. he's also come out of his shell a bit, huh? He's... Got a little more personality, a little more comfortable with uh, English, a little more comfortable with, you know, being around the team and different people. I feel like he's yeah, really getting to be his own. Yeah, and I, I like that he, you know, he's his personality is actually one that he he truthfully doesn't he doesn't take a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Like his personality is one of like, you know, like everything's cool. I got it. Like he doesn't he doesn't need that. And I think it works good for him because, you know, like he just plays it pretty low key, but he does really work hard. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think working with Nick was a, another little bit of a level of, wow, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. this is, yeah. This is even more work than what I was doing. So like, I think that maybe helped him too. Like I'm in better shape, you know, like I think he's a believer in what he does and I think he can be better because of that. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Seth Hamaker, seventh overall in the points. Uh, he missed a round, obviously, with that crash at Unadilla. But, um, yeah, kid set some fast times. Good results. Solid season. He needed it. You know, he's been hurt a little bit. Um, what would you make of Seth, Seth's outdoor season? I think Seth is still – it's crazy to say this, but I think he's still on the rebound. We lost quite a bit of time there when he got hurt in Supercross. Mm-hmm to get ready for outdoors and you know the the year previous he was coming out of epstein bar so like it was always this thing where how hard do we push you know like so every every time you push too hard we back off yeah and i think now we've made it through like we just need to get through one season and you'll build that base and i think he's got like a better base now and yeah he was fast but the end of the motos he suffered a little bit but that's that's pretty normal. Like I said, that's that's going to happen until mm-hmm. you crack that, and then you'll you'll work it out. And I think he's I think he's going to figure it out. 
Yeah. But he's a, he's a, he's a good talent. Yep. Yeah. Hey Mitch, I want to go back to Joe for just a minute. Um, you know, obviously like you said, it was a, it was a weird situation when you got him because it was right off his rookie year and he's without a ride and you don't sometimes normally catch guys like that, um, to pick up for a ride. So how like different has the dynamic been to watch him grow like from his sophomore year onward versus like when you take someone in fresh out of the amateurs or, or maybe you take someone later in, in their career, like a Jordan Smith or something like that. Well, I think it's easier. Like I think that first year for anybody, I don't care how, how talented you were at Loretta's, you know, like we talk about that now and I'm like, the problem with Loretta's is there's five good guys, right? Like, and I'm maybe there's, maybe there's four, maybe there's seven. I don't know, but let's just round it off Mm -hmm. and say there's five good talented kids. And those kids are all pretty fast and those kids all have good bikes. So they're equally matched. And then there's some of them that are, you know, there's kids that are really good starters but then when you turn pro, you race against all the kids that used to be at Loretta's, and they used to be good starters, <laughs> and they used to be pretty fast, and they're on good bikes. You know, like that, I think I looked it up one time. I think there's like, you know, all the manufacturers uh, and everything. I think there's like 16, 17, 18 guys that they're all healthy on supported bikes. So that's that means there's 18 pretty good guys. Yeah. So. You know, you gotta you gotta weed yourself through all those guys, and you know, like you you see some guy that might be an 18th place guy, but he might get a good start, and then all of a sudden you're gonna work your way by that guy, and then this guy, and to come through the pack sometimes is really difficult. So I think it's hard to grab a guy the first year and expect a lot. I always say that's a throwaway year. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You're, you're lucky if you can get the guy through all the super crosses and outdoors without having an injury, to be honest, because, yeah. you know, they're, they're just not completely ready. And I think they're shocked at the, the level of difference from amateur to pro. And some guys will say that I'm wrong, but I don't think really I am. Do you like the combines then? You're a fan of that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. Uh, I think, I think the best of the best amateurs should ride against each other more and they need to be able to do that so that you can see who is the guy and then also longer motos because then you'll see who has a little bit of a base fitness because if if it's just those little amateur races where they're, you know, 12, 14 minutes, you know, like get a good start, a lot of guys can hold on. Yep, yep. Is there something that you see in like – I guess even like your current crop of riders or, or maybe even riders that have, you know, come through your program recently that like really like kind of stands out to you is like, huh, that's, that's different than riders I had a decade ago or two decades ago though. Um, well, I like, cause me and Chad Reed talked about that. He's like, well, who's the next guy? And I'm like, I think it's harder to pick them now. Um, because in the old days, like call it the old days, I guess, you know, like I, I felt like, like you didn't really have to be that clever <laughs> to pick to pick Jeremy McGrath. Like he was right. really good at Supercross, right? Right. So you just you just had to try to get him, and you were lucky that you got him. And Swink was really good. Buell was pretty good at it. You know, like he was went in Supercrosses the first year. Um, Steve Lampson was older, 
but we thought he could be really good with with some work and and was definitely a good outdoor rider so like that was our team and then if you move up then we went to say Carmichael and like Carmichael was good like he won all the time as an amateur so like you had to you had to you had to do that um Villapoto Villapoto was the kid that was Team Green's best kid and it made the most sense like he was always right there mm-hmm. and Alessi beat him most of the time but Ryan could beat him sometimes but like those those kids and especially back then like the truth is is like Villapoto didn't have a special bike like he he had Ricky didn't either they had customer like just what what we did for the customers what we did for them and they were just good and as it escalated you know like then we you know dyno their bikes and keep working on them and making the best we can make them and all those type of things and i almost think that's bad like i don't think the amateur scene should be so wide open and yeah i've said that in the past where i feel like i feel like we're going to lose some incredible talent that parents aren't wealthy enough to give them the best. But if the bike wasn't so night and day different from what the mom and dad could afford to get, I feel like we would catch a couple of other kids that would be like, that kid's pretty damn good. Like on a, on a fantastic bike, we might be able to really see something out of him. And I, I feel like I don't want to lose those kids. Or afford to send them to a facility, you know, all that stuff, too. Like, they're all, Yeah, because, you know. Your parents might want you to go to school. Right, right. Imagine that. Right. I know. Um, Mitch, I know you were behind. Look, there's there's nothing wrong with Paula. Paula is okay. Paula is like cheese pizza. Like, I'll take it, but I'd like a better topping if I can. And mm-hmm. Glen Helen is a better track. I think we all know that. I think that bridge is gone, but maybe you can. Do you think we ever go back to Glen Helen with MX Sports for Southern California National? Well, we tried this year. I know. Yeah. We tried pretty hard. Uh, Me and Troy Lee talked to Bud, and, you know, Bud and Davey had like a problem, and it was, you know, the two personalities just couldn't work it out or whatever. And so we talked to Bud, and they said, hey, Bud, like, let me and Troy do it. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll promote the race. You know, like yeah. we get along with them good enough, and like we'll use Glen Helen and stuff like that. And we think we had Davey convinced into it. And but then Myron had two dates, and he called and like, hey, you're taking my date. But but what Myron didn't understand was me and Troy had talked about this probably like three or four years ago, like mm-hmm. trying to do something together, like because. I think Troy's totally into it for the sport and me and him have been longtime buddies and we, we would get along fine doing it and like using Bud's facility would be great. And we just thought we could make something pretty special out of it. And then finally Myron said, Nope, I got to be involved. And so we said, okay, me and Troy are out. Like you can do it with Bud. And then they had some meetings and I don't know where it went. I thought it was kind of close. Yeah. And then it just didn't happen. Uh, yeah, well, I know. Yeah, that's... I wish I wished it could happen because, you know, like I feel like everybody believes like Glen Helen is a for California is the best real natural track for a for a natural track for a national that we could go to, especially if they prep it really good and do all that, and then we could have a great event there and 
it would be really good. Yeah, let's hope. Let's let's hope. I mean, Paul is okay. It's better than Elsinore, and it's you know better than some of these places. But yeah, it would be yeah, nice. And, yeah. and Paula, like to give them credit, they're working on it constantly. Yep, they're trying to make changes, and you know, yes, it's a two lane road getting in and out. That's sometimes a, a, a stress on them, and I know they've they've done as much as they can do to try to mm-hmm. alleviate the problems, and and they're making changes. So like you know. Let's not, yeah, kill those guys for what they're doing, and the, and obviously, I think the first national of the year they had a really good turnout, so that was good. But I think two in a row there, like I think people want more. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, that leads me to my next question with you, Renthal, bringing you Mitch Payton on the show, Renthal dot com, universally regarded as the world's most trusted brand in the pro pits, and the first choice to the world's premier athletes and race teams. Um, this SMX thing, I love talking to you about industry stuff. Um, we're going to have an SMX three-race playoff-style uh, details to follow here. L.A. Coliseum, I think Austin, Texas, I think Atlanta Speedway, um, hybrid tracks. What's your – more purse money spread across the year for all the races. What's your take on uh, Feld and MX Sports uh, throwing together three extra races and having a playoff? Um. <laughs> I mean, three, uh, yeah three three more races i don't know you know like yeah obviously i don't think we're going to get any more money to go to three more races so we're going to spend more yeah money to go to three more races or whatever and i guess two because we're going to drop one national um but i guess they're going to pay some pretty big money to the 250 and the 450 class which i think is long overdue and i think they they probably could have done that already but i think they were I think they were forced into it because of the World Supercross Series, yep. and I think they want to try to hold on to our guys. And I don't blame them. Like I, I, you know, we didn't go to the World Supercross because I felt like if you look at our history, you know, like I can't keep four or five guys healthy <laughs> for a whole season, yeah. so I'm not sending them over there on the off season. Because then when I start the real season, if the guy breaks his collarbone or blows a knee out, then I'm down a guy. So, mm-hmm. like, I need to get my races done here in the United States, uh, Supercross and Outdoors, <clears throat> and give my guys some time to heal up and so that we can rest, mm-hmm. do our testing, and be prepared for what we consider the real series. Right. On that topic, can can we can we work on a, a Cameron McAdoo deal in twenty twenty three that doesn't include racing at Fox Raceway? Ah, oh, poor, poor I know it. Poor McAdoo. We joke about that, and I'm like, maybe we just take the first one off, and we're down fifty, and maybe we're better. <laughs> and we're better off. Cut your yeah. losses. Yeah, poor uh, yeah. poor McAdoo. I heard it was a good one. Uh, they got it on camera, and uh, I heard it was a good one. So. Um, well, he's, he is okay. He's a little bit beat yeah. up, but he'll, he'll be okay. And like he, the one thing Cameron always gives is 110%. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, yep. like, it's just, you know, it's one of those things. And like, bless his heart because I've said it a thousand times. I'll take, I'll take the guy that tries hard over a guy that's a quitter anytime. So like yeah. he was trying for the very last lap and that happened and that's, that's just the way it is. Uh, absolutely. I agree. Uh, do you anticipate Jet Reynolds being ready to go for 2023? I really don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wrist like is bad. Yeah. 
he's getting his wrist fixed now again, mm-hmm. and he's had some problems with the screw always backing out. Um, so he's doing another surgery on it, but unfortunately, you know, there's going to be some time off with that. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, he hasn't raced in a couple of years, like really, right? Yep. So the makeup time on that, he's going to have to get healed and then start riding. And then he needs to work on his fitness. <laughs> and, you know, like hasn't ridden a lot of supercross. So like the whoops are going to be a big thing. So like, it's going to be, it's an uphill challenge for sure. But like, you know, in the past, once again, we hired him because he was this phenomenal mini bike rider that we thought looked like he could be the next guy. And we just, we just still have to wait. We're not sure where we're at at the moment, but as time goes by, you know, we, those memories fade, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, yeah. But tough, tough we'd break. Love, to, love to give him a chance. We just, we're waiting. Yep. For sure. Uh, we got a call from you from Cody on one Cody. What's going on? What's your question for Mitch Payton here on the Pulp MX show brought to you by Renthal? Yeah, so first off, uh, something that should be mentioned, like, Steve, you asked about um, the format change, and it's pretty freaking cool that Mitch said, how will this affect the overall racing in the championship, not just how will this benefit my guys either way. So For the motos, yeah, the shortened motos, right, right. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I thought about it for, you know, like, truthfully, like, you know, I lost the championship at Paula when Porcel had, like, 20 – 728 points on canard and he crashed and blew his shoulder out and we couldn't race you know that was the first moto we couldn't race the second moto and then you feel like we just lost a championship and so as much as jet had an advantage anything can happen you know he could have snapped a motor mm-hmm. he could have you know like went down the hill caught a kicker crashed his brains out and then it goes down to the next moto, and if he's a little bit beat up, hey, we're we're all there. But especially when you looked at the 450 class, like you would hate for, and I mean, I'm being serious, you'd hate for Sexton or Tomac to go down the first turn, and then they're just mowing their way through the pack because both of them will, and not have an additional five minutes to make it happen. And, yeah, like I said, as long as it's the same for everybody, it is fair. But we just changed the rules last second. And, I, and like I said, I didn't care. But I said, I think everybody should think about it because right. it potentially could have changed something. Sure. I don't think it really did, but it could have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, well said. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, hey, so I'm, uh, I'm also in a chair. And I was wondering if you had any, like, tips for, as a fan, um, watching nationals in person. Like, I've, I've been to Washougal a couple times, and it's kind of a pain in the ass. But, um yeah, just if you if you had any advice, because I mean you've been going to all of them for forever. It's it is really you know it seems it it's really difficult, and you would have to find a national that has good viewing. You know, Colorado is great. Mm-hmm. Like if you mm. could get a pit pass and get in there and be somewhere Colorado you can see really well I can see a lot of the track um Washougal you don't see a lot of it but you can see the bottom <laughs> yeah. part you know right Paula you they disappear and they come back and they're gone um mm-hmm. 
trying to think. Red Bud. Has there been, oh, sorry. Uh, has, has there been any many efforts in that area that that you know of? I mean, I know it's not your not exactly your your uh, concern when you're at the races, but um, as far as accessibility and making it, um, yeah, making the viewing better for fans, or do you think that's something that still should be improved on a lot? Well, I think it's something they should pay attention to because, like I, I've said mm-hmm. this to, I think I've said it maybe in an interview, and I probably have said it to the promoters and stuff. You know, like I've gone to the races since. I mean, I went way before we had a team. You know, like, and mm-hmm. I never really kind of thought about it. I and mm-hmm. I said I was. I kind of felt like when I was young, I was just a selfish prick, right? Like, it mm-hmm. didn't really care. And then when I got married and had kids my wife wanted to bring our kids to Glen Helen or Paula or somewhere and to go to a national for my wife to bring, we had twins and a stroller mm-hmm. like is diabolical. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. the, the, the heat. So like we're lucky one year, our buddy Chuck had a motor home at the top. So they were up there and they had a motor home with an awning and stuff like that. So they could kind of watch for a while, but by about one o'clock they were smoked and she's like, mm-hmm. we're leaving. And then even as they got older, you know, they come in the pits and stuff and like they're there, but I got a semi and I got an awning and I got, you know, air conditioning and I got a bathroom for me and I got, Mm -hmm. you know, food and water and all that. So like to sit beside the side of the fence, it's, it's, I feel like it's different now. I think, and especially if you're in a chair, like, I don't know if you can take all day, you know, sitting Mm -hmm. by the side of the track if you then you got to haul in a pop-up so you got shade then you got to get close to a wheelchair bathroom and like what do you do with all that like how do you find the right spot so like it it becomes more difficult but that's why you know that's why nascar has prospered because you can see the whole thing and that's why supercross has prospered Mm -hmm. so i think supercross is an easy event to go and enjoy and i think yep you know as they say you know like Outdoors is more of the enthusiast sport, and wheelchair is at just another thirty percent disadvantage. It kind of sucks. <laughs> yep. Uh, thanks, Cody. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I right, appreciate it. You're I, welcome. I gotta tell you what, I uh, <clears throat> that heat and the viewing of Paula. If I'm not in the industry, you couldn't have paid me to go out there <laughs> on Saturday. Like, I, I mean, I had to be there. It's my job. But with that weather and the, and then viewing of the track, which is not good, no matter almost where you stand. Yeah. Yeah. Quick story about uh, Mitch on Saturday yeah. was that I thought was kind of cool. Is you know it's hot all day right. after the race. Um, I go over to the PC truck and we interview Joe, and you know Mitch is there and everyone's saying their goodbyes right. and like congrats and stuff on the season. And then we go off and we interview Eli and Jen mm-hmm. and da, da 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 and they're like shooing the trucks out. And then I look over like maybe an hour and a half later. Yep. And Mitch is still there. The PC truck is gone, and he's just hanging out with fans, right. having a good time. Like I, I thought it was pretty cool after like such a long, right. grueling hot day. Yeah, no, that's right. Well, that's that's because my two kids went over to uh, the motorhome area with uh, Carson Mumford. They wanted to see some kids over there, and it was it was almost six o'clock. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but you got to be back here by seven. I'm like, I'm not staying all night. And the truck is just leaving. Yeah. And it was seven o'clock and they rolled back. So then we took off right at seven, uh, but I'm like, and it, it was, it was a hot day and we got there, you know, like it, I think we we're there at six forty-five. Yeah. It was, it was gnarly. 
Uh, before we let you go, Mitch, I got some some questions for you, some rapid-fire yep. questions. Uh, I, I should have maybe given you a warning here, but just uh, quickly off the top of your head, here's some questions for you uh, in the long uh, history of your team. All right, are you ready? Yep. Most unlikely title you have ever won, Justin Hill or Jimmy Gaddis? Or am I missing one? I would say Gaddis because Gaddis was a guy that, you know, rode, but like, he, and Gaddis was a very good rider, and he got great mm-hmm. starts, but he, he always had a tendency to crash, right? Right. And that was uh, – we didn't have a team until late November or in November, and everybody was picked. And I looked, and I'm like, I'm going to hire Jimmy Gaddis. He gets a good start. <laughs> and everybody's like, are you serious? And I'm like, why not? And he won the first race and kept his act together yeah. and – won the championship an all-time quote when i worked on that story it's on pulpamex.com mitch's uh unlikely 1993 title the last guy we hired at paris Raceway was really good so we just hired mike chamberlain because <laughs> mcgrath was really good at paris <laughs> so, yeah we did and right. chamberlain like you could ask i mean jeremy or uh right. Phil lawrence they would tell you that that guy ripped he just <laughs> you're like he well just stressed stressed out it worked for the last guy let's do it again jimmy let's hire that guy <laughs> uh okay outside of ricky carmichael jeremy mcgrath and ryan villapoto besides those three who's the best rider the highest skilled rider you've had on the team the guy that made you just go like wow outside of ricky jeremy and rv i would say it would be townley and villapoto or uh, not uh, uh, Townley and Porcel. Porcel, okay. Por- yep. Porcel was like pretty phenomenal, and and Ben, Ben was a jewel. Like man, if he wouldn't have got hurt the first year, like, and he was just, he was a true professional. Like to deal with that guy was mm-hmm. phenomenal. All right. I was hoping he would say BT. Oh, I love BT. Yep. <laughs> uh, the funniest rider you've ever had. The funniest guy, either unintentionally or unintentionally, whichever way. Actually, Gaddis was pretty funny. Was he? Yeah. And Joe, Joe's pretty funny. Like, yep. And I'm trying to think of anybody between, but like, mm-hmm. Gaddis, you know, was just this quiet little kid, and they used to interview him before the start, and Bill Lawrence said, "I'm, I'm gonna do what I got to do. If I got to move some people, I'm gonna move." And I'm like, "Uh oh." <laughs> And I heard that, and then they go to Gaddis, and Allie's his mechanic, and Allie's a little bit rough, too. He's my buddy. And uh, Gaddis says, well, I'm here to chew bubble gum or kick butt, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> and, and Allie looks at me, and I looked at him, and I'm like, that is intimidating? And I'm like, oh, my God. We're going to need to toughen but, that up a little bit. right? I know. Like, and, and he would say, like, shoot shoot you know like you couldn't get him to cuss didn't you say that phil would take his shirt off and walk by your truck like i know but he was he was definitely a psych out master he tried to be and gaddis you know like he's just all right i don't know man i don't know uh rider you missed out on signing that you wish you would have got kevin windham okay i was gonna say maybe you might say ferrandis i know you made a run or gl gl would come to mind too but yeah, Wyndham. GL, you know. I tried really hard, but I got him. But Wyndham was Wyndham was a slam dunk. Like he yeah, team lived green. with me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that made me think of. Here's a. I'm going off the rails now. Here's another second. So, Wygan and I do this re-raceables pod where we look, but we watch an old race, 
and we talk about it, right? So we, yep. we did 95 Daytona with a great Tim Ferry one, and that's another story for another time. But this was the year, this was the era where if you rode east, you had to have an East Coast mailing address, right? Because that was what they, what they made, that's how they designated you East and West Coast 125 riders. So yep. Pichon is leading, and they say his, he's from Louisiana. They never mention he's French. And I told Wygan on the podcast, I guarantee you that's Wyndham's address. And Mitch just gave him Wyndham's address. Somewhere it's in Louisiana. Okay, Allie's. All right, all right, okay. It, yeah. if, it, if it was Louisiana, it's probably Allie's address, okay. I would assume. All right. You know, but the funny thing, like I said, we were supposed to, I would assume, I don't know why it would be Louisiana, but uh, Kevin should have rode for us and was already, you know, his dad says, hey, I can't be out there, so, like, you're going to have to take care of him. And yeah. me and Allie live together, and we're like, all right, so he can live here. And then Cowie says, you can't have him. You, you're just <laughs> like, no, we, we can't have him. And like he was going to go to Honda and I called Yamaha and I said, I was mad at Honda because they fired me. And I said, I don't want him to go to Honda. So I called Keith and I said, you got to hire this guy. And he's like, why are you calling me? Because <laughs> like, if you don't, Honda's going to hire him and I don't want him to go to Honda. So he hired him and, and then, but then they wanted Ali as a mechanic and then they still lived there for two years. So like we're racing against him okay. and living together, <laughs> living together. So, but Cowie just—he was a team green guy, and Cowie said, "You can't have him." Like, but we can't have him either. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, Cowie, Cowie was saying he could ride for another manufacturer over you. Like, that makes no sense. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, it was. A, it's a very long story. Okay, all right. I, I don't even want to go there. Okay, it's like that—that's the one that kills right. me because I thought, yeah, you know, Kevin was so good, and mm-hmm. and like he was my friend, you know, like right. so. Not only did I not get to hire a good rider, I didn't get to hire my buddy, like. <laughs> Well, this whole Daytona, they never mentioned Pichon's from France. They just say, the Louisiana rider. <laughs> and we're laughing. We're just like, yeah, no. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, the best-selling two-stroke pipe you've ever had. Hmm. Probably really early on, and I would say, like, it had to be probably – 85 or 86 CR250 because uh, uh, 80, 85 we did we did Honda's bikes to go to Europe mm-hmm. and everybody found out about it and then 86 Rick Johnson ran the pipe and that was the first time a factory guy yep. ran one and it was first year of the production rule and I mean those things you couldn't keep them in stock <laughs> no you couldn't they were just it was it was great <laughs> nice nice <laughs> I was thinking you would say the Chad Reed YZ250 pipe, or I was thinking, like, I remember those, one of those ni- early 90 RMs, apparently, if you just threw a pipe on one, it, like, it was massive difference, but, okay, yeah, 86. Well, now, now yeah. it would be, like, I would say, like, the best, best-selling pipe, like, I mean, all, all the time, we got YZ125 and YZ250 pipes just constantly on right. back order. Like, as soon as we build them, they're gone. As soon as we build them, they're gone. And the same, we have, like, a awesome, like, we have a great, great uh, KTM 85, 125, and 250 pipe. And those things just, just, there's so many of the bikes, you know, there's, like, that bike fits three models, the Gas Gas, Husky, and KTM, and right. they just sell out. Like, so we just build them, like, constantly. Uh, here's a Kellen question. This is a really good one too. The fastest rider you had that never won a title. 
Who's the guy that never won with you a title, and you're just like, I, I don't know how. Stroop. Stroop. Okay. Wow. That's a good pull. That yeah. is a good one. Yeah, he's. No, that guy, he was. That dude was special. Like, he had some real speed. Right, right. Yep. I would agree with that. Uh, all right. The last one for you. And you can. This is the one you can use on the air uh, for public consumption. Your best Jim Hawley story. <laughs> Your best Jim Hawley story. I'd fly the girls in God. from LA, boy. Jimmy Hawley, <laughs> like holy crap. <laughs> Jimmy Hawley's the guy that would like because I I was around you know when he was racing and yeah. then afterwards and stuff. Yep, yep. And like if you ever saw Jimmy, he'd be like, "Hey, hey man, come here. I gotta show you this." <laughs> and like. Something on his phone <laughs> would be pretty amazing. Yes. Okay. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But it wasn't. Was it wasn't a flight jump. And it wasn't a corner. Right. Right. <laughs> he uh, he told us a story um, here last time he was in studio. He got one blowjob before a main event in his career, and he, he got last in Buffalo '84. And he said he never did it again. I got a blowjob, <laughs> and I was shit in the main event. <laughs> So, I don't know. You can pass that on, Mitch, to to riders. You know. Yeah, you know, like, there's a couple of those guys like in the old days. You know, you know, and honestly, how it was, it was just that era, and like he was just on the cusp, and maybe a really good privateer, and they ran it pretty ragged. Yeah, they on both ends, right? Yeah, they really did. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny that Rodman was there this weekend, and yeah. I'm like, I <laughs> yeah. met that I, I met that guy like years ago at a after party when. When uh, Grayson Goodman hosted a party in like Dallas or something. Oh, like really? That. <laughs> <laughs> he was there. Nice. Yeah. Hey. Hey, man. What are you doing? You know, yeah, like right. big old dude. I'm like, oh, that's Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Yeah. Rodman and Stu in the booth. Who knew? Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, Mitch, thank you as always. Uh, thanks for your time. I know you're a super busy guy. Uh, I appreciate the time on the show. As as always, great interview. Uh, thank you, man. No worries. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks. Uh, that's Mitch Payton, everybody. Brought to you by Rental. Rental.com. Awesome. Stroop. Stroop. I'm just so happy you said Ben Townley. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> I love Ben Townley. Uh, uh, the, the 7 or 8 o'clock hour brought to you by Suspension Direct. Uh, founded in 2005 on the pre- premise of being a one-stop shop for hard-to-get OEM MX suspension parts. Working with WP, Showa, Walker Evans, Fox, KYB. The e-click stuff marks any mobbing. Any update on the mobbing? Uh, I did a, a, a slight bit of mobbing at the lake. Uh, oh. It wasn't a lot, but okay. you know, any opportunity I get to get a little silly How in, much in the dirt. do you move the e-clicks, or do you not? Be honest. Dude, I'm playing with my dial all the time. Oh, okay. No, right. no BS. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's helpful when I'm towing, too, because yep. I can adjust how much weight it uh, I have in the back, in the of, back the, of the, in the, the back of the truck, and yep. it adjusts my suspension for me. So, dude, I, I legit use it all the time. E-click shocks. Uh, be like Marks. Get them for your Jeep models, Ford Raptors, UTVs, and more. E-click is more than electronic shocks. It's a semi-active suspension system that constantly adapts to the road and conditions. No more getting out of a vehicle to adjust suspension for getting on a road or trail. Uh, use the code PulpMX to save at Suspension Direct. The code PulpMX to save at Suspension Direct. Uh, thank you to those guys for coming on board. Thank you as well. Ride-engineering.com. Uh, a lot of riders using Ride Engineering. The uh, Bar X guys all ride, use Ride Engineering clamps on their bikes. They're split clamps that are new from the folks at Ride Engineering. PulpFan20 is the code to save, uh, whether it's privateer, whether it's factory teams, whatever it is, uh, the uh, guys at Ride Engineering will have you covered uh, on there. So uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. You know, uh, our next guest here on the show, Kellen, he knows a thing or two about traveling, mm. a thing or two about bags, mm. like OGO, whether it's uh, 9800, 
the layover, whatever it is. Uh, let's welcome friend of the show, professional baseball player. Yes. Chris Betts. Hey, you got a bike? You got a bike? Oh, uh, uh, hypothetically, allegedly, I got a bike. What's up, fellas? How are you, man? I'm good. Long time no talk. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, you got OGO? Anybody using OGO bat bags? Does OGO make bat no bags? One- no one's using OGO bat bags, but I have a 9800 that I actually bought on my own. Oh, wow. wow. And uh, my agency, when uh, when you get drafted and signed, they send out OGO bags with their logo on it. So I got a couple OGO things. Nice. And a golf bag. Yeah. OGO Power Sports. Please check them out. Use the contact form on pulpamex.com to uh, give us, we'll get you a discount on an OGO Power Sports bag. Uh, yeah. Uh, I got a new layover bag. It's got four. It's one of those. So what's what's the etiquette here? So. Okay, so you guys have seen the we the carry-on bags with four wheels, right? Mm-hmm. And you roll them standing up. Yeah, I have one. Is that how you roll, literally through an airport? Uh, I feel depends. like you look a little goofy. I'll do that. I'll okay. roll it straight up. Yeah. If it's like a mob of people, and I don't want someone like to like run into my bag okay. as I'm dragging it behind me. Yeah. So like just to allow more space, I'll, okay. I'll hold right. it straight up. So I got the new OGO a few weeks ago, and now I've been rolling bag guy. My backpack <laughs> is slid on thing. Okay. I feel a little goofy. No, come on. No. I, yeah. There's people at the airport with way more different okay. wild setups than that. Because I've always been a puller my whole life. Two wheels pulling it. It's fine. Okay. Don't Bets, worry about it. where do you stand on this? I refuse to be called goofy by someone who wears cargo shorts. So, uh, yeah, I roll it, and I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Um, what's up, Bets? How's this? Uh, tough season. Tough I season. I mean, at, yeah, at, at this point, I'm honest to God, I just kind of feel like the baseball A-Ray out here these days. <laughs> just Jesus. grinding my ass off and getting kicked in the teeth. Um, but no, it's good. We're, we're still, we're still chugging along, um, in Frisco this week. So yeah, I mean, it's, I would say it's been good, but I've been lying. So yeah, that sucks it's been, uh, because we get this social stuff, right? Like, Hey, I haven't seen bets stats. I haven't seen bets playing or, you know, I got a couple of things that are like, I went to the game. He wasn't playing and yeah, like, so I'm just like, yeah, it's not a great year. I mean, hey, but he's the Tulsa Drillers media darling. He is. Now. Yeah. They, <laughs> oh. Tell me the Drillers are, haven't been impressed with your social they, presence. They, they have been impressed. Um, they broke out a little, I think, I think I sent you guys, they broke out a little electrical razor pit bike early in the year when Pulp Nation went crazy. Um, I think they were really shocked at first, but like I say, I, I got the biggest following of any bullpen catch in the league. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, Kellen, I mean, he plays for the Dodgers organization, and you hate the Dodgers. This gives you even more reason to hate the Dodgers. Yeah. They're not playing my guy. Right. Really. Right. It's, it's so you, disappointing. Yeah. Can we talk? Should we talk baseball? Can we talk baseball? <laughs> Briefly, come on. People are going <laughs> to hate us for it. Well, the big sweep by the Jays today, doubleheader bets, uh, pulling away two games on the Orioles for the wild card spot. I, don't, I no longer need Charlie Montoya's phone number from you. Yep. That's that's true. Yep. So I never will bother you again um, uh, for that. Uh, oh, bets! I went to the AAA game here in Vegas. The Aviators, the yep. A's, the A's AAA affiliate. And by the way, all the catchers I saw, you're better than. So I don't understand why you. <laughs> can't was, uh, who who were they playing? They the, the I went to two games. They were playing the um, Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys. Okay, so that's uh, the Astros. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing the Space Cowboys These and then team names. <laughs> I know, dude. And then the other one was uh Oh, I don't I don't even remember. I want to say the well, Diamondbacks, shit. the Diamondbacks team. 
whoever that is. I don't know many guys with Diamondbacks, but I do know that uh, Shea with the A's, I think he's in the big leagues right now. He was in AAA when you were there. He's probably the best catcher I ever played against. So No, he sucks. He's, uh, You're he's, better. No, no, Shea Langley, that's a good guy to buy some stock in if you guys are baseball uh, fantasy people. Well, I was heckling all of them. Uh, Diamondbacks, so. right? oh, Reno it. Aces? Reno Aces, that's yeah. who it was. It was Reno Aces. So. This is riveting. Okay, so yeah, seriously. Uh, there, I didn't know they did this in AAA. You can challenge the call, the strike and ball? Yeah, that's new uh, this year in AAA with the automatic ball strike system. So, um, oh, I, wait, I so know. the whole thing is automatic? Yeah, so you can challenge it because it's based off of what's called TrackMan, which is a, as far as I'm concerned, like a, it's essentially like a radar system that tracks the velocity. That's how you get your exit velocities and all that. And mm-hmm. then the AAA players get sized according to their height um, for their own strike zone. So when they walk up, if the ball crosses in the strike zone, it's marked as a strike. If it's not, it's a ball. In AAA, they're not using the automatic ball strike system to call balls and strikes, but a hitter or a pitcher in certain parks that have the proper equipment can challenge the ball or the strike call. Um, And then they go right to the track man data to see if it was a ball or a strike and then play play goes on where like, if you weren't paying attention or if you didn't notice that split second delay, I I guarantee you half the park had no idea that there was a in, uh, in Vegas they do. They, so in Vegas they had, uh, the batter s- stepped out of the box on the scoreboard. It said challenge, challenge, and it had yeah. the it had the square and it had the the, the ball. And then, you know, it, the whole process was about ten seconds. And then it just said yep, overruled right. or or upheld. <laughs> but you you know you're right. So yeah, the umps are still calling strikes and balls because I saw guys you know shake their heads and mutter right at a bad call, what they perceive yeah. as a bad call. So they're just testing this out with the system. Well, what level right now are they using the actual um, a single A maybe? Or, it, I don't even I've know. I've seen some ridiculous videos. Or of no, like, independent. Is it independent? Is it independent? Because I've seen yeah. some videos of catchers like really badly misplaying a ball, and yeah. I was like, strike three. Yeah, some like, sort of independent league, okay. right? Right, uh, Betts? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, also, too, Kellen, like as a catcher, like if I know that the umpire. Yeah, you're not going to frame. Call, yeah. Right. It's like if I have, you know. Uh, Bobby Miller or someone throwing a 100-mile-an-hour sinker, I'm not going to be risking like putting my thumb underneath that ball to keep it a strike if I know the computer's going to do it for me. It's right. kind of like a risk-reward yeah. thing at that point. So it, it does make it visually look 10 times worse because if, yeah. a, if a guy is throwing a, a, a good enough pitch that moves enough, I can make a pitch down the middle look like a ball if I catch it fast. Hey, so. but, but does that actually save catchers to a degree if uh, they don't have to catch balls like that? It's gonna it's gonna take away jobs and it's gonna it's gonna take away some jobs and it's gonna give guys jobs. So like the Austin Nolas and the Tucker Barnharts and the guys who don't really hit that well but they're elite level defensive catchers, their value is gonna go way down with, with oh. automatic balls and strikes. Do you uh, so okay, so the umps are still calling it in AAA, but they are just seeing how it goes. That's kind of what you're as saying. As far as I'm concerned, yeah. they, they, Major League Baseball picks certain series and certain weeks to try different things at, at certain levels. So okay. as far as what's going on in AAA, I'm not sure. Um, well, the, chal- in, the in, challenge couldn't have gone any smoother. Seriously, it was 10 seconds. You know, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you have guys. So the way that I've been explaining it lately is for all the old, uh, old school people who think it's bullshit, like Greg Maddox was getting six inches off the plate. Back in his day, the strike zone was so much larger. It wasn't called to rule book size. And so now you have guys throwing with as much movement as Greg Maddox did, but instead of at 88, it's at 100. Mm -hmm. So, like, 
now the strike zone being called correctly is more important than ever because a pitch that moves 20 inches horizontally, uh, if that gets called a ball and a half off the plate, it, it's quite literally unhittable. I so, showed I showed Steve some clips of that. Levon Hernandez, 97. Uh, oh, NLCS Eric game or whatever. Yeah, Eric Greg yeah. behind the pl- plate. Yep. Yeah. The Eric Craig game. Yep. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, a guy on Twitter here just tweeted us, Betts. He said, uh, maybe you can go to Modesto Nuts or the Savannah ba- Bananas. No. No. Have you? Good. I don't ever want to be in the city of Modesto and the Savannah Bananas like the Globe Trials. Have, okay. you, have you, like, <laughs> why have you not thought of, uh, like, NPB? Like, why not that? Thought of what? Uh, NPB. Japanese, oh, the Japan. Korean League? Or yeah. Japan, yeah. So, yeah. the... I would actually profile decently well over there because they really they like power hitters and power arms, but you don't ever really see American catchers go over there because of the language barrier. That's like the only position yeah, that true. doesn't really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you DH? Or yeah, no? I was gonna D- say DH. DH or no. I mean, the <laughs> the year that Lou Gehrig was dying with ALS, he had a higher batting average than I do right now. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't. What I don't really fuck? know if anyone's gonna want my services out there. I mean, the man literally had a degenerative disease that killed him, and it got named after him, and he still got a couple more hits than I did. Fuck my ass. It's been tough. It's been tough. Uh, <laughs> no, it's been a good go. So, uh, I just want to hear we... the motocross stuff. Okay, back yeah, to let, motocross Let's roll stuff. back into Okay, we're going to roll on. back into motocross. We're Calm down. by the hour. Okay, yeah, Mark, are they angry at YouTube? Yeah, and they think it's my fault. They think it's your fault. Always. 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 Marks. Everything it is fault. Marks' fault. Yeah. Somehow Weege is involved. Yeah. Um. All right, we're going to roll this thing back. So we're in a group text, me, Kellen, Betts, and JT. And I just love that. I just noticed the other day. So the title of the group text is AC. It was started out as AC 2022 Supercross Champ. Yeah. Then 2021. It, oh, 2021. Then it went to 2022. Yep. Then someone put it 2022 Motocross Champion. And I just noticed Someone went to 2023 the other day. Uh, I didn't notice that. That's yeah. funny. I don't know who did, but someone played it. <laughs> I, I think JT did that a while back. I could be mistaken. I just noticed it, but we keep rolling it over <laughs> to the next year. So, yeah. Yeah, no, this is our year. This is our year. Great. Great. Um, you With you not playing, were you able to follow the outdoors much? Did you, did you follow so it? I, I didn't because I had an issue with Mav where I – Oh, like, oh really? Ooh. Oh, okay. The first round went on, and I was so pissed that I was like, you know what? I'm going to show these idiots on Twitter that you can suffer in silence and not everyone needs to hear your bullshit. And so I just, like, was punching the air instead of going on Twitter and raging. But, yeah, I didn't. I honest to God, I just watch highlights every week. I would just go on YouTube and check it out. Um, I, it kind of bums me out that Mav was – or that the – I don't know if it was who it was, but that it was such a shit show because – it ended up being a really good season, but uh, but yeah, I kept up with it. I just didn't get to watch any live. Right. Yeah, the Mav guys. We 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 moved it over to Flow. Flow worked pretty good, I think. For me, Flow worked fine, but there were some flow issues for sure. But um, overall, it was a great season. Um, are you happy that Tomac took it, or were you a Sexton guy? I don't know. I was pretty indifferent since Adam wasn't out there. I was kind of just happy to see it. I feel like we haven't had something come down to the wire like that. Like one point in quite a while so that was pretty cool yeah um 96 96 was the close next closest one it was three i think yeah so so i don't know that was cool i think it was good for the sport i think um i felt like i saw um i saw more guys stay healthy throughout 
I could be totally mistaken again because I didn't watch them. No, live, it was but... deep. Yeah, we had guys like Dino and Mookie coming back, you know, which doesn't yeah. always happen. Right. Um, yeah, no, it was cool. And, again, it was just another long summer of, of me watching something at full blast on my phone and struggling to explain to them why I was <laughs> and what it was exactly. What, uh, what's, been the, what's been the best, like, sort of uh, road food you've been able to eat this summer? Just more Subway and Jimmy John's? Or do we? Well, so do the do- so listen to this. So the Dodgers, the, the minor leagues are, the Dodgers actually do it very well. They, uh, we have two chefs that have a fifth wheel trailer that's in a completely outfitted state of the art kitchen, and from what I've heard, the Dodgers spend millions per year on these four or five affiliates, and each team has two chefs with a, a 2500 and a fifth wheel that travels around follows us around the whole entire season wow and like when we show up like we we haven't had a catered a catered meal it's just all homemade so like um we have a guy wow. who's lactose intolerant like if we have chicken fettuccine alfredo for dinner he gets spaghetti like it's just right. all homemade food all the time so it's, it's been pretty good dude that's um, pretty I awesome i actually have no complaints there no um our breakfast spread is like blows any continental breakfast out of the water. Like it's we're spoiled for sure. Wow. Look at, look um, at that. Trying to think. I mean, I do have stories. I just got to filter through appropriate, not appropriate. You know how that goes. Um, how, yeah, no, it's been an interesting year. How's the rabbit? Oh, Jeff Gordon's great. Jeff Gordon's awesome. great. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. Good to hear. Um, <laughs> yeah. Everything's chugging along with us. Just hanging out um, in the middle of the United States. Unfortunately, Mr. Side, is going to maybe try to attend one of your games this week here in Frisco? Yeah, I'll leave him on the pass list. That's why I texted you earlier. I was, right. super, I was like, man, I feel like I feel like Jamie's out here. Um, there's a lazy river here, so right. I think without the ponytail, he, he'll be allowed in. I think with the ponytail, <laughs> it might be a sanitary issue. Right, right, um, right. He, uh, there's a lazy river at the stadium we're at, though. Are you aware he got a job at Vital MX? Are you aware? I've seen you guys ragging on him nonstop, and I've just been – What is I this, you quite, guys – Hold on now. Yeah, I, Steve. Um, I've seen Steve ragging on him nonstop. But my first thought, and what I was kind of hoping, what happened was like that Dark Side made a post where he caused like a stir of all stirs on Vital, and I was kind of hoping like I made the own story up in my my own story up in my head where like <laughs> maybe Steve just sold him off to Vital because he's like I can't have this. But yeah. I was really kind of like let down to here. It was a very normal uh, adult thing that happened yeah what do you think about rodman showing up at the last round yeah how the fuck like i thought i was the non-moto guy like how'd that happen <laughs> now mertz mertz just rented him for jet jet lawrence so he a- literally paid the appearance fee for him to go out to freaking yeah. all indian reservation and yeah yeah and to be fair about the non-moto thing i think there's some f1 guys that have dibs over that like ricardo and pierre gasly come into races and stuff yeah yeah, but at least I'm American. That's got to count for something, right? right yeah, um, I guess. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Rodman, big time. We're, we're big time. we got Dennis Rodman coming to our races. Yeah, at least we could. it would be great if we could figure out how to stream the races. Then we'd really be on <laughs> playing with fire, huh? That's, that's a fully deserved. <laughs> the, uh, fact, the fact that I can find the Cornhole National Championships from 2021 on ESPN+, Plus, but I can't fucking watch dirt bikes is criminal. I thought you weren't going to talk about this. You were going to take the high road. I would. Yeah, I am. I'm still on the high road. Oh, <laughs> uh, by the way, we, we got twenty bucks on YouTube from a Dustin Holmes, and uh, he went to school with Tyler Soderstrom, who got drafted by the A's. Any thoughts oh. on him? Uh, we actually just played uh, Tyler. He is um, he's going to be really good. 
Um, our pitching staff is very good, and I've said the whole year, you don't want to be the guy that we prepare to face. Like, you don't want to be the one guy that we say uh, – got to drill down like, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not going to beat us. And he – Good punch. He left, Tulsa, he left Tulsa pretty upset. We we had him one for 15 with, like, eight strikeouts. So. Oh, okay. But, he, but, but I will say he is very, very good. He hit some balls that All I was right. really impressed with. Well, Dustin, uh, Dustin says he went to school with him. So, thanks, Dustin. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler's a baller. He's a good dude. Thanks for the money. Uh, Skippy's on one. Skippy, you got a baseball question for Betts? Yeah, I got a couple of them. Uh, I'm a, uh, a Houstonian, so a longtime Astros fan uh, since the 80s. Nice. And uh, I'm actually named after Nolan Ryan. But uh, uh, what are your thoughts on the Astros first off, uh, especially with their 2017 scandal? But uh, beyond that, uh, I wanted to ask, do you ever like shoot the shit with other baseball players about motocross? Uh, first question, the Astros scandal, I'm in the camp of like, I think it's so far removed now that like they've, they've, they've done the time and they kind of, they wore it and they had their shame tour and everything. Um, plus I think it's also really, I think it's really good for baseball that all of those guys that were involved in the scandal have kind of picked up and continued to put up really impressive numbers, even showing that they're not cheating. I think it would have been really right. bad for baseball if all those guys would have struggled really badly. Um, after that whole thing got settled, this would have been a really bad look. Let me ask you this. Uh, uh, so I talked to a guy the other day. He said for sure that um, – what's his nuts? Altuve. Altuve was wearing a, micro, uh, 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 a buzzer. Okay, who's this guy? You, you can't – No, no, just a guy, a baseball guy I know. He's like, no, no, he's wearing a buzzer. I go, I oh, know he wasn't. Like, he, they kind of Dude, debunked that, guy, that. that. That guy had an eight hundred thousand dollar contract. Like, his, like we, he had to beg to come in to play. Like, he had to beg to well, come. No, play. he doesn't have an eight hundred thousand dollar contract anymore. He has eight million dollar contract. But, Hell no! But after his first contract played out, oh, you any, know. Anyways, I, I don't know where are we at with that. I don't think it was. I don't think he wore a buzzer. Uh, I think, yeah, I don't think so. I think that the okay. closest thing that you could argue is. I would, I could foresee someone in the stand. I mean, hell, the Blue Jays had a scandal like this that everyone forgets about Stop a while ago. It. With Stop it! There was the no re- scandal. They did. They you did. remember it? No, it was you... it was proven wrong. It was proven false. <laughs> oh, Still Stop. a scandal. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I could see something maybe more like where the hitters seen a flashing light or something like that. The buzzer thing. I don't know if I really believe. Okay, and any moto, any baseball guys you talk moto to. Um, no, not really. Um, some guys, a lot of my guys on the team obviously ask me, you know, what the hell's going on in your social media. Uh, right. and then I, I've, I've had a couple guys come up to the plate and say that it was cool that I knew AC, but I mean, there's not much time to talk. So it's usually like, Hey man, like I see your buddies with AC and I'm like, yeah, man, like have a good night. And then here comes a hundred miles an hour. In the <laughs> so, right. Those are usually pretty short lived. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've right. had some talks. Uh, usually when I'm at Supercross, uh, it, without fail, the Friday before A1, the night before A1, every single year I got about 20 baseball buddies I haven't talked to since the previous A1 that want to see how I'm doing. So Right. Um, Go figure. I got a lot of baseball buddies that want to come by and watch the races, but none usually that I cross paths with. Right. Thanks, Skippy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, y'all. Be good. Thanks. Uh, have you talked to your buddy Aaron Hicks lately? It's not, it's not going well. Uh, I haven't. I know <laughs> okay. he's. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's so bad. No, I know. He, yeah, he's going through it. Um, he is. But, yeah, New York is getting him. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty ruthless. Like he still plays an elite level center field for him, and he's hitting in a lineup that has like hundreds of home runs. So like, 
I don't feel really bad for Yankees fans at all. Yep. Um, but having gone through what Aaron went through with having Tommy John as a position player, when I tell you that the month, the year and a half that you have to take off with Tommy John, when you come back as a hitter after not seeing a live pitch for over a year, it's not. I, I'm still paying the prices for it. So right. there's a massive asterisk with that that I think a lot of people forget about. Like you can't, you can't really. Name, I know Steve. Like you might be able to name one other position player that's had Tommy John besides me and Aaron. So it's not really all that common. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel for the guy. At least he made his money. At least he's on a fifty million. Yeah, he's fine. Deal. That, that, that yeah. feels good. Yeah, that that's fine. Um, what where are we at with AC? What we had him on the show month ago or so. Uh, he took some ayahuasca. Uh, he's he's uh, he's outspoken as usual. He's got good commentary. Oh, he told you about that? Yeah. Oh hell yeah! No, What's he put that? it on. I, his, I didn't know. He put it on his social, which I thought was kind of gnarly. So then we had to ask him about it. Yeah, I love that. I I uh, we've been we've been talking a good bit. Um, he's I think he's just really enjoying like feeling healthy right now and like going in with a much clearer mind, not rushing. Yeah. Uh, not having to jump through any hoops or anything crazy like that. So, but I don't know, like I've told you a bunch privately, I don't know if on the show, but <clears throat> when Adam and I talk mostly, it's just right as aimless as it gets. Cause we both just need to get away from our, I don't know. Adam and I's careers haven't exactly gone swimmingly the last couple of years. So, uh, right. There's a lot of steam to blow off there. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, if the baseball thing doesn't work out for you, bets, you can maybe be a co-host here. I'll try you out for a few weeks, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think I could stay sober enough to do that. <laughs> I, I mean, you're on live. You're gonna love this. I was sitting at dinner, and my buddy's turned around. And my buddy says, uh, "Jaron goes, what? Why? There's three three people just talking right now, and they're not in the studio." And I turned around, and Mav TV was in on the phone <laughs> in the bar, and I I just see A Ray and Weimer just sitting there, and I'm like, "You got to be." Fun. <laughs> <laughs> it follows them around. Yeah, but what were your buddies saying? What do they mean? There's three people talking. I don't. I don't. What do you mean? What were they saying? I mean, I mean, you don't. You like, you're not Scott Van Pelt. Like, when I see Scott Van Pelt on TV, I know Sports Center's on. Like, if I had no idea who you were, uh huh, and I saw you guys on Mav TV, very obviously broadcasting from somebody's home, I would also be a little confused. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like we're a top-notch so, sports radio show that, you know. Entertains and thrills. Literally right outside the lion's den. Yeah, we're Come right on. outside the lion's den. I mean, yeah, like I, I, I uh, well, the li- I, I thought it was cool though to see to see it on TV. But then I that led to me explaining. Yeah, did you um, did you tell your buddies? I actually know that idiot. <laughs> well, so what's really crazy is I was driving up here with Jaron from Tulsa, or driving down here from Tulsa, and I told Jaron like, "Hey, um, I'm gonna have to skip out of the room to do a podcast." And I was explaining to him your show. And then as he asks, like, why am I watching these three white guys on TV? I don't even know what they're talking about. I turned around. I was like, that's the show. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, how funny is that? Um, oh, I, I had something to ask you. Do you have anything for bets? I had a, something just slipped slip my mind. All right. So 2023, the year of Adam Cincerillo. Oh, my goodness. No doubt. I'd put my house on it. Oh, 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 oh. Wow! Yeah, I'd, I'd go to Arthur, Arthur and Anderson, or Anderson we, and Anderson, whoever the whoever the hell that guy is for like nine hundred k right now. Stamp it. We have to get this stealing base thing done. Yeah, good grief! We have to get this done. Got to figure it out. I mean, I'm waiting on you. I literally text you and I said the Blue Jays are going to be thirty minutes away from me at the end of this week. Come on out. 
Yeah, I don't want to travel. I just I just don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I don't blame Maybe you. ever I, again. I wish I was right. on that program when, right now. When's your season over? When are you done? Uh, September 18th, the regular season's over, and then we start playoffs after that. All right. Are you getting in? Are you getting in many games lately? I haven't looked, honestly. I haven't looked at the app. Mm, nah, I'm not even on the roster. I don't even – right now I'm on what's called the developmental list, so oh. I just wear uh, I just wear some turfs. I don't even wear a belt or a jersey. I just wear a Dodgers pullover and a hat, and I just sit in the <laughs> bullpen with my happy ass. Because you were like playing there for a little bit. You were, all, you were on a roll. Well, yeah. Uh, well, playing, playing the, anyways, not – yes. The, the guy the guy that requested me the most to catch him mm. um, got promoted to AAA. Oh, okay. Um, and, yeah, so. But, yeah, no, it's, it's all good. It's, all right. I'm honestly enjoying it. It's not the end of the world. I'm just a little bored here and there. Right, right. Man. Tulsa Drillers. Great, great place. Tulsa's really cool. Well, maybe, maybe Mr. Side can come out and – Maybe do something for it. Can you throw out a first pitch? I mean, considering this isn't my home stadium. Oh, yeah, I guess true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's going to be tough to do. Rough Riders roll out Chris Benz. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine me walking into the Frisco Rough Riders front office and being like, hey, guys, I'm with the away team. Could my friend throw out a first pitch? <laughs> basically, that's how it would go. That's basically how it would go. Yeah. Right. Fuck, right. fuck the first pitch. I want him to do the answer. Yeah. I'll scream and yeah. shit. His name is Jamie. He used to have a ponytail. Everyone calls him Dark Side, though. You guys can call him Dark Side on the PA. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Did he did he get the bike and everything? Is that all settled? I mean, I've been totally yeah. logged off. No, he's got everything. Yeah, he's got everything. So, oh man, cut a ponytail. Old... He got a job. He you know he he quit his he quit his uh, job and then working for the bumfuck East Texas city that he was working for, and he got a job at Vital, and he cut his ponytail and he got a dirt bike. He took home a Husky three fifty to go ride this like for Vital. You know, he's at the race. He's, for real. He's beating Dennis Rodman. They're, 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 this is what I've done for this gentleman. Life comes at you fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's like, he's like full-blown in the industry now. Like he should be moving out to Temecula in like, what, six yeah. months? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah. yeah, pretty much. I, I, could see, I could see Jamie moving to Temecula and sitting at the gas station on, what's the exit right at the base? Uh, is it Temecula Canyon? Yeah. Where all the tracks are? Track yeah, Temecula Canyon. I could see him sitting there with a vital picnic table with a vital banner hanging off of it and a, and just a microphone and just like grabbing Anderson and Adam as they go to grab their waters for the day at the test track and just trying to interview them outside <laughs> the gas station. I could see him do that too. Yep. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be good content he, because they all stop there. Right. And he uh, he's really in- integrating himself with the industry. He's on Strava now. He's been bicycling. His bicycles are from the mid-70s, but still he's getting out there. <laughs> you know? You can't get the guy a fucking bike? I can't get him a bike. Yeah, you no. got a bike? You got a bike? Oh, we got a baseball question for you, Betts, on the phone. Oh, boy. So many baseball You want to take it? Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, Chris, What? Uh, welcome to the show. What's your baseball question for Chris Betts? Chris Betts, hey, uh, Gavin Stone or Bobby Miller, who's going to have the, oh, don't do that the better career? Oh, I don't even know what he's don't. talking about. He's asking me if I like Ryder D or uh, – Hayden Deegan. Oh, really? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. And they're both, and the, the tricky part is they're both like arguably my best friends on the team. But they're both in AAA now. Um, okay. They're. Ah, fucking hell. I would say, I would say that Bobby Miller has a higher ceiling and Gavin Stone has a higher floor. I think Gavin Stone, if he was with 28 of the other 30 or 28 of the other teams, he's 
pitching major league innings today, um, but strictly off of Bobby's velocity and his ability to sit at just 100 to 102 for the whole entire game, I think that makes his ceiling higher. But presently right now, I would have to say Gavin has a higher floor, but it's hard. It's, it's, if Bobby Miller turns out to be what Bobby Miller should be, he should be Walker Bueller 2.0. So, yeah, probably going to say, like, projectability-wise, it's much easier to project Bobby at the higher level. That's a good question. Caught, I haven't even thought about that. You caught both of them, right? Yeah, both of them. I caught, I caught Gavin Stone. He, uh, I thought he got hurt on the first pitch of the game, um, and the velo came in at 91. He's usually, like, 95, 97. And when I looked up and went to go walk out to the mound to see if he was all right, he was just throwing up. So oh, that's really? a good Gavin Stone story. Yeah, he was yeah. throwing up in the middle of the first pitch of the game and then proceeded to throw up spaghetti behind the mound and then sat 97 for the rest of the night. Hmm, there we go. All right. Yeah. Good so, question, Chris. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd have to take uh, Bobby in that one. There you go. Cool. Thank Thanks. you. That's Thanks, Chris. It. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm holding my Chris Betts game-used bat right here. Beautiful. Yep. Game – Game used or the Pulp Mexico? No, the game used one. The one that says, uh, don't swing, uh, don't swing. What oh, yep, that one. Don't swing and miss, you fucking idiot. <laughs> On the end of it, yeah. So the, uh, there, was, there was an at-bat this year where I came off the roster, on the roster after being off it for like four weeks, and my first at-bat of the night, I saw two sliders, which, I mean, I'm damn near allergic to them at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and after the second swing, I just I just said out loud to myself, like, what the fuck am I doing here? And the catcher the catcher and the umpire got a good laugh out of that one. And then they threw me a third one and I missed it. And Pitcher the yeah, pitcher's like this so, guy. He's... Uno dos adios. Yeah, here we go. Sliders. I mean, it's just at at this point, like the saying goes the best way to hit the, the breaking ball is to not miss the fastball. Right. And I'm missing the fastball at a rate where I gotta figure out how to hit the breaking ball. Well, Hang in there, Betts. I appreciate it, fellas. We're there for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. AC9 2023 group text is always popping off. As my dear friend Nick, have you been taking advantage of that at all, or have we we laid off a little bit? Okay. All right. Not at all. You're you're public shaming of me, even though I will say my DMs are still getting flooded with, hey, Steve's an asshole. You did nothing wrong. (laughs) I I disagree. Yeah. My dear friend Nick, I defile for Chapter 11. Uh, for all oh the meat he's gosh. given out to you. So. Oh yeah, the guy. I mean, the guy's damn near like supplied you with dinner for the last year of your life. I've got a lot of ribeyes right now in my freezer. <laughs> See, what frustrates me is like you don't even know how good the stuff you're getting actually is. Why? What do you mean I don't know? Of course I do. You you gave away a tomahawk because you had no idea what it was. I know, I know what it is. I just I can't cook it. I'm not skilled enough to cook it hey he just got a new uh, island outside with a grill on it yeah though. i got a new it's barbecue beautiful. island i tried to get fly to oh give me money to sponsor it. they didn't they didn't do it though so the rich get richer oh yeah i got a barbecue island i'm so rich <laughs> yeah. uh, what is it gold, gold plated handles it's not like i got a fucking rabbit you know the rabbit eats cilantro and romaine lettuce yeah a <laughs> lot of it dude <laughs> so all right buddy thanks for calling in good luck uh catching the bullpens <laughs> yeah i appreciate it fellas we'll talk to you guys yeah soon. we'll talk to you soon probably tomorrow on a group text so yeah yeah, yeah i'm we'll be there we'll be there thanks Betts. all right have a good night guys thank Bets. you that's chris Betts, brought to you by ogo power sports having a rough season i'm bummed i am no, i'm so yeah. bummed i um i got a few requests lately to check in with on them and i figured what better way than when you 
are in because you're a baseball guy like yeah, I am. Fantastic. I wanted to get his opinion on the for, for your Tatis guy, but I just move on. We'll just move on. He's yoked. He's yoked. Yeah, I bet he is. <laughs> uh, Callum Brower here, uh, brought to you by uh, Decal Works, of course. Uh, Pulp Mech Show. Uh, thanks to Mitch Payton, Josh Ellingson, uh, as well as um, Lewis Phillips. Lewis Phillips. Phillips. Dude. You okay, Steve? I'll be all right. Unbelievable, this guy. Uh, we got motorsport.com tweet at Pete. Uh, we got the Race Tech rant. The voicemails are still coming up as well. Thank you to motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, X Brand Goggles, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, a Cherubis, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Pro Filter, Skosh, ORW, OGO Power Sports, Guts Racing. Use the code to save with Guts, NorCal Company, making great seats for a lot of uh, teams out in the pits. Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam, uh, ribbed seat covers as well. Atlas Neck Brace, Dylan Wright winning championships with Atlas Neck Brace. Thank you to those guys. FMF Works Connection, MotorcycleNewsJobs.com. Get Data. Thanks to the folks at Get Data. Speaking of Get Data, Dan Truman, number one overall for the motocross series. Unbelievable. Experts pick. Obviously not eligible to win the motorcycle, but Dan has uh, crushed it in the outdoor season yeah. this year. So thank you to that. WUSA, uh, thanks to the guys at WUSA. They uh, uh, support the teams with a lot of wheels in the pits, and you get a Pulp MX discount if you tell them. You listen to Pulp, you can rebuild your wheels for uh, your TT bike, for your uh, motocross bike, uh, uh, vintage bike, whatever it is. They got wheels for you, they'll build them for you. Ride engineering in 10 cycles. How's the taser today? Oh, beautiful. You actually did okay. Yeah. You did fine. I tried to hang up with you, man. Well, Four-time champ out here. It's a lot of rocks. Me. It is a lot it's of rocks. It's a lot of rocks. <laughs> a lot of rocks. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah. He says to me, you never take me to go ride the rocks. And I'm like, okay, I will. <laughs> like, if you it want. It was still fun. The fact that he knows, he just has to say to ride the rocks. Yeah. Like, it's not very inviting. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, we'll go to the rocks. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. Uh, you rode a taser. Yeah. Uh, suspension direct, Manscaped, Weisco Piston, Twisted T, all on board with us. Uh, all right, Mark's... Uh, Let's do it. Let's time for this. Pulp MX Fantasy, as we talked about beginning of the show, we, uh, we, give away, uh, we give away a TTR to start the year. Then at the Supercross, we gave away a YZ450F for the winner of Supercross. Then, now, for the outdoors, we are giving away a YZ250F to SV Motorsports. Go ahead and say it. It's okay. Smelly Vag. Motorsports. <laughs> he deserves his recognition. He did great. <laughs> Smelly or she. Or she. Congratulations. No, it's a, it's a he. I, I know. I, can't, I, was oh. just, I didn't want anybody yelling at me. Uh, congratulations to Smelly Vag Motorsports <laughs> for winning the YZ250F for winning the outdoors. Uh, great great to have uh, um, Smelly Vag uh, in the list of champions, honor champions. <laughs> uh, we're, we the gave ring a, of honor. Thank you to Yamaha as well for the motorcycles. And now, as we said off the top, we have a random, if you just enter the championship league at the beginning of the year, you get two entries for a 2022 Yamaha YZ450F. And if you get a top 100 number, like I was saying, you get another entry. So three entries uh, for this bike, and we put them all into this computer program. It's called a randomizer. And uh, Marks is, has it up on the screen here. Kellen, you are eligible to win this. I so am. if it comes up with Kellen Brower, like nobody, everybody knows. We, I might backflip off the balcony over here. Right, okay. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, thanks you to the folks at Yamaha. Thank you people for playing all year long. A lot of fun, a lot of frustration. I had a good time, to be fair. You went from national number 98 to 50. In the last round. Yeah. I, I didn't have a national number last year, 52. No, yeah, 52. You were 99 going in. Which is sick because my... My race bike number is 52. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And my last national number when I was a pro gamer is 52. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. Check it out. So, uh, yeah. Uh, 
Mark's tough season for you. I passed you into the end there, but yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I gave uh, no shits at the end of the year there. <laughs> None. None. Not even a couple. Less wow. than zero. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, Marks, what's the what's the deal here? We're gonna get right, this bike so, away. Yeah, we got this up here. I got all the entries in there. Um, I'll click start. It will do some shuffling and and randomizing, as you, you say. You want and uh, then Kellen to say stop? When the button appears that says stop, the red button. Uh, yeah, if Kellen wants to say stop. Whenever you're ready. That seems unfair because I'm eligible. You should say stop. Yeah, the, oh, okay. the computer doesn't care, I promise. So Fair enough. It's, it's still so you want to do it or so you want me to do it? You do it. Uh, okay, I'll do it. All right, drum roll, please. Here we go. Stop. J Country 72. J Country. J Country 72. Congratulations! You uh, you win a 2022 Yamaha YZ450F. We will be in touch with you. Congratulations to Smelly Vag Motorsports <laughs> as well. For, now Smelly Vag the Motorsports on there to make it a like, he did. Yeah. very professional. It's official. Uh, Smelly Vag came from fourth to first. I believe so. I think so. Yeah, at the last round. Yeah. As we spoke about, Chiz's cousin went with Jerry. <laughs> Juice. Juice went with Jerry. There was yep. a lot of shuffling in that top five to ten yeah. <clears throat> throughout the season. I yeah. think uh, uh, Vin Vin Murphy had Juice too. Vin Murphy, all right, uh, not Juice. Jerry. Uh, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Jeremy Purvines was winning for the first I don't know half of the season, then yep. kind of fell out, and guys were kind of shuffling around after that. It was actually yep. you know pretty good. Yeah, we uh, will be in touch. J Country seventy two. Thank you for playing, everybody. Twenty twenty three. We'll be back. Giving away more motorcycles, giving away more weekly prizes, giving away rider jerseys, all of that. Yay. Uh, so thanks again for playing. It's super fun. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let, something I want to touch on, Kellen, for you. Alex Martin, Dean Wilson made their last national. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Alex Martin didn't get the race. Jammed his back in practice. Mm. Coming off a shoulder dislocation before Ironman. We saw him out there, though, at least. He got, a, he got to do a parade lap. <laughs> there goes my hero. Yep. Troll train. Went out. Not the way you want to. It sucks, yeah. but great career. Yep. Dean Wilson, he'll be racing Supercross next year, so it's not quite like he's retiring, but it's his final national. My interview with him on pulpamex.com is it's great. He's yep. just like, I made the right choice. I, <laughs> I have no doubt that this is it. He, you know, he's, his body's a disaster, yeah. right? Uh, I guess let's talk. I mean, got, you, you know, you haven't covered them as long as I have. I've, I've been there for the start of those guys' career and right. then the end, but you've been around them enough. Uh, classy guys. Um, um, professional to deal with for their teams, uh, professional with the media, good results, national winners. Dean's a national champion. Troll Train led the points for a little bit. Uh, two great veterans going out. Yeah, they'll be missed, really. I think uh, the paddock was a better place with them, and I hope that we'll see them still around afterwards for a little while. Um, obviously, Alex with Troll Training is probably going to have some uh, – some things to do with the athletes in the sport to a degree in the Grant future. Grant was a troll train athlete. Yeah. yeah, so I think we'll see Alex around a decent bit. But uh, Dino, you know, going to have a kid. So maybe he's going to step away for a little bit when he's all done with Supercross. Either way, both of them had obviously great motocross careers. I think, uh, you know, it's really cool that they got to end it on like kind of a positive note at least to a degree because some people crash and never get to come back yeah yeah um, some so. people just yeah that's it right yeah yep. so um cool to see and cool that dean got yep. his little swan song and stuff so there's yeah. a whole sliding door for dino where he doesn't get hurt as much as he does yeah. when he's at red bull ktm when he um you know leaves pro circuit think about it, he got to ride one or half a moto with a number one plate then it hurt his shoulders 
and it was like a string of injuries for Dean. It's not all of his fault. Uh, bike blocked up on him a couple times. He was tied to JWR too, right? Yeah, he went to I Jeff mean, Ford. Imagine if that was different too. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, there's a whole sliding door where Dino's career is different. He yep. still made a lot of money, and he's got a national championship. He's got a career that 98% of pro racers would trade for. Yep. But there's a, definitely a, a, a part of there where Dean's career could have been different. Oh, 100%. And uh, it's unfortunate that that's kind of the nature of our sport, too, that you have a lot of these guys that uh, they roll through. They're super talented. And even Dean fulfilled a lot of that potential uh, to a degree to win a title. But, um, yeah, just never yeah. found that next step on a 450 that was – Always like right in front of him. It seemed yeah. like you always felt like there was going to be that breakthrough ride eventually. Like the you know going to two two and qualifying at at the front of Daytona and yeah. stuff like that. And you're like that's that's the sign. Like yeah. we can work with speed kind of thing. And it just never really materialized. But still, like you say, many people take yeah. that career any day of the week. And I look at Troll Train and I think of a self-made dude uh, coming out of the amateurs. I think his dad had to fund his first ride, like buy a spot on the team. He didn't do anything uh, for a couple of years. He got a Geico ride just for Millville. They gave him a bike. He got like seventh or eighth, right? Yeah. Um, and he just – it was an eleven ten. He was lucky to survive that. I wrote a story about that. Yeah. Um, I just look at a guy that never quit trying, learned probably the right things to do, the wrong things to mm -hmm. do, trained. He loved training. He's always in shape. Right. Um, you know, his brother wants two, wins two national titles. He 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 really self-made himself into something. He did, and and I mean he's one Jason Anderson getting landed on and Cooper Webb tip over away from being a motocross of nations champion too. So like he he really yeah. did go from like you say kind of almost uh, uh, not the bottom of the barrel, but definitely yeah. like kind of yeah. down there. Nobody, to the, nobody would be looking at him and be like that guy's going to win nationals. And yeah, hundred percent. Like but, he ascended to a level that I like you say not many yeah. people would assume he would have gotten yeah. to. Yeah. So it's he had a incredible upwards trend and then it yeah. leveled off a little bit but um both of them i think had great careers that they should be happy about when they look back and say you know what yeah. like i went out there i did my best some things didn't work out but i yeah. still i won races i won a lot of money it works out in the end you know and both guys were great to deal with as yeah. a media like i knew them as mechanic when i was a mechanic well wait not dino no dino was after that but troll i think was racing when i was a mechanic uh dino didn't like something i wrote and approached me and like this was around the jeff ward time yeah and like said hey man i didn't like that and we talked it out mm -hmm. and nothing you know nobody held a grudge nobody yep. was mad and and it was a professional way to handle things and then dealing with them in subsequent years both of them obviously troll train i mean yeah I, you know, awesome i drove that train okay. <laughs> uh but both guys were really good to deal with yeah for I, media i loved interviewing both of them for sure and i i think i remember back uh I want to say it was 2014 at Keegum's when Troll did Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. I remember maybe it was even you that interviewed him after that whole ordeal. And I was really impressed with how well-spoken he was. Like, there's a lot of guys in yeah. the sport that sometimes, like, you know, trip over their words and stuff. But Alex was very, you know, methodical and, and well thought out about how he was going to answer questions. And I really appreciated that as someone at that time who was in journalism school yeah. and trying to, like, study the craft of interviewing somebody yeah. and what you can get out of them. Um, I, I was very impressed with Alex. And then obviously Dean, he's built a YouTube presence that's yeah. been huge. He's got a social following that's big. Like he's, I think he set himself up very well for a post 
you know, motocross life and career and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think both of them have a lot to be happy about with what they've accomplished in the sport. And obviously Dean's not done, but with Alex too, like I think that uh, they did it the right way. And that's cool to see. Speaking of Dean, he's going to ride for the Firepower Honda guys in World Supercross, uh, AMA Supercross and then World Supercross. Where are you at with the World Supercross right now? What what is your... I think just two races. I think the third one's canceled. Really? What I hear, yeah. Down to two, okay. Indonesia is not going to happen. Uh, I don't know that for sure. That's just strong rumors. Um, next year, they want to do a 12-round series or whatever. Yep. Uh, we'll see how that goes. They want to do one round in the U.S. There's certainly money there. They got Saudi money, right? Um, so there's money there. And they've got a an interesting roster of riders. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. I think to watch these guys, Josh Grant, Justin Brayton, Dean, yep. you know, and you got McElrath dropping down, Bogle dropping down to 250s. Yeah. So you got some vets riding 250s. I'm interested to watch this series. It's never, and I've said this from day one, it is not going to be the AMA series. It's never going to topple the yeah. AMA series. I know those guys want to do that. I don't think it gets there in my opinion, but it doesn't make it less interesting for me. What, what about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% there too. And and uh, I was really excited when I saw the format come out too. Yeah. Like I'm not all there with Triple Crown stuff yet and having three races and all that, but uh I'm a big proponent of Super Bowl. I, yep. I, I think that's something that we need to consider installing, at least, you know, maybe even a triple crowns having it uh, to some degree, because I think that that's a good way to get the elite talent in front of the main audience that's there to see them. Yep. yep. And that's how you, that's how Paris Supercross is open. Yeah. Forever. And, yep. and you get to see the, the best riders in the world on camera for a full lap doing incredible things that you don't always get to see in qualifying unless you're at the stadium watching each guy go yep. through. So I love the the idea of Super Bowl. Um, and I think it's going to be cool to see these different, um, like you're saying, guys dropping down to do 250s and then some guys coming back from before and mm-hmm. see kind of where they fit in. Obviously, we're going to have Eli and then Kenny for both rounds and stuff like that. So kind of where they fit up against those guys. Yeah. And it just creates another opportunity, obviously, for these guys to earn money, you know, create more competition in the sport as well yep. so it's not monopolized. And, and I think it'll grow the sport without, you know, growing its own series in a sense. Too. be interesting next year when we're in full swing of the Lucas Oil Nationals and we're, as media, yeah. we're going to try to watch World Supercross, <laughs> you know, trying to watch Nationals, right? We'll be at them and yep. trying to keep track of World Supercross and make sure that everybody gets talked about and, you know, all that. It'll yeah. be interesting. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it, I mean... We're we're in the media, so we we like seeing more racing yeah. and more drama and all that stuff. I know the riders maybe aren't like stoked on adding races to their schedule if they're going to have more, but um, yeah. it's an interesting dynamic for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be good. Um, all right, uh, Race Tech rant of the night. Racetech.com, Pulp Twenty Two is the code to save. Thanks to the guys at Race Tech. Suspension seminars and motor seminars are in Southern California, and they are filling up. Uh, suspension seminars are almost sold out. So if you want to learn the game of suspension, the and the motor seminar is more for advanced users, so please check that out. Racetech.com. This is how a lot of suspension guys in the industry got their start, taking a Paul Feed Racetech suspension seminar. And they're in Corona, California. So they're going on in the fall. Uh, please check it out, and uh, we'll, we'll do that as well. Um, so uh, please check out the Racetech.com website for more information. Use the code to save on suspension work and motor work. Uh, my Racetech rant. The moto shorting. The moto shortening. Like, Peyton said it best like just you know i hope it doesn't decide a champion but i'm whatever with it and i'm that way also like i know you know the the job of a sports radio guy is to have some strong opinion and i certainly have strong opinions at time <laughs> and i beat the you know beat the counter for opinions i'm ambivalent on the 
on the uh, moto shortening from Paula. But my, my rant is you cannot like it. You can, you know, Jeff Ward called it out. Old motocross guys called it out on social media, right? The, you know, Tim Ferry said it was fine. Like Tim Ferry's the other way about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you can have opinion. Like, I don't think they should shorten it. And I'm fine with that. But you can at least understand, to me, this is my rant. Why can't people at least understand why? Like, it's 110. It's motocross racing. There's no wind going on out there. There's nothing happening. All the teams agreed to it. Yep. No teams were putting their hand up and being like, <laughs> hey, fuck you. Fuck you. We want 30s. Like, none of them were, from, why, from what I understand and from who I talk to. So if you're a, these guys are pussies, these guys are losers, and I'm tough, and all this guy... Can you at least understand that the teams are fine with this and it is hot as balls and we did have a guy pass away, you know, 10 years ago from heat stroke and we've seen it in the past many times. I get it. Walk up hill school both ways. You're gnarly. Blah, 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 blah. I get that and I understand if you don't think it was the right thing to do. But do you have to feel so strongly? Wait, it's 2022. Of course <laughs> you have to feel so strongly. But do you have to feel so strongly to just blast out on something the teams agreed to, and it's perfectly a reasonable opinion to shorten them when we've had a death and we've seen heat strokes. That's my rant. Like, fuck, man, I get it either way. Like, I don't. I think it's fine they shortened it, and if they would have left it, it was. I wouldn't. I wouldn't come on here Monday scream to shorten it. Yeah. You know, I would be fine. Yeah. But the people that don't aren't fine with it. Can't you at least understand it enough to not blast the decision? I guess that's. How I summarize my rant. Yeah. Can you at least understand it? Rider passing away. Super fucking hot. Last race of the year. Teams agree to it. Yep. Can you not at least understand all the reasons to not blast MX Sports for the decision? That's my rant. Yeah. I mean, my my spin too. I'm with you. I, I, I don't really... I'm not like saying we needed 30s or we needed 25s. I don't really care either any other way. But there's so many people that were like... The sport just died today. <laughs> and I'm like... Uh, that probably literally was something that was said. The sport died today. No, I'm serious. Oh, okay. There was legitimately yeah, people that right. I saw were like, the sport just, you know, literally like this 50-year process of building the sport to this level and it all just died today and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and so like before uh, that's we the, even race this... That's the people whose app crashes and are saying, I'll never watch again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But before we even raced on the weekend, I was like, where's the precedent in this? Like, have we seen this before? And I went back through some of the, the AMA vault a little bit and I couldn't find much, but there is a precedent president recently the gps have shortened motos lately from heat so even when villo won his only gp at thailand mm-hmm. in 2015 second motos are shortened to 25 plus twos yeah. because they had like jordy tixier the reigning mx2 world champion like stumbling off the track like a zombie after the first motor he didn't even start the second motor yeah like and wasn't there a gp this year that was shortened or last year i'm positive there was i think so I, yes but the the thailand one yeah, to me was the right. one that stood out because it's like yeah, dude, it's freaking really hot out right now. And the last thing we want is to ruin the rest of these guys' seasons or careers based on one moto of their life. And so, like, uh, I was totally okay with shortening it. I was totally okay with leaving it. I don't really care. Yeah. But the fact that there were so many people that are like, the sport has changed forever. It's like, dude, GPs dude. were doing 
45 minutes back in the 70s, and it, they shortened it to 25 minutes when Villa won his only GP. Yeah. And I don't remember people back then saying, like, this is the, you know, the pussification of the sport. Like, nobody cared. Yeah. Dude, it's at least a reasonable reason, multiple reasons, on why they wanted to short it. And if you yeah. don't agree, cool. But you could do. do is it? Do you feel so strongly against all the answers <laughs> when the teams agreed to it? It's twenty twenty two, and it's we had a said. death. Like what the fuck, man? Like I don't get these, man. And and all these ex pros, they're all so gnarly and so <laughs> tough. I was there, man. I watched you guys pull off the track. I seen many of the greats of motocross and supercross quit races. I saw it. I saw them crash and quit. And you know they didn't ride with their bars bent or they didn't do any of this other shit. They just quit. I saw. I mean, it. I. I I could be wrong, but aren't some of like the the all time stories like uh, whatever I can't remember who, but someone in the eighties at Carlsbad did a forty five, won the moto, collapsed after the moto, didn't start the second moto. Like th- there's so many stories like that where it was balls hot and yeah. somebody didn't race the second moto. Like it just it, it's the, it's in our listen sports to, history listen. that the heat's involved and it happens. Nobody embraces the old guys like I do. I love them. I do this podcast with them. I watch old races. I'm a nerd with this stuff. I love it. The but the bot the guys today are going faster, the bikes are heavier, they're more powerful. All of that takes more work. They're more competitive today, first through 10th, than they were ten, 20 years ago. It's like just, if, we've won an it's endur- just, if we want a true endurance sport test, we have it. Go watch the Baja 1000. It's down there in the desert. Yeah. It's 110 degrees down there, and those guys are doing it no problem. We're, we're watching a closed-course circuit racing championship happen, and, and we don't want these guys to get hurt or die or whatever out there. We're trying to keep them safe. Yep. So like you're saying, I understood why they didn't do it. I don't understand why they didn't do 30s. If they did 30s, it's okay. Yeah, you tell them to go slower or pace yeah. themselves or whatever, but it doesn't have to be this, like, right. well, the sport's yeah, ruined no, forever. Yeah, that's, no, that's where I'm at. Like, you could, not under, you, you could not like it, but my race tech rant, again, at least fucking understand it yeah. and the reasons why. That's all. And, That's and, all. And there was a lot of people still on Saturday that were hitting me up or maybe just posting on the Racer X website that were like, um, why did MX Sports only make this decision? It should have gone to the teams. And it's like, it did. It, it did. It, yes. They went Mitch to the teams. Just, they it, talked it, to all the teams. Did, yeah. They tried to they like come to a resolution. And yep. it wasn't like unanimous. They would have probably changed it. But yep. the teams agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that's my race tech round of the night. Pulp 22 is the code to save with race tech. Ryan, what's up, man? What's going on? What's on your mind? Just curious. I've uh, been watching the great outdoors and all that lately, back early 2000s. And just curious why guys don't take victory laps anymore. Villapoto, 06 championship, 05. Stewart and Carmichael seemed like they took one at every damn round. Just curious that Tomek went immediately under the media tent where he shielded from fans and never took a lap. Just curious what changed between wow. those times and now. This week it was balls hot, Ryan. <laughs> like they didn't do any podium interviews or anything, right? So, well, okay, But his send-off season or anything, I mean, I don't mean to, again, compare him to Carmichael or nothing, but well, just curious what changed that that stigma that no one even considers it anymore. Uh, didn't I feel like Ferrandis did it? I feel like I saw Ferrandis do it. Brayton did a uh, victory victory lap yeah. in Supercross this year. But, yeah, Brayton did a Salt Lake City lap. You know, I don't. I think this okay. weekend. I mean, this weekend. I just think it was. Yeah. You'd have to ask Eli why he didn't want to go out there and do it. Like, I'm with you. Everything was kind of muted. You know, because it was just, dude. It was hot. People, dude, there was maybe like half the crowd there as there was at the yeah. opener. Like, there was more people than I thought. 
There would be. There, there definitely was a decent <laughs> contingent, but uh, there yeah. wasn't that many people. Yeah, I don't know, so. Ryan. I'm not exactly sure, but yeah, I think it's it's still an option, but I just hasn't happened. You know, nothing like media restricting no. them from doing that. Like no. you immediately have to come to the podium no. and no, nothing like that. No, it'd be fine. I think that yeah, actually, I think so. TV wouldn't like like that. Yeah. That'd be yeah. cool to yeah. watch them roll yeah. around and yeah, like I mean, a checkered flag or remember something. Remember, they used to carry the checkered flag and do yeah. laps too and all that. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for the call. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. 9 o'clock hour brought to you by Off-Road Warehouse, ORW, the troll train, when he was out there for a parade lap to finally say goodbye <laughs> to the hundreds of thousands of fans that were there. He had ORW in the back of his butt, butt patch. <laughs> ORW, they got places all across the West Coast. They got them in Atlanta as well. They got a, 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 a code to say, Pulp MX as well. Temecula, San Diego, Corona, Vegas, uh, Phoenix, uh, Go there for your truck and off-road accessory needs, suspension kits, tires and wheels, steps, bed accessories, and more. Get your truck to the track in style with ORW, and uh, they install everything they sell as well. You'll see that ORW butt patch on the back of Club MX's riders. Offroadwarehouse.com, Pulp MX code to save, bringing you the 9 o'clock hour. Thanks to ORW for coming on board. Appreciate that. Thank you to Maxima as well. You heard Mitch Payton talk about Maxima being one of his longest sponsors. Maxima USA, Pulp 20 is the code to say with those guys. 927, still the number one selling performance two-stroke oil in most markets around the world. The four-stroke oil is fantastic. Uh, SC1, Kellen, just spray yep. SC1 over it. You have a kid, right? I do have a child. The, how old is your child? Two. This is going to be an embarrassing question for me to ask, but is... Two years old. Are you still in diapers at two? Uh, we're almost out. We're, okay. She's, she's in pull-ups is okay. what they're called. So Point being, thank God I was right. <laughs> Other point being, if there's a poopy diaper or poopy pull-up, SC1. Well, we just SC1 the strider. Okay. So we're good. Yeah, SC1 that thing. Yeah. You'll be fine. Uh, thanks to those guys. Suspension clean as well. Uh, please check out MaximaUSA.com. Pulp 20 is the code to save. Maxima and ORW, two places that from my childhood home I could drive to in 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. Are you that close to Santee? A am I that close? I'm from Santee. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I used to live in El Cajon. Yeah. And ORW is in El Cajon. Are they? That's where my mom grew up. Nice. Pro Filter, Pulp 20 at checkout. If you haven't heard of Pro Filter, uh, maybe you should uh, check it out. Uh, they make oil filters and air filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side-by-sides, and everything in between. Sold through Power Sports dealers nationwide. Pre-oiled, ready-to-use premium air filter, oil filter for your next service. Pulp 20, the code is a profilter.com. You can just uh, um, take your old dirty filter, throw it away, put the new pre-oiled Pro Filter right Works in there. Works for me. It's fantastic. I think I need to change my Pro Filter in my Blue Crew because I believe I will be at GH on Thursday. With this week? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Getting ready for vets. I got a guy gunning for me right now. I know. Now. Mr. Side is I, training. And so what What better way? The season is over. And then my boot camp, you know, <clears throat> I got to come out to World Vets this year. I got to race. You going to do it? I think so. I'll do 25 plus. Oh, nice. What are you going to ride? You can't ride your CR. Why not? Really? What's wrong with that? Well, because it's a two-stroke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just, it won't be a lot of fun at Glen Helen. Uh, I, I'm good. Okay. Speaking of Mr. Side. Speaking of Mr. Side. <laughs> oh, shit. That's David Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. Mr. Side. Mr. Mathis. You, uh, you missed last week's show. There were some great voicemails. 
Uh, they, yeah, they were fantastic. Gotta, gotta love the fucking bottom of the barrel human beings that leave voicemails like that. <laughs> also, uh, these two guys over here, these two idiots, were in tears with A Ray saying Jamie and using quotations <laughs> for your name, which is really your name, but using quotations. Right. Yes, yes, it was great. Yeah, I heard that. I, obviously, I was driving to California, so I didn't get to watch it. But, uh, yeah, I heard it. Yeah, these guys, this, they they loved it. It's it's one of those things where, like, I think of it now, and we still giggle, like, because I just did it when I sent right. the thing over. Right. But just in that particular moment, it just hits it just right. <laughs> and we're literally just just crying and how just stupid goes, A-Ray looked by he's going Jamie. Jamie but that's yeah. actually his name like you don't use quotations for <laughs> that dark side name. would be more right. appropriate right. <laughs> right. the quotes it was great yeah. these guys these guys uh, yeah they great radio. they couldn't have enough of it um, no regrets Mr. Side yes I'll see you at GH this Thursday uh, no I'm in out New Mexico headed home. You, did you say you'll see me or you'll be there? I'll see you. I guess not. I guess you're running scared. I gotta get home and get back to work. You know? I, didn't, hey, I didn't see you Is last Thursday stroke? when I was out there. Do we have a chicken drop? No, but we will after this. Oh, okay. We have one, absolutely. I guess I didn't see you. I didn't see you this last Thursday when I was there. All my two strokes. Yeah, I uh, I do this thing called work, Jamie, <laughs> and uh, well, it's called Moto Sixty Show uh, on Thursdays. So I cannot. Yes, so what are you going to do this week? No Moto Sixty Show? No, we're done. The races oh, are come over. Come on, we, man. We, we don't keep get... it rolling. We got MXDN in two weeks. The gentleman over there is gentleman. not going to keep it rolling anymore. <laughs> like he's not even paying attention. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going through. Uh, Tweets and okay. whatnot, trying to find. All right, so all right. Well, I think I'll be at GH this Thursday. So, yeah, you better get that practice in because I'll, I'll be riding somewhere. I'll just be in Texas. So you got your bike from Vital? Yeah, I'm in the back of the truck now. I got the 350, the Husky 350, and the YZ 250. Dude, dude he's just picking bikes up. He's, he's building the shop. He's got bikes. <laughs> he's got no pony. You he's, changed he's, his life. You're meeting Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Yeah, that was. He did not want to take that picture. Oh, he didn't. I got no, no, no. He he. Uh, I said, "Hey, man, can I get a shot?" And he's like, "I guess, yeah, let's do it." Hey, he stuck his and tongue then, out though. He's good with it. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck it." I mean, when am I gonna have a chance to do that again? So I took it, and then DB came up behind me. He's like, "Hey, man, I had to get one too," and he wasn't stoked. Oh, really? DB got one too. Yeah, yeah. Daniel said he had to get it. You know, I mean, how many chances are you gonna have to meet Dennis Rodman? Yeah, I don't know. Go to Vegas. I just I feel like uh, you know there's a fucking moto going on and you're chasing D-list celebrities <laughs> for photos. D-list. Robin's a D-list celebrity. We're there. Yeah, a hundred percent. I left. I was leaving the media center, headed to the podium. The race was almost over. Going down the podium, there he was. Yeah, sure, sure, Jamie, sure, Jamie, sure. Yeah, just happened to run across Dennis Rodman in the TV compound. Sure, got got it. Standing there, he, right. he was. He was headed to Jets Pit, I guess. We just happened to pass pass him the night. You just I, happened to catch him, huh? Just caught him. What was I supposed to do? Was, him. Was supposed to do? Just, Tell the guy no. I could, he wanted a picture with me. I mean, what was I supposed to say? You just caught him. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you have a good time at uh, Paula? How hot was it? Dude, I it was hot, but it ain't, it's nothing like the East Coast with the humidity. It was fine. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it was way hotter at Paris on Wednesday for the calling intro. It was, it was like, like one thirteen. Yeah, one twelve, one thirteen out there. Was it really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That sucked. Did you watch Mr. Sidrod? I did not watch Mr. Sidrod because I wasn't there, but oh. I did talk to oh. Kiefer about it. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, it wasn't good. Yeah, it wasn't good. All right. I watched Mr. Side take some brilliant hacks at the Razor for USA <laughs> golf tournament. Not a golfer? Not a golfer. No. It's okay, though. The first time. How was it? Who was the better golfer, Gobert, you, or, or Nick? Of, of us three, Gobert by far. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, nobody was. Yeah. None of the Nick and uh, Gobert were not saying, like, they were not talking themselves up for golf. <laughs> no, they they told me they had never played either. But if Gobert's never played, he need he needs to take lessons because he was good compared to us. He was yeah like Tiger Woods. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. How did that yeah. Team X brand do for for Pulp MX? Were we well representative? How how did we do? Yeah, I mean they were ahead of us. They they did way better than us. Uh, it was yeah Richard and uh, Zach. I don't know who else. I don't. I didn't see Rich, but I saw Richard and Zach. But. They did way. Everybody did way better than us. I think uh, we were. I don't even want to say how bad we were. Did you we beat bad. anybody? Did you beat anybody? Oh no, no, no! Not even remotely. Close. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm telling you, I walk over. Uh, we're on the 18, and I walk over. Who'd you the, play with? Uh, I played with R.J. Wageman's mechanic Justin, and then Chase Sexton's childhood friend Byron. Okay. And then we got teamed up with Pilo. From okay. OGO. OGO, yeah. And uh, I was on the 18th. I walk over to Darkside. He's on like this par three uphill. And he, you could take mulligans for $20. I think he shot five mulligans or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know if he paid. That's but. a lie. I didn't take any mulligans. If I took any mulligans, it was after Gobert and uh, Nick left. Well, we were like, I don't know if he took mulligans, but he took several shots. I'll say that. <laughs> that may or may not have happened on a few. If we, were, we had enough lead on the people behind us, yeah, we took a few extra. I was getting pretty pissed off. I didn't think I would, but I did. Golf's a frustrating game. Absolutely. Whew, you ain't lying. You should have brought Debbie. Oh, Debbie would have hit it. Debbie hits the, the hybrid everywhere. <laughs> Je- Debbie, everywhere. Debbie, <laughs> Debbie just goes hybrid off the tee, hybrid in the grass, hybrid on the, on the, on the, yeah. on the uh, fairway, and putter. On the, I mean, she, there's no chipping with Debbie. No chipping, no driving, just all hybrid. Hybrid, and then she just taps the hybrid, and if she happens to be too close, it just goes right over the green. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had no I'm, idea. I'm giving BJ's. Yes, it's back. So, but it was fun. It was, I I think I'm going to buy clubs. Though I want to play now. Let's go. I have to get. I'm stoked. I gotta get better. You gotta get some bicycles. That's what we got. We're got, we gotta work yeah, on bicycles. Well, we gotta get that shop done. Number one. Yes. Hey, do there you? There was a chance for a intense uh, mountain bike. I, I didn't, or maybe especially. Yeah, I think it was intense. Uh, either way, I wasn't even close, so it didn't matter. So you gotta get your shop get done, lucky. right? That's what you're telling me. Yep. Yep. That's first first priority. How much do you need for the shop? Um, about fifteen hundred bucks. About fifteen hundred short right now. Okay. All right, let me we got the concrete board. We're, we're getting there. Should I do de- dark side a deal where I loan him fifteen hundred bucks on say like thirty five percent interest? That's <laughs> steep. I know, but this would be like yeah, a nice little like man, let's have like a Shark Tank level negotiation right here, and he'll he'll offer some percentage of his business. Yeah, get some ownership in the actual. Yeah, shop I need ownership itself. of the yeah. shop. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you want to come to Texas and get it if, once things don't work out. <laughs> I need a corner out. of that shop. 
I could, I could right. maybe extort him for some high interest rate. Why the, not? The, I mean, the first Absolutely. rule is probably extort. not saying I could extort on oh. you know, live <laughs> audio. But <laughs> nah, just cut that. Just, cut that. Just fine. Yeah, cut that out of the archive. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, if he needs fifteen hundred bucks, how desperate is he to get this shot? Because now he's got two bikes. You know, I got three bikes. I still got my 06 Honda too. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. All right. We'll sell the yeah. 06 and you got fifteen hundred. No. Easy. Well. Hopefully, uh, no. you know, I mean, I paid you for last month. I didn't get any wrap-up shows. I got nothing. And oh I still paid you. I don't you. think that's true. <laughs> we did a couple wrap-up shows. So, okay, did I pay you half price or did I pay you the no. full amount? Did I did I say that you don't have to pay me? Yes, I did. I don't recall you, that conversation, Mr. Saad. I know <laughs> you don't. Right. I know you don't. You said you don't have to pay me. Yeah, I said, you don't, you you don't have to pay me. I said, I need to pay Nick a little bit. You know, you said, nah, don't worry about it. Things happen. Don't worry about it. Nah, nah, that, that, that's no. fake news. <laughs> I hope you don't take this okay. fake news to Vital. So are you going to be back on the wrap-up show? Like, that's, where, that's what people want to yeah, do. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to do it either. I'm shooting for this Wednesday. I left a day early, so I'll be home tomorrow night. I'll listen to the show. Take my notes and try and should be able to do it Wednesday night. If not, it might be Thursday, right. but we'll get it done. All right. We'll get there when it's time. <laughs> but uh, I do have Nick lined up from Moto Limited and Derek Drake from um, Collective Experience. Okay. All right. Well, you think you'd want to get Kellen in there, but I guess not. I guess Kellen's garbage. Well, Kellen's been five hours doing it tonight. Are you uh, – so you're driving back in your truck. You just sleep in your truck then? Hell no, I get a room. What do you do with your bikes? Aren't you worried about it? They're, I got chains and locks going through them. They're good. Oh, dude. I'd roll them in the room. I, mean, I would stress out on that big time. Yep. Yeah. My buddy said the same thing, but the lock, I mean, if you're going to cut this lock, you're coming. You're going to have to come up with a chop saw. So it would be a lot of fucking noise, and it's a big-ass chain. <laughs> well, if everybody so. wants a Husky 350, just follow the 40. Out to East if Texas. If you're out in Albuquerque, New Mexico <laughs> Yeah, right if now. you're in Gallup right now, everybody, you can probably get a uh, yeah. couple of sweet bikes. There you go. There you go. Mm, but, uh, I, Kellen, your stroke's going to be just fine. What? Glen Helen, though. I'm laughing. I, I'm, I'm well aware, Dark Side. Thank you. You're just what okay. you're saying about free bikes. I've ridden Glen Helen more than a few times in my life. On my okay, hold on a second, though. Um, you're not worried. Are we worried about these bikes getting ripped off? I, I personally am. Yes. If, I would, I, if that was me. So but. I have done this exact same thing as Darkside. I've driven with a bike in the back of the Honda Ridgeline yep. overnight, and I slept in the truck. Yeah. I, I would roll it into the room. Yeah. If I'm getting like a motel bottom level right. room, yeah. roll it into the room. Right. right. Well, my backseat has two 9800s and golf clubs and... He's they're, they're, full they're industry like, now. This Dude, sounds like is. an inside job. Just, Someone's just, listening to this, and they're going to find him. Yes, he's he's that. advertising right I now. Also, like, I also like come back, and get I'll it. I'll back it up. I'll back it up against a uh, like a light pole or whatever. Yeah. So it makes it a little harder to get things out. Got a bag of money in there? Anything else? Can you, you, just you back it into the room? I'm worried yeah, for, I got a bag for of Jamie. Money. He, oh, maybe I, I'll drive it all the way through. I mean, it's only another 15 hours. Just sleep in the truck. Just lay down and sleep in the truck. Pull up at a rest stop. Yeah. Sleep in the bed. I've done it before. Oh, yeah. Tits has done it. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably warm enough out there right now. Uh, look at Jamie going to Paula. Golf tournament. Industry golf tournament. I know. Industry bike. Dude. Yeah. I'm proud of him. It's incredible. Good, good for a dark side. There's just. Hey, 
No well, way. Yeah. He, he's getting it with the, with the fucking greasy bandana and the greasy ponytail. <laughs> There's just no way, right? Can you can you not give me a little bit of credit so the fucking asshole listeners don't re- realize that? You know, I worked my ass off for five years for fucking free, basically, hmm. writing articles and... Wow. Let's go. You know, Feisty. Uh, hey, let's go, Feisty Let's go. Maybe he's going to get hey, termed the early. The motherfucker that said, oh, he gets Charlie Bogart on a show. Yeah, I did have Charlie Bogart Oh, so it goes back to the voice one. Let's, let's go. go. Dark side. Let it out. Hey, Race Tech Ramp 2.0. Last week or the week before you, Malcolm Stewart. Uh, you know, I've got Dino. Same guys you guys get. I get fucking Eli on the show. So that guy can go suck a fucking dick. Oh, my. Yeah. Uh, you remember how Jamie was employed by Vital MX? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Actually, <laughs> I think I, we need to clip right. this. Can we yeah. clip this? And when, when Jamie attacks, oh, boy. <laughs> you know, like you see that when animals attack, right? I can't, I can't yes. wait to see Rhoda's yeah. thumbnail for that. Yeah, we need too. a thumbnail when, when, when Jamie yeah. attacks. It's just that dark side meme of him. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, right. uh, hey, I will say though that guy in that voicemail, he did make a funny point though. He said, "Hey, my buddy." My buddy works at the liquor store. He's pretty nice too, and he likes Moto. He could have a you know a podcast. That was pretty funny. So I'll give her a little credit That's, on that one. The voicemails triggered Jamie. Yeah, oh, man. Right. Okay. I think people more have, than just the voicemails. People have triggered miserable him. lives. You um, yeah. Wow, Jamie. I, I feel know, like he's fueling a lot more voicemails that are going to be coming in very shortly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Fuck them. Yep. <laughs> just not the uh, way you feel though. You vi- say that, he, but you he, don't mean it. You're okay, but back to what I was saying. So you did work yeah. hard. You did work hard, and yeah. you deserve this. And I gave you a speech to change your life, and I got sure. you a ponytail cut. And you're you're just and Jilly, what a, what a sweetheart Jilly is, of course. You you're not getting these jobs with the way you looked. I mean, you're probably not wrong. I hate hearing that because I Thank you. don't like the judging the book five cover yep. thing. I don't yep. like that, but yeah. You're not wrong. I actually talked to Paul P about that because you know he was in your show on your show a few weeks ago, and he said basically agree with you. I didn't really take him serious, and I asked him about it. And he goes, "Yeah, man, you know how our industry is." So you're not wrong. I think it sucks because I yeah the work was no good work, but you I, have a point. But, but but also you're right about this. But who who still took an interest in you? Who had who let you in their heart, even the way you looked? <laughs> Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. Me. 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 Oh, not Chris Kiefer? No, not Kiefer. <laughs> okay, not Kiefer. All right, Steve Mathis, Pulpin Mix. Uh, thanks to Endo Creations for the money for YouTube. Loved your Race Tech rant and spread the love for giving me countless hours. Why are you laughing? Love Endo. It, Travis's thing, he's saying if, pretty much if Travis grows out a pony, will he get fired? Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Are you going to grow a pony? Only one way to Asking find out. Asking for a friend. Yep. So, you know, Travis saying, with a pony but, and mobbing but, makes okay. his life easier. But, but Dark Side's right. Like I looked beyond the greasy ponytail and the greasy bandana, and I took him in, you know, because he was a nice guy. What did we say today on the mountain bike ride, Kellen? What did, I just told you my whole my whole point of like industry, the way I am as a person. Yeah, it's like if you fuck me over in our industry, in the motocross industry, and you're gonna find this out, Jamie, like. There'll be people that just like fuck you over or talk shit to you, and then like they change jobs because let's say they have a different job. Let's say there's another media company and they don't like you and they talk shit on you, and then they get a new media job and they want you to be their friend because that was what they had to say back then, right? Right, right. And I don't roll like that. Like if you if you talk shit, 
on me as a person or you do something shitty to me, then I, I just write you off and I don't care that you're a different person a few years later because I don't really roll like that. So if you're cool to me, then I'm cool to you and we just move on with ourselves. Like, But in our industry, it's like, oh, hey, this guy worked for uh, uh, whatever. Uh, X, uh, I was going to say XY Goggle Company, but whatever. Uh, you know, this guy worked for Z Goggles and I worked for X Goggles and he talks shit on me because he worked for Z Goggles, but now he wants to. Now he works for this company. He wants to be my friend and advertise with me. I'm like, nah, yeah, no, beat it. Yeah, yeah. Our beat industry it. is yeah. too small for the hate that Dude. permeates through it. Yeah, honestly, uh, it, it's it's kind of gnarly sometimes. But I didn't yeah, care that yeah. Jamie the way Jamie looked. You know, he asked me some questions. He was nice to me and the like immediate, like you know, a nice person to me and be like, hey man, yeah, you know what about the, you know? And then I was like, I'll try to help you out and, and you know, yep. Uh, you did from day one. I mean, from, literally from day one, almost you were right. giving me advice when I asked for it. So, and yeah. trust me, and I'm looking at you going, "Look at this fucking guy." But like you were, <laughs> but you were nice. But you were nice to me, so you know, you know, I'm like Jesus yeah, well, Christ, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? But I'll talk to you. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I mean, that's how I was raised. Be a good person, you know. And right. I, I have not experienced the the two faced shit too much that I know of yet. Everybody's been pretty cool, but yeah, I know it's there. Well, I there anyway. can we talk about you bailing out of a metal concert? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Jericho's angry with you. He told me on Saturday that you were going with him, and he was really excited and looking forward to it. Who's the band? I was, too. It was, a, it was, a multi, it was Lita Ford, and I've never heard of the other bands. Yeah, know. it was Lita Ford, John Five, which is Rob Zombie's guitar player, the Iron Maiden, the female Iron Maiden cover band that's really good, and a bunch of other bands. Uh, enough is enough was on the bill oh yeah who could forget them right <laughs> but the point is but, uh, is you ditched your yeah. friend yeah you ditched your friend yeah i wanted to go but it's not the same you know when you get done at the races when you work for moto expot show you can be like eh, i'm gonna post my shit tomorrow when you work for vital no you need to post your shit tonight and once i got everything done it was nine o'clock and it was a two-hour drive into la it just wasn't gonna happen look at jamie yeah welcome to this industry there are no days off yeah yeah exactly exactly so it just didn't work out. I wanted to. I felt bad. I knew I was, he told me he was going to blow me out. And I was oh, like, he did. Might as well just go and do it. Yeah, yeah. During the day, he said, "If you don't fucking come, I'm not going to. You're going to. You're going to feel my wrath on social." And I just texted, "You might as well start now." <laughs> Jericho, not going to make it. Yeah, not happy with you. So, yeah, yeah, I know. I wasn't happy with me either, but it just it is what it is. Yep. I had to get my work done. All right. What? Uh, anything so. else? Uh, anything else from Paula happen that you? I met Stu for the first time. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I um, told him to stop bothering the TV talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Again, couldn't I couldn't pass that one up either. I mean, I've never even seen James in real life before, hardly. So I took the, I took the opportunity. He was cool. What'd you say? I introduced myself, and I just said, hey, man, can I get two or three questions real quick? I'll make them quick. And he goes, yeah, let's do it. And he... Okay. Give me about five minutes. All right. So, did you yeah, say you're? No, you're you, did you say I'm Jamie from Vital or Dark Side from Vital? I'm pretty sure I said Jamie. I've pretty much been going with that now. Jamie from uh, Motor Expo Show Vital, and I told him I threw your name in there too. I was like, yeah, and I do a show for Steve, and he's like, oh, he, he perked up when I talked about podcasts. So, yeah, you know, dropping my name. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. Once I told him I did something for you, that was all it took. Well, any, yeah. any other questions for Mr. Side? 
<clears throat> I'm fresh out. Hey, where are you staying tonight, Darkside? Let the people know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I'm just going to drive straight through. If I, if I drive all night, if I drive all night, I can make best hey, game in, in Frisco. Send me a photo of your this lock. I need to see this lock. Yeah, uh, I, we need to review. Yeah. All right, well, I'm not going to do it right now because I'm driving. Yes. I'm not stopping for a few hours. Right. Are you eating Jack in the Box on the way? No, I stopped and actually ate at a restaurant. Wow, okay. breakfast 24 yeah. hours. Disappointed. I, and I wouldn't do Jack in the Box. Maybe if it was the only thing left open, but. Thank you. Yeah, Kellen loves Jack in the Box, so. I know he does. Do you. Right. Their breakfast is good, but their, their other stuff's not. Are you getting on a Strava this week? Bicycle rides? Yeah, hopefully, well, Thursday morning, I guess. Well, he's I got I to step it up after Kiefer worked me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt like yeah. Kiefer probably could have done worse for you on social, but he kept it to a minimum. Uh, it was pretty bad. It wasn't as bad as the last time, but right. I realized that what I do at home is not enough. Well, you don't have any hills either. So I, not I, really, I, I no. look at your stats. You're not climbing. <laughs> so No, no. Very very little hills, and almost my all my stuff is either hard dirt or concrete. Right. Riding in the high des of um, hills is, yeah, not cool. Kel- Kellen went on the taser today. Out in the rock, out in the rock, Corey. Yeah, that's fun. The taser makes it a lot easier. I, I took Jamie out. Yeah, same same loop that we did. Yeah, that exact same one. It's close to it. Yeah, real close. Did he rack his nuts too? He didn't rack his nuts, <laughs> but I know. No, no. But he said he no, said no, no. He said the same thing that a lot of people say. Um, wow, you sure get a you get a workout on an e bike? You know, like like not like not realizing. Yeah. yeah so no, it's still yep. it's still a workout. All right, yeah, Jamie. It was, it was, okay. All right. See you guys. Uh, drive safe. And, uh, yeah, please just sleep in the truck, man. All right. I'll do it. All right. See you. Later. See ya. Later. Bye. That's uh, that's Jamie Guida, everybody, a.k.a. Vital. Jamie, a.k.a. Mr. Side, a.k.a. Jamie. Dark Side, or, as A-Ray said, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right. I also want to uh, – uh, Arthur Draper, have you ever been in a, a motorcycle car accident? Did some idiot take you out? Man. Yeah, I was in a car crash like a decade ago. Were you? Yeah. You should have called attorney Arthur Draper. He's a friend of the show. He's a slow moto guy turned attorney. He'll take the time to know the clients. He'll take the time to talk to you personally. Consultations are free. You just need to call. ArthurDraper.com. Help is only a phone call away. <laughs> he only gets paid, Kellen, if you get paid. ArthurDraper.com. It feels like forever ago because I woke up so early, but when I was driving my buddy to the airport this morning, there was a car that, you know how those like little center divides kind of go up like this? Yeah. He literally rode up it and back down. Oh, wow. Like front tire clipped it or something. Yeah. 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 Super early in the morning. Wild ride. Yeah. 702-586-PULP. You got a question on your mind? Uh, Happy Labor Day, everybody. Uh, Thanks for listening or watching. Appreciate that. Always fun to do. Uh, Voicemails. We have some voicemails. No dark side voicemails this (laughs) week. I meant to tell him that. Yeah. So he's... He, he, we got we got a little rant there for Dark Do we need to I know he play got them mad. then if there's no talking about Jamie in there? Look at look at this guy. He's trying to get out of here. Yeah, I know, I know. We're still 17 minutes yeah, from the bottom. I'm just saying if they're not talking about Jamie, are they worth listening they to? They are. Let's, let's, let's check them out. Here we okay. go. All right. Voicemails. I see the whoever's in the studio. Uh, what's the best duo of brothers? I mean, we, we have to assume these is... D A Martin J Martin, so just because A Martin's on the on the squad, but just wondering, think the Lawrence brothers probably. I don't know. Stewart brothers. Yeah, Stewart brothers. Uh, obviously, James is an all-time. Malcolm just got third. 
in the 450 series. <clears throat> and um, he has a 250 Supercross title, which the Martin Brothers title. don't have. Martin Brothers don't have any of that. Martins has two outdoor titles. Like, yes, Lawrence can the Brothers, Lawrence Brothers get there? Yeah. Sure, but right now Lawrence, I would put Stu's. Lawrence has two outdoor titles, too, like Martin Brothers. And, uh, just and, and Hunter is a better career than Alex, so... Just as a call-out so I don't get yelled at on our Tuesday conference call tomorrow, the Jones brothers were also very good, too. Gary and Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. Different era. Bolin brothers were good, but yep. not on... I would put the Lawrence brothers ahead of the Martin brothers, but the Stewart brothers ahead of the Lawrence brothers. Correct. Until Jet, like, graduates to 450s, and yeah. if he does a bunch yeah. of good stuff, yeah. and then right. Hunter gets there and yeah. does stuff, too, then, yeah. And but. Volan Brothers probably behind the Martin Brothers. Um, and the Jones Brothers, different era. But, yeah, Dwayne and Gary were great. Um, all right. Steve, uh, just wanted to say I'm listening to the preview show for Paula, and I think we need to have JB, or you need to have JB on more often for shows like this. Very nice. Probably one of the best preview sh- uh, shows that I've heard. Or maybe get a different rider each week. Could be a retired rider. It's a good flow. Or just keep JB. You and JB got a good flow. He doesn't talk too much, just talks enough. You don't bullshit. I like it. Yeah, we had Justin Brayton on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show on Thursday. He was great. I don't. Did you listen? I didn't, but yeah, I was he, trying to he, pick out which JB he meant because yeah. it was a yeah, 50 of them. There is. Uh, yeah, Brayton was great. He was uh, broke down the series, you know, and yeah, he was really good. So I think he yeah. uh, low-key would be a good TV analyst if they oh, ever tried to do 100%. it. Oh, yeah, 100%. The Race Day Live stuff that he did was yeah. really good. Who had the better career, Brayton or Dino? Dino. Look, yes, Brayton won some overseas stuff. Brayton won Daytona. Brayton won Daytona. You can't take a 250 national title away from somebody, though. You can't. Like, that That – is but on a different level. Brayton's 450 Supercross career was better than Dean's by far. Sure, but I still think the 250 national title okay. tops that. Okay, fair enough. I would think it's closer, but... I think it is probably closer than I made it sound, yeah. but yeah, okay. I would put Dean above right. Brayton. Right. Hey, Steve. Yeah, just weighing in on Brian Deegan a little bit. Much to your point with this YouTube stuff, uh, he wouldn't have to worry about being defamed if he wasn't posting videos and doing all this stuff and putting his child in the spotlight. So, like, you're just kind of reaping what you sow at this point. If you're worried about being defamed, maybe don't post all these videos of your children on YouTube. Like, like I get I get his side just like you do. But once again, now we're getting into the point to where it's like, okay, well, I'm worried about being defamed. Why? Like, all these other kids that don't have YouTube channels wouldn't have been worried about being defamed because it would just be a Another another amateur motocross story. Oh, this so and so was cheating, and it wouldn't be and it wouldn't be anything. But now this is turning into this huge thing because the Deegans have such a name recognition because of these freaking YouTube channels and because he's the general from Metal Militia. Like he's reaping what he's so sowing, and he's being a child about it. Just like when he threw his helmet at High Point, and just like now with this bike claiming stuff, going to the kid about defaming his family. Like, come on, man. Stop being a child. I've never liked Brian Deegan because of this. Clearly. God. <laughs> yeah. he, his point, though, is in the future, this YouTube thing for the Deegans is huge. It makes yeah. a lot of money, right? As they go forward and Hayden becomes under the control of the team, they're still trying to do the YouTube thing. Yep. Teams are going to be like, hey, can you not show that? 
Yep. Can you not show uh, the practice battle between Hayden and Justin Cooper today yeah. or whatever? Hey, we had a fork on that we were trying. Don't show that. That'll be interesting moving yeah, forward, how that works, because they need footage and they need content. The teams are like, we don't care about your footage and your content. But his, so they got to work together. Yeah, his, uh, his point about defamation, you could – you could be a nobody and file a defamation lawsuit. Like you don't need to right. have a million followers to do no, that. No, but it does hurt your YouTube thing. I mean, that, Brian <laughs> yeah. told me. Brian said, "We're not cheating," which I believe they were not. <clears throat> we're not cheating. He told me. But what if this kid pulled the bike down and made a video that said we were cheating? Sure, which I, is a point. But on the other hand, it's not a point. But I'm saying his point that he was driving home was like, "Don't post the YouTube videos or whatever." No. You, you, I, I was a nobody. I, I probably said I'm a nobody. I could file a defamation lawsuit if somebody says something that isn't true about me that then blackballs me from future opportunities. Right. That's what defamation is. Like mm-hmm. You can't falsely accuse somebody of something they didn't do. Yes, but I would wonder what the courts would ever say about a YouTube case where a bike. Yeah, that, like I said, a bike that doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm just yeah, saying yeah, like yeah, this yeah. guy right. saying. Yeah, it doesn't apply. Those, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. apply. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the YouTube thing's interesting going forward for the Deegans and Hayden and all that. But. Yep. You know, we'll see. Yeah, fuck that guy complaining about T-shirt prices. I, you ever been to a concert, buddy? Like, yeah. <laughs> I paid eighty dollars for a Twenty-One Pilots hoodie this weekend. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. Like, yeah, forty-two dollars is absurdly reasonable. Thanks. Fuck that guy. And that includes shipping. That was including <laughs> shipping USPS. <laughs> and I was still getting yelled at. These are the race tech rants right here. These people are fired. Yeah, up. I think we got another one. Uh, Pulp Nation. Um, so I have a theory um, about Ryan Dungey and James Stewart. See if um, you follow along here, see if you feel the same. Um, so I've been listening to James the past two races, I believe. Um, he's been in the announcer's tower with Weege, and I swear he's announced R&D Coffee. He refers to Dungey as Mr. Coffee or R&D Coffee. And I've counted. He's um, referred to R&D Coffee over 70 times, I believe. And uh, you can much? go back and count those yourself if you don't 70? believe me. But 100%, he's getting some money under the table. Um, Ryan Dungey is a genius. So uh, tell me what you think. Thanks, uh, guys. Uh, I do not agree. He is not getting money from Ryan Dungeon. I think James like has like a couple things that he knows about Dungeon and is taking yeah. those and running right. with it. I Which is fine I, and yeah. whatever, but yes. Yep. Right. for press. Later. Race tech rant. Race tech rant. What the fuck is this battle box? It's more blank screen than it is anything else. And you've got a battle for a championship going down the wire and you're fucking filming seventh place on the battle box. Fuck it off. I think they could do the Thor Battle Box they could much better. Make by, it a little better, yeah. Like, you take the uh, scoring pylon and put it in the middle of the screen and then have two basically opposite, um, it would be 1920 by 1080, so it would be 1080 by 1920 screens of showing the two battles, and then you have full screen, but on either side of the split screen is the two battles. Just saying. You still have the Thor logo on the bottom yeah, and a little box. It's a really poorly done implementation of a split yeah, yeah, screen. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. But I, he lost That's me. What he's he, 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 he lost me. Nah, just, 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 say, with, Mark, just they, say they two boxes, okay? Just say two boxes. It's, it's don't, bad, dude. You don't, don't got to be all that way. I get yeah, what these do. people are saying, though, because unless you have <laughs> your entire wall covered with a screen, they're they're yeah. basically turning it like a big screen into this. Yeah, yeah. No, I get so. it. Yeah. Hey, hey. Right. Do you have thoughts on the battle box? 
I've sent multiple screenshots oh. when I see how poorly <laughs> it's done. There was one time they even had the battle box where it was only it was uh, sorry, not battle box. It was the picture in picture of, of two different commercials at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty impressive. Pan- and that's a Pancake giveaway and Mark, bike. Pancake and Mark's just going back it's and forth. It's brutal, on the dude. <laughs> like, putting the battle box as a picture-in-picture picture while you're showing a commercial, so it's like you're watching freaking ants run around an anthill. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, so the thing is, it's is like, IndyCar, NASCAR, the, all those guys do, um, camera was called, but they do it where yeah. the coverage is still playing on, like, this tiny little screen, and then a, a whole commercial is playing. There's no dead area, though, right? Like, the whole thing no, is going, no. and then they have, yeah. like, a little portion There is an actual, it. like, commercial screen, and then there's, like, a running order screen, and then the live feed right. screen during that. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Steve, I got two questions, comments. Um, the shortening of the motos at Paula, I'm all for it because I don't know if you remember, I think it was, like, 10 years ago. They shortened the motos, or no, they didn't shorten the motos, sorry, but Josh Lichtel passed away from heat stroke. And, uh, com- sorry about the dog barking. Comment number two, I uh, heard some comments about AC getting the ayahuasca or whatever that is. I was wondering if you could interview him and talk to him about that. It's pretty interesting. I'm sure it's because of, you know, his mental state, you know, being hurt so much and all that, but wondering if you can interview him for that. Thank you. Love the show. Yeah, we had him on, so I don't know why you call and leave a voicemail and then like you just we just really show five oh eight if yeah. you want to hear about five oh eight ayahuasca. Get from into AC. it. Although AC really didn't want to get into it. No, but I mean Yeah, but we did ask him. You tried. Yeah, right, I did try. Uh motorsport.com tweet at Pete segment. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Motorsport.com. It's the tweets at Tits QA segment where your quieted questions find answers. You like that? Marks, you were laughing pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, right. Just because I can't wait to make GIFs and, and sound drops out of all these <laughs> things that you're doing, it's going to be a great time. Put them on the app. I uh, I will do that. I'll put them on the app. Okay, thank you. Yes, the app's out on Friday, buddy, everybody. When you were, <laughs> you were having, uh, uh, I think it was a rant about Darkseid saying, getting caught. Yeah. And you were like, I yeah. have a screenshot of you doing that, and it's beautiful. Yeah, there was also one, uh, someone, I was doing this, <laughs> and someone put, yeah. I don't know what I was doing it for. <laughs> That was caught. I think that was caught. Getting caught? I think that was where I was like, yeah, <laughs> right, caught. And, and uh, Jamie's like, this weekend, he's like, well, I didn't, I didn't read the manual. I didn't read the, 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 the thing. And I'm like, you're just supposed to know, man. You're just supposed to know. He's like, well, where's this unwritten rule or is this a rule book? I'm like, no, man, you just, you know, you don't make yourself in the picture. Like, you know, like you just don't be like caught me in the act of working. Caught. Yeah. Anyways, motorsport.com. Go through the banner on pulpamex.com, pulpamexshow.com. Great guys. Free shipping over 79 bucks. Driven to Ride video series coming out, and there's a very special one coming out soon from the spokes, folks at motorsport.com as well. And, uh, yeah, great guys. Uh, OEM and aftermarket parts. Great prices. If you shop anywhere else online than motorsport.com for your parts and accessories, you're an idiot. Please. Wow. Try motorsport.com. Brutal. You'll be happy. I, pro- I promise you. You'll be, you'll be fine. Quiet down. All right, let's uh, let's get into these questions submitted at Pulp MX Show, and uh, Pete over there reads the best ones. Right, first one is from MotoFam86. Uh, can we talk straight rhythm? Uh, the program was loose and fun at Pomona. Will it be more tight and controlled, being it's on the beach this time? Nah, man. No. Nah. nah, Red Bull is loose. Uh, Hammer's coming on the show on the nineteenth to talk about straight rhythm. Two strokes again. It's down in Huntington, Huntington or Newport. Huntington. Huntington. Uh, should be great. Looking forward to it. Should be fun. 
If it was in noops, it'd be loose with yeah, a capital L. Right. From lacrosse defense coach, uh, will there be fireworks with Phil and Jamar at the first Club MX Supercross scrimmage? I hope so. <laughs> love it. They're so tight right now, and they hate each other's guts for a few years there. I love it. I just wonder if it's a, I wonder if anything's going to be triggered, and uh, and they're going to get triggered. <laughs> Okay, from Corey Mosier. Really fast, these questions. Uh, well, you're answering them quickly, but that's fine. We can rifle right on through this. Like, okay. I'll skip some, whatever you. you want. Uh, will Popomex be fielding a writer for the straight rhythm this year? No, I had an idea, and I pitched it to Hammer, but I think he can't do it, or he wasn't interested in it. He blamed ESPN for not doing it. But I pitched him on a thing where I just I get to pick two riders, not in the event, my two guys, Cade and A-Ray, somebody like, you know, people like that. The Pulp and Mech Showdown. The Pulp and Mech Showdown, best of three, you know, three, like, real short. And, uh, and then we just get them on the show, and they're talking shit, and we cover their practice sessions, and maybe we get some bikes from Yamaha, you know. You know, you're really thing. quickly becoming a race promoter without realizing why. Yeah, yeah the Pulp and LCQ challenge, and now you're trying to do Pulp and Mech Showdown at straight rhythm. Yeah. Maybe we should just have a round at the uh, World Vets. Pulp, I just want carnage. The Pulp MX class. Yeah, I just want carnage. So, so have Rhino and Brownie race Rhino. each other at the World Vets. Yeah, we could do that. I couldn't deal with Rhino. I don't want to talk to him. From KC696, with California Track shutting down and everything there getting more expensive, why does the industry still stay there? Yeah, I mean, years ago, I mean, Yamaha's basically out in Georgia now. They're, they're out there, everything, except for race team. Um... Honda was going to move. Honda moved their bikes to Georgia, like all their factory bikes and stuff were going out there for a museum. Yeah. Uh, I could see them getting out of there, you know? I, I agree. Uh, how much does, uh, you know, the close proximity to Japan still play, though? I don't think much. Not much? No, I think just the industry started there, right? Because they could just ship there, through right? the Panama Canal yeah, and get and to I, the other side. And I think just it just started in Southern California because that's where the wave of motorcycles riding yeah. started, right? Uh, and there was so many, so much open land. I mean, then. look, I'm California born and raised, yeah. and... I don't really have that much of a problem with California, but I get totally why people want to leave. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I I'm not like it's. There's a political end of things about California, yeah. you know, that people want to talk about. I don't give a shit about that, but there's yeah, there's just too many people. Yeah, and there's it's not the same that it was like you said when they established all of those no, factories there and no. the Moto Mecca and stuff like that. Like no. the, it, there's still hey, a decent scene, but it's nowhere near what it dude, was. Dude, did I read though? And I, this might have been put out by california so maybe it wasn't true but california is like the 10th biggest economy in the world yeah if we succeeded like, and we're our yes, own country yes, yeah something like, like that 10th biggest right economy. yeah in the world yeah that's insane yep yeah right from tom neal is for you kellen <laughs> <laughs> who wins in a motocross trivia contest you or lewis phillips it is for me yeah, the question's for what, you. What, 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 am I, what am I, fucking chopped liver? Tom Neal only wants to know about Kellen or well, Lewis. I mean, it totally, depends. Fuck himself. it totally depends on what, because I know Lewis Music? has me in GP stuff. Music trivia? Oh, I have him covered. <laughs> but if it's, if it's, I think if it's U.S. moto trivia, I think I have Lewis covered still. But GPs, he has me. He, he yeah. brings some stuff up in his podcast, and I'm like, dude, how does he remember that? Fifth largest behind Germany ahead of India. California. California, yeah. Mark, Mark's just Googled. <laughs> Fifth largest. We're, we're golden. The and golden again, state. like, why is California have so many people? Because it's fucking awesome to live in. Like, yeah. that's why people go there. I mean, look, like, uh, so I, 
my wife and I have talked a couple times about places yeah. we could move to, but the weather there, it's too. It's just good. You Vegas, know? come to Vegas. Nah, it's too hot. Nine, I like living nine here. Nine months of the year, Vegas is amazing. I like living it's here. The you guys three like months it, right? Of the summer. So, oh, yeah. like, I mean, born and raised. Yeah. Yeah, like, you guys are both born. And, well, yeah. no, Mark's not you. Yeah, yeah. No, no you're not born and raised. Here. Yeah, I was just born and raised here. No, no. My wife oh, okay. did a. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Swore you're not. Yeah, really? Well, uh, technically, I was born in Reno, but I only lived there ah, for three days. See? Oh, yeah. Three days. Fuck you. I knew that. Yeah, three that's days. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> not born and raised. Get out of here. Okay. So I like it here. I'm a transplant. I mean, I'm, yes. I'm a transplant. I'm not saying it's bad. It's for different yeah. people. But my right. wife did a four-month rotation for work in Arizona. Never again. Too hot. Too hot. This is cooler than Arizona, but not much. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's cooler than Arizona, but not so. Yeah, not by much. Uh, you're right, Mark. Uh, uh, three, three months. Yeah. Three months of the year yeah. through the summer is miserable. But other than that, I yeah. mean. Well, we were there. Uh, I was only there January th- to February. But she was there January through April, and she still didn't like it. So, Wow. Wow. Yeah. If that's too hot in January to can April. We, then, can we yeah. also maybe on a later show deal into Marx's lies? Yeah, I wish he wasn't a liar. Right. He's trying to claim things he's not. You bend the truth a little. All right. yeah. he's, he's banking on no one fact-checking uh, him as well. It, it it's is. a great place. The weather is great. I mean, seriously, San Diego weather can't Man, be beat. Man, what a tough place for me to grow up, right, yeah, San Diego? I know. Can't be beat. It's no. amazing. I lived there for three years. I know San it. It's, it's great. Uh, all right. Uh, from Jason Valento, amazing outdoor season for Shimoda. Can he carry that momentum into Supercross and be the contender we thought he would be last year? I think, yes. I think he does. I think he does. You know, I remember yeah. a certain person, they sat in this chair, might have been in the old studio, that said Joe Shimoda might win a Supercross title by 23 or 24, really? and I was uh, laughed at for huh. that. Mm. Okay. Do you want to pull that audio or? We can, sure. We can play it yeah. if you want to. I could pull up the tweet that I did that JT ridiculed me for. Really? Mm. Okay. Oh. Okay. Uh, from okay, Doug. Goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the start of the season, you were concerned with Dungey's return. I was. Now that it has come to an end, what's the final review on his return? Yeah, successful. Good brilliant. job. We talked about it earlier. Uh, I would. I, I'm not going brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant is standing on the box a few times and all that. He was almost He there. was pretty close. Okay, but not. If it wasn't for so, Carlos screwing up, he would have done it. <laughs> he was going to get it at Shugs. He went from... If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. Okay. <laughs> he went from 25th to 4th in the second moto and was easily in second place in the first moto. Would have at worst gotten 30, would have been on the box. If my aunt had balls, it would have been my so, uncle. I don't think you're allowed don't to don't say do, things like that anymore. We don't do enough GL drops. <laughs> no, we don't. We, we, I'm looking through them as I transfer <laughs> stuff to this computer. I'm like, oh, there's some good there's ones some good. here. Yeah. The reason why I say it, it's brilliant. Well, we, we need to do the – sorry, but the – I was concerned with one thing mm-hmm. or two things, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the one. What? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I was waiting for him to play it. I don't know oh. what we're talking about. Oh. GL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was – yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know where it is. I was worried. I was. Uh, how does it I feel was to doing, be I was worried about. You just can't find it. I was worried huh? about two things. Oh, can't find it. Mm. Okay. Winning oh, races sorry. and. Right. My point is, uh, is that uh, when Dungey came back, yep. there, there was, of course, all the look at all these other retired athletes that came back in the sports and were not good. Dungey was good. Okay, he got sixth overall. It was a good comeback. Just you can't use the word brilliant. Sixth Compar- overall. Compared to other sports greats that came back after five years off, I would say brilliant. Go ahead. 
I had two things on my mind, winning races and smashing pussy. I mean, that's a good one. That's a good draw. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry, my stuff's all over the place right now. Mm. From Fuzz Sanders, have you heard anything about the TV package for the World Supercross? I haven't. Uh, they're going to stream it. They're going to have a streamer. Ralph and Jeff are the guys in the booth. Did you see the Joseph uh, Allen? They yeah, added, Joseph yeah, Allen. Yeah, they added Joseph Allen. I think Kristen Beat's going to be doing it. Yep. Um, yeah, they're going to have something. So stay tuned. From the voice of the drunken people for you, Kellen, who's had a more frustrating year, Betts or AC? I'll say AC because at least Betts has got some like actual field time. Right. AC hasn't raced since San Diego, I think. So is that round six, round five? Three. Was that three? I think so. I think he pulled out after that. Okay. So yeah, rough year for AC. Okay. From Canadian Motocross Unfiltered for the both of you, as we celebrate the ten year anniversary of JT retiring from a strictly racing perspective. Which writer today is the modern JT? We had, we talked about this uh, on a pod recently. We talked about a rider, and he was offended, I think. I think he was offended we mentioned it. Um, was it Norrin? Did we say it was, he was like a Norrin? That's funny. I was going to say that or Chiz. Chiz's high end is better than JT's. Chiz was, his his yeah. high end is better, yeah. I'm saying right now. Right now, yeah. Like, end yeah. of JT's career, Chiz is like, right. you know, good yeah. positioning. I, I guess JT wouldn't have gotten a star ride right No, career, and JT's but. not going to be still mad that I think Chiz is better. But, <clears throat> but I was thinking Norton. Yeah, Freddie. Yeah. Okay, from Letitia S. Is 2023 Forkner's last opportunity? No. No, because you're Austin Forkner. If he keeps riding well, he'll get more chances. And How old is he? 23? I don't know. Well, he, I think there's a good chance he rides 450 outdoors. He debuted in 15? I don't 16? know. How old was he when he debuted? See, we don't even know that. 16. So Marks he, can look this up. Yeah, anyway. But, yeah. I mean, he's been out of for a while. I think, we're, I think we're to the point or almost past make or break. How about Mitch with Jet Reynolds? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Didn't sound great. I, yeah. uh, I think if you're Ryder D, I would start testing some Supercross whoops. Yeah, yeah. 2016 uh, made his debut. Um, he's going to ride 450 motocross next year, I, I believe. I think that happens with three guys under that truck. So if Where's Adam, Joey? I don't know. Doesn't have anything. Want to give him a ride? Brutal. Rick, Ra Rick Ware Racing for World Supercross. Yeah, let, uh, hey, let's get uh, you, Rick Ware, LP together, and we'll have Ferrado and Joey. There we go. On a team. Let's go. Yep. Ferrado. All right. From Christoph Tomasek. Uh, Steve, where do the vet motocross of Nations bikes come from? Are they from private collections or manufacturers' warehouses? Uh, private collections, yeah. yep. And, and Doc, Doc Wobb. Doc Wobb builds them up, yeah. That's old news, right? 10.07. Yeah, you got some He's overtime. out. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of overtime on a, on a holiday. I didn't even charge you I'm for him. That's triple time, bro. I'm surprised he can even move with all the pizza and wings he's got in him. <laughs> I was in a little coma over here earlier. <laughs> I thought uh, I saw those eyes getting heavy. Chris Betts, Josh Ellingson, Mitch Payton, and uh, Lewis Phillips. Best interview for you? You're going to say Lewis. I already know. No, you know what? I'm going to say Mitch. Yeah, I got to go Mitch, too. He was really good. Yeah, he's, he's always great. Uh, <laughs> Mitch Payton for you, guys? Um, or yeah, bets. Yeah. We love our guy bets. Well, I mean, I love bets. Right. But I don't count bets. Bets is just like you're, you're, you're chatting with someone. It's not really like an interview to True. me. True. So True. I'd go Peyton. Okay. All right. Tits? What? 
Yep. Um, I wasn't listening by Travis Marks. Uh, hey, start your systems. How's that going for you? It's uh, it's going all right. Yeah. Um, I'm bummed because at, at always every year, like right around this time, I'm like so burnt out on yeah. all the work that I've done that I SYS falls to the back burner. But um, it's all right. We're like 2,000 subscribers away from 100,000 on YouTube. So. Oh, wow. Close. Look yeah. at you. Yeah. We're getting there. You get something from YouTube for that, I think. Yeah, you get a little like silver plaque. Oh, it says like "Congrats on 100K." Where, okay. where are we at? We got hundred thousand. We're not. We're not quite there yet. Okay. But we're, uh, we're, there? we're we're behind Kellen. Fucking, I, I wasn't gonna say closely behind, but we're behind him. Fucking Roto. What's yeah, he doing? It's a work in progress. What's he doing? <laughs> I don't know. Is He's he probably to, paying for bots. Dude, just supposed to get us subscribers. Bots. Just out there in Ohio doing who knows what. God. Ah, uh, that's cool. So yeah, and uh, when does that start up? Or what, do you have a break in that or no? No, I... Like it's literally every week? Make content every week. Uh, like I usually work a, you know, roughly eight to four schedule and yeah. then, you know, spend time with the family at night and then get back on at like nine to about 11 midnight-ish. Yeah, yeah. Keep working yeah. on SYS I stuff. Thought you, so. so there's, yeah, there's no breaks. You're just racing every week. Well, it's not racing. Like the point of SYS well, I thought is... you're is, racing and you're calling the action for these races. Yeah, so I do. There's a 29-round series that I call action for. Oh. And then I am also the lead broadcaster for the ESX series for mm-hmm. Feld. Um, but uh, SYS is a, like a media company. Like, so we try to cover all the video games as fairly as we can. I, and I, I thought you were just announcing video game races. Nope. Okay. It's more than that. When are they going to come up with something as good as ATV Fury? I, I see ATV Opera Fury 2 in your oh. little case over there, too. So so good. It is really good. Reflex. Yeah. We need reflex. Now, reflex, yeah. I heard a story, I think from those guys, the Rainbow guys, mm-hmm. that when they sold it, yep. the software and the animation and everything for that ATV Fury, all, all, the, code the, gone. all the code, gone. Because they liquidated all their assets, yep. and so all the servers and everything that they had went yep. down. Yep. So when Nordic actually bought all the assets from THQ, they didn't have any of they that had old nothing. stuff. Yeah. But and I mean, another problem with it is is all the Reflex code that existed is on an old game engine. So that's like a decade old now, and all the game engines that they use today are updated. Like MXRZ to be Legends use is a, an engine called Unreal Engine Five, which is you know the most up to date game engine that they can use. But it's I it, think Kellen. You have said this every single we time you've come I mean, in here. It, it's, it, it's it never fails. Yeah, it's fine. It's good, but it's it's the same recurring segment because people say like, "We just need reflex again." Give it back, and, and then do. I'm like, "I don't know okay, which so one is reflex. Which one is reflex? It was the good uh, one. It's oh nine. Yeah, but what was the what was the tracks or what was the tell me uh, when you'd have a heavy hit or someone hits you, you'd have to like click your your joystick one way or the other, otherwise you'd fall over. That was the reflex. Kingston Stone um, Point. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, Kingston Cell Point MX338 Sandwick Boxcar. Boxcar. Oh, okay. Yep. 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 <laughs> nope. I remember that one. Got, Got there. Yeah, I remember that one. I remember that, you. It's it's the one before the Stew Compound one. Yes. Correct. Yes, because the Stew Compound one was a little different. Yeah, some people. But liked I liked that it. Game. No, I liked it. Yeah, I like both of those versions. I'm fine with either one. Yep. But then that was the last um, official. THQ produced yeah. game and then they they went out of business right. and went bankrupt. And the and the game engine has not been updated. Well, you can't. Like they liquidated their assets, all that code is gone, so everything since then has been starting from brand new. Right. And it's on a new it's, engine. And on a new engine and it's been some of the same developers from back then are still there, but a lot of new. Stefan Roncata? The bottom line, Kellen, is it's your fault that there's not a universally acclaimed video game kind of well, the thing is, is like, there isn't, is there? 
No. no. But the thing is, is like people complain about these new console games, but we have MX Crusade V Legends, we have the MXGP video game, we have the Monster Energy Supercross game, we have MX Simulator, we have MX Hold Bikes. On. The, 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 the Monster Energy Supercross game and the GP game are the same. Mm, well, are they they're not? not the same game, but no, it's the same but developer. It's the same basic yes. gameplay. They're two different titles released, though. Yes, I know, but yeah. they, they play the same. Same engine. Yes. Correct. Right. Um, and then MX Sim and MX Bikes are the PC games that are more... Yeah, nobody wants to do that. Right, so no yeah. one wants to try hard that right. way, but there there's a lot of options. Like, there what's are... The, what's the best video game for motocross right now? Well, if you ask me, I'm going to play Sim or Bikes because oh. I'm good at good them at and yeah, I, yeah. I have good right. PCs that are capable of it. So. Marks, do you do that? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. The Sim one? Yeah, I play Sim. Uh. I'm not as good as Kellen. Is there like or a, a lot of other I used people. to like those games where you could build roller coasters and, and, and cities. Sim City. Yeah, Sim City. They still got those? For yeah, Sim Road. Remember yes. you gave me crap for playing Planet yeah. Coaster on, on Company Time. Kellen, <laughs> did you ever play Motocross Madness on PC back in like way back? Late yeah, 90s. 100%. MCM2. Yeah. yeah. That was great. Is that the one you designed your tracks in? I don't know. There was uh, Motocross was Madness good. where guys were designing tracks yeah. and they looked bitching. Yeah, never got MCM2 it, Factory. They had a lot of tracks on there and then. I think a lot of those guys moved to MX Simulator and they created a lot of tracks. Um, there's a, a treasure trove of tracks in those games too. So, so are the Feld guys embracing you a little bit more as a video game guy for their for their? Amanda I think so. Yeah. yeah, I have a pretty good working relationship yeah. with them. Um, I've helped out the last two years with their ESX Esport Championship that they have with, with Yamaha presents right. it, and they this year are giving away three bikes. Jeremy so. Smith, best gamer. Uh, for the PC side, yeah. yeah. Yep. There's there. It, it, the problem is, is that um, there is no one best because there are the console gamers yeah. that are really good, and right. there's the PC gamers that are really good, and they don't really mesh right. because those guys get good at a certain game, and these guys get good at another. Like game. Like Talon so. and, and Tits, they don't mesh. <laughs> sure, and one's good and one's not. Uh, Have you right. played the LCQ Studios game? Yeah, so they just LCQ Studios came out with a early access demo of Motocross Chasing the Dream last week. And if you guys could try that out, it's a PC only game right now, but it's uh, super, super early access. So don't read much into it. They're asking for feedback on it. Um, you can Do they check have any out license riders or anything. No, because okay. it, it's like they're really base level of the game, trying to get a development cycle started with it. So if you oh. guys play it, uh, give them feedback. You spend fifteen dollars to get an early access demo and um, help I, support the game. I like the stew compound. I like that because I was at the stew compound. That was it. Yeah, so I mean, that was awesome. Alive made the stew compound part of the game, yeah. but all these other games have created. Reflex has a stew compound because some users created it. Oh, MX Sim has a stew compound. MX Bikes has a stew compound because it's all user created stuff. So, okay. Yeah. Yep. I can't tell you how many hours I played ATV Fury. Same. I, I, I shudder to think of what I could become. If I'd <clears> taken those hours playing that game and applied it to real life, I think I have pretty much the entire. ATV for Fury 2 soundtrack on my Spotify playlist. So <laughs> that, that long ago. All right. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I should have spent more time on your SYS stuff, but... No, bad. it's okay. Okay. If people have questions, they can right. feel free to reach out. Right. Kellen Army. I hope Kellen Army doesn't come at me. <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks to Roto. Uh, thanks to Pancake as well. Uh, Swisscore Moser for all their help behind the scenes. Uh, Marks? Yes. You're thanks, man. You're welcome. Yeah, Thank thanks you. Thanks a lot. That's thanks great. great. Hey, check out my shirt. Yeah, the new. I, I'm, I'm out of them already. I'm out That's of them. Tight. I only have mediums left. No, oh, medium. Yep. I ordered some more though. Uh, it's 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 really nice. Yeah, it's a good quality it's shirt. Good quality so shirt. So that fucking guy 
that complained last week. No. You should tell them that. Yeah, these are next level, uh, next level branded. So forty dollars is a deal. It's including shipping. Yeah, they're including shipping. They're lit. It says the F word on it, so yeah. Uh, feel tits, a little edgy. Three yeah. weeks in a row. Honestly, if I had unsung heroes uh, yeah. awards, <clears throat> you would get one. I'm due for a vacation, and I'm very much looking forward to it. So, right. yep. Okay. Thanks for coming in. Yes, when my, will we see you again? I don't know. Maybe six to nine months. <laughs> six to nine months. <laughs> uh, thanks to Pookie as well uh, for all the help. Callum Brower. I'm Steve Mathis. We're off next week. Kinda. We might be doing a remote show from a undisclosed location mm. without these guys. Just me, like Supercross COVID style. Or I might not be. I don't know yet. So stay tuned. But we're for sure back here in studio on the 19th, uh, back on uh, YouTube and Facebook and, and all that stuff. Again, thanks to Mav TV as well for watching. Thanks to our guests. Uh, thanks to Glot for everybody. Use the sponsor codes. Uh, support the, the product. And so we can keep doing this stuff. Really appreciate it. See you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. Sword inside your flame